Welcome to this week's Selk Grassroots Podcast, the Sunday League Show, brought to you by the Down to Play app. Grassroots football is finally back and we're buzzing. Get Down to Play today, the UK's leading app for next game availability. Download Down to Play from the App Store and Google Play. Welcome to Selk Grassroots, the podcast network bringing you this show, the Sunday League show, episode 24 this week. Um, As usual, I have Gibbs, Roger, Graham and Jamie bringing you all the news from Westfa, the Quirna Municipal, the Southern Sunday and the OBD SFL. Uh, Guests this week are Magpie Recruitment from the Southern Sunday uh, first up this week is Westfar and Gibbs. Gibbs, how you doing? I'm very well, thank you. Up first because we're the best league and up first because it's the only one to listen to. So after you listen to it, you can turn off. <laughs> That's Gibbs' opinion, of course. And uh, Gibbs prompt with the um, <clears throat> with the recording times today. We're all recording via Zoom, so apologies if um, quality isn't quite what, what you're used to with the podcast um, but we're all pulling together this week um, to make sure we can record everyone is out and about. So, Gibbs, thank you very much for accommodating us um, today. Straight into the results, mate. Um, a real Let's good go. day. A real good day in Westford yesterday. Um, tough to pick your uh, four games of the week last night, I know. But let's get straight into it. In the Prem, Mildeen nil under the radar one. Under the radar getting past Mildeen. Gibbs, un- uh, Mildeen since Christmas look like getting back to that team we expected them to be. But a good win, obviously, for under the radar. Yeah, 100%. Um, obviously, under the radar, carry on the winning run. But Mildeen have given them a game there, to be fair. And there's lots of positives, I would say, to, for Mildeen to take out of that. But, um, I, I mean, they've had a good result, some good results of late. So, to carry on and take under the radar to a, just a narrow loss is, um, is a great building block for them. And I hope it's um, the start of a, a run and a revival for them. Absolutely. Um, we like Mildin. We like uh, Glenn and all the lads. Uh, a good club with lots of uh, history in Sunday football. So hopefully uh, good building blocks for them for the seasons to come. Well done to Under the Radar. They continue um, their flawless start um, in, in the Prem Division. Uh, Spring Hill and Broaden Sports A didn't reach its, it didn't reach its, um, its uh, end, Gibbs. Uh, complaints from Broaden A about the referee on that game and walked off the pitch. It's not something we really like to hear, Gibbs, but um, referees, I guess if you're not happy, the best thing to do is to walk off uh, and then uh, um, inform the league of your displeasure, I guess. Yeah, I mean, I don't know the outcome of that one um, or what's going to happen um, if it goes to county or what. So we have to obviously watch what we say. Yeah, yeah. But, um, uh, yeah, it's not, it's not ideal um, for both teams, obviously, to turn up and, that team not happy and then obviously it stops obviously 25, 30 guys playing football, um, which is obviously what we all want to do, you know. So yeah. um, we, don't, we don't like to see it, but um, I'm sure uh, Baldwin had their reasons and um, I hope it can get resolved because uh, they're a good side. Yeah, let's hope, let's hope it can be resolved. Spring Hill United definitely improved again like Mildeen since Christmas time. Uh, Spring Hill looking look the part. Um, Baldwin Sports definitely amongst it um, for... Uh, a title chase. Uh, the outcome of this game, I guess, will um, will probably determine that. But yeah, two good teams for the Prem Division. Uh, and ho- as I say, hopefully that can be resolved. In the senior division, uh, New Cross Rovers lose 3-2 to 
to Granite, uh, Newcross at home. Uh, their, where their perfect start in the league is ended against a, a strong Granite. Um, Newcross Rovers left scratching their head as to why their third goal was disallowed, Gibbs. Um, but Granite looking better as well. Yeah, Granite have picked up of late and um, they look like they're returning to that side that we saw last season that um, well, they, were, they were grinding out results and um, uh, floating around on the top of the league, you know, and um, flirting with promotion again now. So fair play to them, you know, they've had a bit of a rough patch and now they stick through it. Yeah, well done to Granite. Uh, New Cross, still lots of games, lots of football to play in the senior division. I don't think that division's quite uh, worked itself out yet with all these, with the teams having played so many and some teams like New Cross, I think that was only their third league game of the season with the with the um, teams folding and all that type of business. Um, so we've got a long time yet to see where that where that division goes. I've, I've got a feeling they're going to have to start playing some double bankers soon because I think it can only be about 11 weeks, 12 weeks left of the season. Yeah. So, um, with, with, I'm sure they're still in some cups as well. So um, they've got a lot of league games to play. I'm sure Mike Varillo will sort out the, the the double bankers for him against the teams that expect to beat, you know, areas. Oh, yeah, 100%. You know, games at 10 30, 12 30, 5 30, be every man free a day. <laughs> in the senior. Uh, the last game, Rising Talents 2, Burridge Blues 5. A big win for the Burridge Blues lads uh, after some uh, results in the cup. They probably wouldn't have been too pleased with Gibbs. And that's a big win against Rising Talents. Yeah, Burridge. Um... They uh, continue to, um, I think, prove people wrong that they're a cup side. And um, they, they, grind, they grind out the results. And um, they're, obviously, they're a match for anyone on the day with the players that um, they've, they've got available. So it'll be interesting to see how that um, unfolds and where, where they actually finish up and how much more points they pick up. And will they make a return swiftly to the Prem? Well, that's the, that's the question. I mean, we've, we've, we're seeing a resurgent Barnhurst. We're seeing a resurgent uh, Burridge Blues. We're seeing Granite now picking up points. Um, we're seeing Metrogas absolutely steaming away with it in in the senior division. Northern Eagles potentially tailing off a little bit. It's going to be a fantastic run in the senior division this season. Plenty of um, plenty of title changing games to to go ahead. What an interesting division! Can't wait for that one in Division One. AFC Shine win two 0 against South East Athletic Sundays. Uh, probably the big result yesterday in um, Division One. Uh, promoted Board and Sports reserves the Bandits beating uh, Crayford Arrows 2-0. And there's a little bit of a, a decline in, in the results we've seen for Crayford Arrows Gibbs. They're just tailing off a little bit at the wrong time of the year. Yeah, maybe it's too many games taking its toll on them. Are they picking up injuries? Um, player availability. Um, they, they, they had a really good first half to the season, but just um, I think the last few weeks... Um, Results have probably not been what, what they've expected of themselves as well. The standards have set themselves. So, but nonetheless, take nothing away from Borden. Um, they they've uh, had a, had it rough late. And, um, yeah, they have. They've conceded a few a fair few goals in a few games. So, to see them come back and keep a clean sheet and uh, and get a good three points on the board. That, that's a fair play to Eddie and the boys. Yeah, well done. That's a brilliant win for the band. It's so good, so good that even Gibbs put them on his. Uh, results of the week yesterday. I know that was hard for you to do that, Gibbs, but you, you gave the Bandits the props they deserve. Yeah, of course. We hold no grudges on the show. Do you know what I mean? If a result is um, is worthy of it, then it, it gets it, you know? And um, we don't exclude anyone top to bottom. Since winning your cut back, is that, are you sort of mates with the Bandits now? Yeah, we've always been mates, but now we're, we are at peace. <laughs> Did one some more results. Footscray Lions go down 5 0 against Crayford Athletic. 
Crayford Athletic having a real good season this year. Uh, really found their feet now in West Far. Uh, had a decent enough uh, London Cup run. Uh, and having some good wins uh, in, in Westford this year. They'll be enjoying themselves, the boys. I think this is their 10th year as well. Um, so what a good season for them. Well done to the lads. Uh, Metro Massive lose 2-1 at home to Elton Rovers Gibbs. Elton Rovers back after giving us a bit of stick. Put that on your fucking podcast there. Oh, that they're, fucking result on your podcast. Yeah, now they're winning 2-1. Metro Massive again. Um, turning off at least they've reached this stage of the season looks like fingers crossed for them they're going to see the season out so well done for that after a real tough introduction to West for their back and doing the business but Elton Rovers now seem to be back in their stride yeah they always kind of a little bit um, Metro Massive flatter, flatter to deceive them I think you always expect a real a lot from them and I don't know why we always expect it um, and then I'm not saying they don't deliver, but I don't think it's the, to the expectations maybe of themselves or, or anyone else. But yeah. for Elton, it's another, it's another good result. And um, they, they've, they've picked up of late, haven't they? I think that's, what, three on the bounce now, two on the bounce. Two wins so, on the uh, bounce, I believe, yep. Yeah, so um, they're, they're doing well as well. It's what you want to see. You want to see people making these divisions competitive and winning games and beating each other because it, it makes it much better for the end of the season, you know, in the, in the title running. Every, everything yeah. means something. Yeah, we've got some big games coming up in Westford, but in the Prem uh, this week, uh, and we've got some big results coming. But I think um, the the, div, the senior division I'm down from in Westford really is a superb, superb advert for the league. And all right, the Prem division is good, but it's been hampered this season, as I've said on social media um, over the weekend and today on, on Monday at the time of recording that the lower divisions in Westford is really it's great this season. I mean, even even you look down to Division Eight. To be fair, it's a lot of people's um, pick for maybe one of the divisions of the season because, I mean, you've got Lesser, you've got um, Spring Hill Blues, you've got Eltham Lions Youth, um, even Greenwich um, AFC Sporting Greenwich still in with a shout, um, and a lot of them are taking points off each other. I know Spring Hill Blues are kind of been a, a lot more consistent, but Eltham Lions have come on a long way as well from where they yeah. were last season as well. So. It's, it's, like I said, it's what you want to see, you know, and it's um, it's really good. Even to, like Division Eight, like you, you're grouped on it, you're looking at the results every week, thinking, "Blimey, who's won this week?" Yeah, I agree. It's, um, it's a it's a good division. Absolutely, in Division Two. Uh, Advent Mighty Royals win three one against Falconwood Reserves. Uh, Falconwood Reserves have had a good time of it of late, but Advent Mighty Royals getting a result. Well done, boys. Uh, Eltham Lions first team win three two against Kingfisher Firsts. Uh, Eltham Lions Gibbs. I think they're amongst those teams no one would want to play at the minute. They're they're on such good form, sitting top now of Division 2. Uh, no one would fancy them, would they? No, definitely not. And do you know what? Elton Lions are one of those teams that they can quite easily hold their own in even the, the Div 1 or the senior, you know, because they're such a good young side. And I've always said it since the first time we played them as a club that they've got every bit of quality about them because they've got the, the battling aspect. They're not, they're, they've got their own, they've got their body on challenges. They've got quality. They can score goals. They're young. They're, they've, they've got a lot, of, a lot going for them, you know. They have absolutely good, good team. Can mix it up as well. Can go both ways if they need to uh, play football or they can battle. Uh, really, really um, admire the lads down there. Junior Reds, uh, Athletic lost 3-0 to Phoenix Knights, the last game in Div 2. Uh, into Div 3, uh, Martin and Park Rangers lose 4-0 against the Catholic Club. Uh, more of a result for the Catholic Club, Gibbs, that we've grown to to expect. A big win for them. Uh, obviously, that they've now looked to find uh, found their feet, perhaps recruited a few players uh, for Div 3, taking that massive leap last season from Division 7 
uh, to Division 3. Uh, didn't win Division 7, of course, uh, but still took that massive jump. 4-0 for them yesterday. Must have felt good. Yeah, so a good result. And obviously, my team kept a bit of a already full when they get that win. You want to, you're happy for it when that win is a situation with that. And fair play to them. They've carried on. They've cycled a bit and they've got a bit of Yep, I think you just cracked up a little bit there, Gibbs, but we'll move on. Woolwich Common lose again 3-0 to Petswood Senior Vultures. The Senior Vultures uh, getting uh, voted into the results of the week yesterday for that big win against, must be said, struggling Woolwich Common, but uh, senior uh, Petswood Senior Vultures with a good win. Uh, Bexy Hawks win 2-0 to Duchess of Kent. Gibbs, are, are we counting Bexy Hawks in as serious title contenders in Div 3? Of course, I don't think you can ever so because they're always there or thereabouts um, and they get results probably that you don't expect them to or don't think that they will because of a previous result but um, sometimes I think what can happen to them is a little bit of inconsistency um, against the teams that probably you'd expect them to be but uh, nonetheless I still expect them to have a seat I'm not sure they'll win it but um, runners up definitely is uh, definitely available to them and um, they just want to keep going in and see how it unfolds not sure. I'm. I'm not sure if um, this sort of run of form from Woolwich Royals is going to allow the likes of Bexley Hawks to, to get in. But uh, Duchess of Kent yesterday saying on social media that they don't feel their season has really got started yet, which is worrying for them. We're middle of February, so they've got um, what three months worth of football, three and a half months worth of football to to put that right. But Bexley Hawks seem to respond always to adversity. And they get good wins. That's a good one for Peter and the boys. Well done. In Div 4, uh, Junior Red Sports win 2-1 against FC Barker. Very good win for Junior Red Sports. They were pleased with that. Um, they put the dogs down yesterday. They, no, they took the dogs down and put them out of misery. They took them out to the field and said, so long, old boy. <laughs> but, um, that's, a, and that's a good result for Junior Red Sports. So Barker have been a bit... Um, it is uh right the next one in div four is beacons against bexley heath uh gibbs the dimmer switch continues to turn down they haven't quite clicked the button yet but the switch is turning to that left side beacons three bexley heath four bit closer than expected but um a on good the good. positive side they're scoring goals so that's a positive but Bexley have had a, a few four goals now and then in their games they obviously I think it was was it four or five against Barnhurst as well yeah so they're obviously picking up some form yeah they're picking up better form uh and Div more, more games in Div 4 Springfield United Reserves lose 2-1 to South East Athletic Maroon uh, I, I said Elliot out. Um, apparently, he's not he's not involved with the team anymore. Gibbs at the moment. Um, hey, try- he sunk them, and now he's decided to go to the Blues. No, he's gone. He's, he's, play, he's playing battleships on his own with Spring Hill. <laughs> uh, yeah, two one to Maroon. A good result um, for the boys uh, yesterday. Um, Spring United Reserves saying that things are going. We know they're they're bringing the club together. Things are better. They feel the club's in a good place. So. Hard to criticise them when when they're happy with how things are going. I guess it's a reserve team for exactly that to develop players and and get them into perhaps a, a, a shape to play um, for the prem team, the team in the the first the first team in the prem division. 
So you can't really have a go at them too much. Spring Hill United, obviously a good club, giving lots of people uh, football. It's hard to criticise them too much. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, in Div 5, Danton Albion beat Bexley Knights 5-0. Um, Bexley Knights, uh, as I've seen a, a couple of weeks ago in my game, uh, my uh, refereed them last weekend or the weekend before, should I say. Um, you said they were title contenders. They're definitely not title contenders, mate. I know I don't mean that by any uh, I don't mean any disrespect to them at all. Bexley Knights definitely not um title contenders. Be- Dancing Album, we know on their day are a good side. So that type of result doesn't surprise me seeing knowing what I've seen. And um Turk Ojak win two one against South Ballers. Um South Average really looking South Average at the minute, Gibbs. You 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 you're staying away from calling them that. Um, but- Stay away until, until I played them because <laughs> at the minute every team every team that we play seems to come out with sixteen players and the week before I see that they've had twelve. Do you know what I mean? So we're playing against everyone's full squad. Yeah, they, they, everyone sees the underdogs as as the real as the real title challenges this year, don't they? Mate, everyone sees the underdogs and thinks, "Oh, that's all right. We're going to come out and score lots of goals today." We're playing against the underdogs, so um, we just have to keep battling wins every week, you know. Yeah, this has been a battling season for you. Turk Ojak with a win um, in an up-and-down season for them, really, it must be said. Uh, in the second-best division in Westford, the King the Hearts... Best the King Hearts Media Production Division 6, um, the second-best um, Highfield Rovers win again. Ronnie's doing a job now. 3-1 win for them against Alpington Athletic. Um, textbook win for Highfield. We expected them to win uh, that one, it must be said. Alpington Athletic gives... They're having a bit of a tough year, aren't they? They are. They're finding their feet, but they're showing up every week, and that's what it's about. They haven't folded. But with Highfield, if if they could get a good start to the season, they'd actually be in the mix of um, for the league. It's just they seem to start very slow, and now they're picking up second half of the season. But if they could um, get some consistency there, they'd, they'd actually challenge. Yeah, he'll be, he'll be pissed off with with the the end to the season they're having. They're very strong. Uh, if that if they could, as you say, if they could mirror that to the beginning of the season, um, they'll be they'll be having a very good season. Oh, well, a good win for Highfield. Hopefully, Alpington Athletic can get things going. Uh, the other games are Div Six: Villacourt Rovers two, New Life nil. Uh, a bit closer than expected, but I guess Villacourt now they just need to keep winning these games and get the title over the line. The business end of the season. I mean, they've still got to play um, uh, Footscray Vets twice. So I think they're going to be the title deciding games. But um, all Villacourt can keep doing is keep on winning and just uh, getting the points on the board. So, <clears throat> and that's what they're doing. So it's um, it's all still to play for in that division. But they're keeping up their end of the bargain and doing what they can do. Exactly. In the best division in West Far, the Selk Grassroots Podcast Network Division 7. The eighth best division. <laughs> The uh, longest named division in the league, that's for fucking sure. Uh, Ravensbourne, <laughs> my fault. Uh, Ravensbourne can't back up uh, a point, a good point the other week. Uh, uh, this week they lose 9 1 to the People's FC. Sadly, come on, a bone. <laughs> far, sadly, far too easy to predict. Big losses for the Bourne after a good point. We have to be so we have to give them the credit for that, but. Uh, the Peoples, we know they're a strong outfit in Div 7. Las Cabras win 3-2 against Intercross. Las Cabras improvements continue in the 21-22 season. They're enjoying themselves this year, much more than before. So well done to them. Uh, Newcross Rovers lose 3-2 to the Shots. Come on, the Shots. The Greenish Hot Shots win 3-2. And they're having a good year as well. Sid Cup battered 
by Avery Hill Athletic. I don't know why, Gibbs, but I always see this that game as a bit of a, a derby Sid Cup against Avery Hill. Um, I always think that's a derby game. So Avery Hill, well pleased with their five 0 win. And and again, we give praise, we give praise and props to the Avery Hill guys because they were the sort of not whipping boys, but they've they they've really improved year on year in Div Seven. I have to take me out and Sid Cup have as well. So to see them to see them two still about, it, it's good to see. It is, to be fair, it is, and it's um, it's. <clears throat> it's a it's a rough one, but yeah, we move. Uh, Vulture uh, Vulture Sports Division Eight, um, Elton Lions Youth win three nil against the Bosco. Good result uh, for them. Their, their resurgence continues. They're looking good. Uh, so the title challenge in Division 8 is going to be really interesting. Jumeirah Reserves win 2-1 against Greenwich Challenge Vets, uh, making our results of the week. Uh, See, we Gibbs. hold no bias. Jumeirah is not my favourite club, but we hold no bias. Absolutely and Phil McCracken actually made results of the week. <laughs> I, he, doesn't talk, he doesn't talk to us anymore. I don't know if he listens. We have got Carl from uh, Greenwich Challenge Vets on the podcast next week. So... Uh, we'll hear from them. I might even ask him about Phil. Phil's left the club. Do you reckon? I don't know. I couldn't he's, find he's, I uh, couldn't find Phil McCracken on the um on full time for them, so maybe he has left. Phil, you've made results of the week. We need to hear <laughs> from you. Come on. Uh Royal Oak lose 3-2 to Elton Palace this week. Um Royal Oak not really kicking on Gibbs like we expected them to. Oh blimey. When I saw that yesterday, it said Royal Oak won 3-2. No, they lost to Elton Palace, and that's a good result for them, given the calibre of players that Warlock have signed. Maybe it's just hard to um, get the players going and motivate them for this season. Maybe they're gearing up for next year. Who knows? To be fair, that could have been one of the results of the week, if I'd have seen that. Because when I saw it in full time, it was um, it was the other way. So it's a great result for um, Elton Palace. Very good result. Well done to them. Uh, last game in Division 8, Lesser FXI continued their good season, a 2-0 win over Sporting Greenwich. Showing how far both teams have come uh, so far this season. Well done, lads. Some cup games now. Meridian Sports win 4-1 against Baltarks. Um, Meridian will be well chuffed with that one. Uh, There's been fireworks between those two teams um, so far this season. So 4-1 Meridian Sports. Uh, Baltarks really haven't got going this season, Gibbs, have they? They really haven't. And it's actually been a little bit disappointing for them because... You would have thought that they would have really kicked on and had a, a real good go and um, and been challenging, to be fair, and not conceding um, heavy amounts of goals that they're conceding. Mm. So I'm hoping that they can. I think there's a good club, a good club there, and a good squad of players. So yeah. I'd like to see them have a, a strong end to the season and um, maybe build for next season. Yeah, good win for Meridian Sports. They've had a topsy turvy season, so they'll be pleased with that win. And as I think I agree with you on Bull Tucks, we definitely expected a bit more from them, um, but maybe this season they found their feet in the Prem Division. I don't think the league will be relegating anyone. I think they'd be silly to relegate anyone from the Prem Division. Um, so perhaps just finding your feet this season and preparing for 22-23 will be the best way forward for Bulltarks. Uh, well done, Meridian, in the next round. In the Plumpsy Challenge Cup, Forza lose 3-0 to Barnhurst. I know some, there's lots of friends amongst the teams there. Uh, Barnhurst back to winning ways. We gave this one result of the week as well, Gibbs. I think Barnhurst form has been a little bit up and down, but Forza's form has been fantastic and that's sometimes a bit of a leveller. Um, people may have expected a 3-0 Barnhurst win, mate, but um, it's, it, for me, that's a great a great win for the lads. 
Oh, 100%. And the reason why it made results of the week is I honestly don't remember the last time Fours have lost the game. They've been scoring goals. They've been they've had a real good, strong season. And Barnas have been a little bit hit and miss of late. Obviously, losing to um, Bexley in the Cup as well, albeit on penalties. But um, to go out and beat Fours a 3-0, obviously, they've stopped them scoring as well. It's, it's a good result for the Barnas lads. You know, I know there's a bit of a difference in the divisions, but I, I still... But I don't let that affect my choice, to be fair. I still, I still think that's a really good result. Agreed. Agreed. Form form has to come into it. When you're looking at these cup games, and I think we'll get into that, we'll get into that a bit later with the uh, games of the week. But when when a team is so high in form and a, and another team, even perhaps in a higher division or two, it's still a massive leveller, that form element of it. And yeah, big result for Barnas. Well done, lads. Talking about big results, Metrogas, banging form, beat jam, 3-2. Five points for Mark Dolby on this one from the predictions last week, Gibbs. Um, yeah. Uh, free to Met, uh, Metrogas. I mean, it it didn't make games of the week. I think that that, that just tells you how much we're rating Metrogas at the moment. Oh, rate Metrogas very highly, and um, for them to beat Prem teams, it's it's not it's not a surprise because um, of the form that they're on and the, the results that they're having. So, albeit it is a great result. But it's kind of what you've kind of grown to expect from them. But they've set they've set their standards so high that we kind of we we believe in their standards as well. You know, if that makes sense. Yeah, and sad. It's sad, sort of, to, not sad, but in a way, Metro Gas are going to have to beat the likes of Bayswater or under the radar at the moment to get a look in on games of the week because they're so we regard them so highly that these wins they're expected and if, if i mean if they'd have gone and beat jam 5-0 yesterday they'd have got into the results of the week but these sort of goals by one and two against um prem teams sadly we're expecting them aren't we mm. yes unfortunately and again that's um it's the standards as we say that they've set for themselves that you just you expect it as well from them now so like you say they are going to have to beat um and under the radar or Bayswater, unfortunately, to um, even a, a, and a Borden A as well to be getting results of the week. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh, so that's we're not we're not um, we're not sort of having a go at you, Metro Gas. When we say that, that's just we put you amongst these teams that you're beating. So um, we expect these wins. Red Velvet win four two against Hartford Athletic. First Hartford scoring goals for fun at the moment, um, but that they're currently sitting middle of Div Four. Um, Red Velvet amongst the top of the top teams in Div 1. Uh, a good win for Red Velvet, perhaps a step too far for the Hartford boys yesterday, Gibbs. Yeah, I mean, um, Red Velvet doing what they do, to be fair. They're, they're very um, they're good at getting results and they're a well-drilled team and Spencer's got them playing playing, and they're getting the results and they've got a good squad and it's very hard to see anyone kind of beating them, um, to be fair. And I, I know first-hand about that, so... Um, they've got goals. They've got strength. They've 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 got the, they've got the lot to be fair. So come the business end of the season, I, I expect them to go far in cups, and um, I think you'll get a a true test of where they are. Maybe if they come up against some prem sides and that, because I do think that they will log their own. Sure. Uh, so more games. Uh, Adidas Athletic win three one against Bexley Village Vets. Three um, one to the Adidas boys. Bexley Wanderers. Bexley Wonders win 3-1 against South London Athletic. A big, um, that was a cup game yesterday in the Sports King TV Cup, Gibbs. But that's a big result for the Div 5 boys because South London Athletic just seem to be uh, falling off. They do. And um, it's a game, I think, that 
could have gone either way, to be fair. Playing both of these sides in recent weeks, that um, they're both very good battling sides. So I'd imagine it was a, it was a very good game. Um, I think maybe just what, what holds South London is putting the ball in the back of the net. I think that um, whereas Bexley Wanderer seemed to have that with their with their number nine, he's very um, he's very clinical up front if you give him a chance, and I think that's that's probably been the difference to be honest in these games. And um, South London maybe just tailing off is just putting the ball in the back of the net. Yeah, it seems that way. And the Len Ware Memorial Trophy, Crockenhill played Alpington Eagles. I know two teams who have a lot of respect for each other. Crockenhill win two one against Alpington Eagles and the Crockenhill good season continues. Uh, they've won three out of three now, Gibbs, in, 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 in all competitions. Uh, and I think their, their losing streak goes back even further. Their, their winning streak, sorry, goes back further than that. Uh, Alpington Eagles uh, left to concentrate on the league. They've got a lot of work to do. They've got a hard cup game coming up against uh, Inter Belvedere as well this, this week. Um, this Sunday coming, so big week, big couple of weeks for Orpington Eagles. If they found, if they had any ideas on winning cups this season, uh, just the one left. Peckham Rye played SE 69ers Gibbs two one to the Rye. Um, tell us a bit, quick bit about the game. We haven't seen the 69ers you know yet this season. The 69ers, real honestly, nothing bad to say about them. Real good bunch. They was um, they was interested in the podcast. They listened. They've kind of adopted the 69ers. Go on, the 69ers name in their own group and when they refer to each other like um they say how are the 69ers doing so you know what real good bunch and uh, they 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 all say they all listen and um they was very like they want to interact with a podcast and stuff but on the pitch do you know what nothing but respect for them they give us probably the toughest game we've had um this season to be fair that we've that we've come through and won um they went one new up early doors they were so pumped up for the game um every header every tackle they was um, G and each other up. They was they was proper on, on the game. There was probably about they probably had about I'd say maybe 20, 25, maybe thirty people at the side as well, yeah. like cheering them on. Um, so it was a it was a proper good old Sunday league game. Um, if I'm being totally honest, we got a penalty that decided it. Um, if it was given against me, I would have been. Um, I wouldn't have been too pleased if I, if that if truth be told, you know what I mean. I wouldn't have been too pleased, um, but nonetheless, it was um, it was a good win for us. So maybe um, we we battled first half. We were terrible. Second half, we came into the game and yeah. um, it was a it was it was a proper scrappy game, kind of end to end. But the fences were kind of cancelling each other out. There weren't really any kind of clear cut chances where anyone went through one on one. It was just midfield and defence. To be honest, it wasn't a day for the strikers. Um, but their, their skipper and their forward line um, caused us problems all game, running on running channels, run, um, chasing off a of flicks, and um, it, it, it was it was a proper battle. We've still got to play them once more in the league, so we will um, we will look forward to it. But I always said from the first game of the season when we beat them five 0 it weren't a five 0 game. We was lucky to come in one 0 at half time. It's just we took our chances, whereas they had the, the crossbar and the post three times. So um, real good side, and if they, I'm not sure. If they had that side, they'd get that side out every week. But if they got that side out every week, they would be challenging up, up the top of the league. I have no doubt about that because um, that it was it was a real battle, and they've got they've got some real quality in there. And as I say, just just a real good bunch of lads. There was lots of banter on the sideline. Um, everyone was interacting. Um, no, no kind of uh, there was no up no in ag. arms type like no ag. Yeah, basically, do you know what I mean? There was no ag. Everyone was laughing. Everyone accepted the refs' decisions, good and bad. To be fair. Um, 
he wasn't biased towards anyone. The ref, he was kind of a little, he was just, um, he made some wrong calls both ways and he made right calls both ways. But as I say, if the pen was given against me, I wouldn't have been too pleased. But um, but they took it all in good spirits. All had a drink in the bar after. We was all having a chat and that, which is, you know what, what it's all about because a lot yeah. of teams don't don't stay behind after, to be fair, in the bar. I think only Barnhurst and um, the 69ers have stayed. So, you know what, fair play to them. And I, I will look forward to our next game when we play them again. Quality. Brilliant. And um, it sounds like a fantastic addition to uh, the Westford Football Family, SE69 as well, don't boys. Uh, four more games then. Baldwin uh, Sports Westford win 2 0 against Abbey Mead. Abbey Mead's enough, ugh, mixed season. I mean, it's it's more been more negatives results wise than positives for the Abbey Mead boys so far this season. Baldwin Sports move on to the next round of the Burt Holloway Trophy. Uh, Springfield United Blues win 6 1 against the Battle Cruisers. Um, cries for the Battle Cruisers on social media, looking for more players now. I think they're. Seem to be getting the ump gibbs. Uh, Springfield United Blues, though, 6 1. Um, it's kind of predictable, but the Battle Cruisers clearly want to bounce, want to uh, crack on and get some new new blood into the squad. Yeah. Um, and obviously, the Blues just keep going from strength to strength, scoring goals, winning games. And it's what you actually want to see. Now I've actually stopped, actually. I've actually got a match report off of this game. Uh, okay. I didn't think I was going to be able to um, read it out because I was driving, and Chris Elliott has sent me like an absolutely like 3,000 word essay. That um, I had to mark, you know what I mean? So, um, <laughs> <laughs> he said, This is from Chris Elliott. Um, 10 men battle cruisers took a shock two minute lead on the second minute, but goals by the prolific Tom Marshall and two from Daniel Cowie saw the Blues go into a 3 1 lead at half time. The second half saw the Blues increase their advantage to a winning 6 1 score with Cowie completing his first ever hat trick with Tom Marshall with his second and Daniel. Quasi, yep. um, if I'm saying that right, um, completing the scoring. Mind you, Cowie had to be reminded that he had to buy a jug for the lads afterwards. Um, all in the Blues, <laughs> all in all, the Blues eased into the semi-finals of an awful, bobbly pitch and windy conditions and not at their best. Last word goes to the Battle Cruisers, who, despite starting with 10 men, kept going until the end and were absolute gents on and off the pitch. So fair play to them as well for um, going with 10 men, you know. So, yeah. um, which is what it's about, and I'd, I'd urge people to send in their match reports and um, and goal scorers and um, interact with the podcast because it's what it's about. It's, it's a platform for everyone, you know. It is. It is. So, we always give. We'll give every team a shout out, regardless of top or bottom division, and in between, we'll always give all the teams a shout out. So, yeah, send in your match reports because we do like to hear that. Um, in some county cup games, Kent Sunday Trophy, um, Tenterton. Uh, three puts Cray Lions vets four, and they did ask whether they weren't why they weren't involved in the in the results of the week this week. They feel that was a big result, the Foots Cray Lions boys, uh, the vets boys. But Gibbs, we don't do county cups because we don't know anything about Tenterton, do we? We don't, but I've got a little kind of few words about them. Um, because um, obviously they was wondering if they could get results of the, <laughs> results of the week. Um, they went down to Tenderton, who haven't lost all season. Um, got Kent County players, and um, obviously the, the Lions vets have uh, won four three and reached the semi finals of the yeah. Kent Cup. So um, fair play to their um, to them and their management and uh, and the players. I believe they went down. There were fourteen players, four one up, and I think Tenderton um, pulled it back to four three um, in the last ten. So um, that's a great result for them. To be fair. And um, we wish them all the best in the semi-final, you know? Yeah, good luck, boys. Uh, flying the flag for Westfar. 
as I say, um, we don't know anything about some. If if you're playing a county cup game against a, a team in a league we we follow, um, we may be able to. We may think about changing that sort of rule, but um, not against Tenterton, unfortunately. Uh, and the last game, the London Sunday Challenge Cup, uh, Bayswater travelled to Trabson Sport, a fair away journey for them, Gibbs. Uh, Trabson Sport, of course, beating um, senior division OBD SFL team Hatcham in the last round. Um, they've beaten Bayswater last kick of the game, I believe. Uh, Trabson Sport won the game. A good account of themselves for Bayswater in the London Challenge Cup. Um, this season, oh, no, no shame in that. I mean, quarterfinals, and then um, I believe they were two new up, Bayswater and Boston, it and um, and maybe just uh slipped off a little bit. And then, um, obviously, a, a good team like um, Trent and Sport have uh, obviously capitalized on the last kick of the game, but in no way is it um, uh, a bad reflection on Bayswater. No. I mean, that's a They've they've gone there and they've they probably took them to their limits um, at three two and and just lost that. But it shows you the strength of the side and the quality of players that they have um, in there. And obviously taking a team um, a team that far that have beat Hatcham with a um, like joint top of the um, All Putnam and Bromley. So it just shows you the quality of uh, the quality of um, Bayswater and um, there are there are good teams in the West for Prem not to be slept on. You know, absolutely unlucky to Bayswater. Uh, Traps and Spore, looking at the the remaining teams in the Sunday Challenge Cup, they will they're they're looking like they could be amongst the favourites. The two teams they've knocked out uh, so far uh, on the on their way, the last two rounds are top sides. So Traps and Spore could really be one to look out for. Uh, Gibbs, I'll see you on the other side for the Westfer games of the week. No problem, mate. So the next section is the quarter municipal section with Roger. Roger, how are you doing? I'm good, thanks, Andrew. Very good. No, no game for you boys yesterday, but a win. A, benef- a benefiting from a points being awarded from a Southside Blues game. So I guess you're going to have to eat your hat on the stuff you said about MMFC last week. No, I, I, I'm kind of, <laughs> yes. <laughs> Sorry, I'm, I'm winding you up. I'm not, not going to sit here and say, you know... Um, well, I don't know what they were saying. I can't remember what they were saying now about, oh, it, it doesn't matter anyway. You know, uh, we would have liked to play the game. That's a load of rubbish. If someone's going to give me points, I'll take it all day long, Andrew. <laughs> <You know? laughs> especially, in the, especially in the predicament I'm in at the moment. Are we going to hear at the end of the season from the MMFC boys that Saha 11 avoided relegation based on points being given to them? Probably. And I, 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 yeah, and I'll say, yeah, that's fine. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's good banter, isn't it? Um, is. they, they definitely bit. They definitely bit on social media. Media. I think there's three or four messages, one after the other, that they sent out about that comment. And uh, to be honest, I think that was well set up by uh, by Russell. He knew to feed me a little comment that he knew I'd read it out, <laughs> and, and we shared it. Uh, but it was all it was all great band. A good day yesterday in the quarter municipal. Um, as I say, Star Eleven had their game awarded to them, so we'll we'll skip through that bit. That's three points, much needed for the boys in the Michael Donovan yep. Premier. Yesterday, first up was my game, Addiscombe Casuals versus Sandersted. Um, a windy day yesterday, I think everyone would agree, and this definitely um, helped whoever was, was had the win yesterday at Coney yep. Hall. Um, it definitely helped. Sandersted 2-0 up at half-time, Rog. Wow. Um, I'm sure if the game was 90 minutes long with no with no break in the middle, um, yep. Sandersted would have won the game. They were well in control in the first half, and uh, wow. Addiscombe Casuals wasting chances. Um, they're good centre half. Um, Harry Turner, I think his name is, went off at, um, after about 25 minutes with a hamstring tear. 
Um, so yeah, he's, he was struggling with that. But yeah, had some yep. casuals all at sixes and sevens in the first half. They came out the second half. I think momentum of halftime break killed Sanders did down to the bare 11 again they did have 11 yep. men this time um but Addiscombe casuals coming out four three winners they did turn it on uh in the second half with some real good play they dominated the second half Sanders did down to 10 men for a, a simbin and um during the second half period and Addiscombe casuals scored two in that period which seemed to turn the game for them Sanders did didn't have it in them to get back um good game really good game end-to-end stuff um, as I say, 4-3, casuals with a 2-0 uh, down at halftime. Take the points. Well done to them. Uh, Sims with a brace for Addiscombe casuals and Wadmore for uh, Sarnestead with two. The, the main scorers on the day. A good result for <clears throat> Addiscombe casuals given the... Sometimes we don't see the story behind it. We see no. Addiscombe casuals win, winning 4-3 against bottom of the table. Sarnestead, Roger, and we think, oh, blimey, they've struggled, but... When you saw that them in the second half yesterday, they were impressive and they obviously won the second half 4-1. Four, four, um, it's nice to be able to get out and see the actual tail of the tapes and see how the games go because sometimes when you look on things that on yep. uh, Football Me Too, it doesn't really give you the picture, does it? No, definitely not. Um, I mean, on that, Sander said again, showing that they have got um, they have got a good a core of, of some good players and, and some talented players. Um and it's just a shame they've had to take this step up. I mean, I know we've gone on about it a lot this season, um, but now I can't give them enough respect for what, for what they've done. Um, they've 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 come up against a good casual side and, and and given a good account of themselves. And you know, if if they would have had more than eleven minutes, they would have had a sort of a couple of subs. The story could have well have been different. Who who knows? But um, two two subs, two or three subs is all it would have taken yesterday. Legs up yep. front. They had a uh, Sarnestead had a guy up front called um, Sav or Savage, I think his name is. I don't know exactly right. what his name is. I yep. could have been hearing it wrong, but Sav I heard him. <laughs> he was a real good player, but they couldn't get anyone around him in the second half. They were sort of back behind the ball in midfield. Their yep. midfield Sarnestead's midfielders were running, um, were really putting a work in a fresh pair of legs in in the middle in the second half might have helped that cause a little bit more. Yep. Um, they had, they needed the legs to go forward again in the second half. Uh, two subs for Sinus yesterday in those in those sort of areas, and and they could have got sank out of the game. Uh, they missed they missed chances in the second half as well. Um, but yeah, as I say, casuals very strong uh, mm-hmm. on the day in the second half, especially wind assisted. It has to be said the pitch was nice and firm in this one. We'll get onto the pitch. Um, this, we was on the same pitch for uh, another game later on, and we'll talk about that in a minute. Um, but it was it was a real equal game. But yeah. Addiscombe Casuals really came out in the second half and put the put the right put the wrongs right uh, yep. in the second. Well done to them. Bosjam played Quirden JFC in the next game. Um, Bosjam four, Quirden JFC two. Um, apart from their County <coughs> Cup exploits, it, it's got to be that's done. This Quirden JFC season just draw a line under it and go again next yeah. year. Like, yeah, just I, I, I can't believe how not how bad they've been. I mean. How they've just failed to live up to, to sort of last season's exploits. Um, right. It's just, and it's, I, I, just, I don't know what's gone on because they've got themselves to a semi-final of a, of a county cup, which is which is no mean feat, no. Um, as we know. That's 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 that's, that's a very good. Um, and then they, their league form has just been it's nothing short of abysmal. I mean, they've had a good, couple of good results along the way, but they just cannot seem to find any sort of momentum or rhythm. In league league wise, and it's just um, yeah, it's a shame shame for them really. 
They were the whipping boys for quite a long time in in the in the Prem Division over recent years. And next year, yeah. last year, sorry, the year after that, so last year, they've perhaps they overachieved getting to the cup final. They did seem to be improved. They they were getting results yeah. in the league last year. Mm-hmm. Um, that has led to the increased expectations for them this season. The cup final, you know, whatever happened in the cup final, it don't really matter. They reached the cup yeah. final, um, winning lots of plaudits along the way. Yeah. Um, but this season, obviously, we expected them to then bounce on, but they just yeah. seem to have reverted back to that sort of struggle inside that would nick in results every now and again, but not really been able to put any sort of momentum together. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I think like they've got their they've got their um, county cup semi final to look forward to, and, and and I think they'll go into that. I, do you know, I think they'll go into that full of confidence. If I'm honest, yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, if they, if they if they can if they can if they can reach a, uh, a county cup final. I suppose you can say that's been a, a successful season. Absolutely, uh, and well done to Boz Jam. Let's not forget. Let's, I keep, I keep, I keep feeling sorry for the team that loses, but the team that won there, Boz Jam, they've really picked up form lately, and um, they're having a good little run of it. And it's only that's the first win in three, but they seem to be much improved this season. Uh, yeah, currently definitely. sitting third in the division in the Prem. Mm-hmm. That's reduced numbers, but. They're sitting third, which is a good turn turnaround for them. We expected them to be at the bottom of the table. We did, yeah. Last season, I think they were languishing, languishing sort of bottom, um, and and they stayed up by default, probably. Yeah. Um, But this season, it's a complete change of fortunes, and and they've they've got some good results along the way. Um. So yeah, they they this 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 is a this is something they can build on definitely. Uh, A big big result yesterday in the Prem title race. Uh, Chosham Athletic at home to Spartans. A Desmond in this one. We we questioned whether Spartans had taken their eye off the ball a little bit on their domestic stuff, given that they've they're going deep into London Cups and and that type of thing. We did think were they going to be able to maintain this this uh, momentum in the quarter mm. municipal? I know they've got still got plenty of games to play, Rog. But results like this just make you think: Are they taking their eye off of it? Yeah, I think that I think that has to be the case. It's a fantastic um, point for Chelsea. Chelsea definitely, yeah, have been yeah. in decent form. They're, they've mm-hmm. won. They've well, then they're not in good form. They've lost. They've lost all of their last three after mm. this one. But um, they, um, it's, it's so out of form. Chelsea taking on Spartans. Um, mm. It's a shock. It's a good point for Chelsea. But are we worrying about? Um, are we worrying about Spartans? Season falling off. Um, I, I I wouldn't go as far as, as to say I'm worried. Um, I think that they'll have enough to, to, to see themselves out of the line. I think it's just a case of, you know, the the, the job is virtually done. They've probably got one one hand and a finger on the title already, um, and it's just a matter of matter of uh, when, not if. Yeah, that's the right. Yeah, yeah they so, don't so. leave it too late. Though. They don't want to leave yeah. it too late when they're getting around the. London Cup final times or semi-finals finals, they would want to have the Quirden, um competition right. sewn up as soon as possible and maybe be able to rest their, yep. more, their more influential players um, to bring them back in for the Cup semis and um, finals. Uh, yep. They don't want to leave it too late. Hopefully they're not going to do that because um, we've been talking them up as champions for weeks now and it would be embarrassing for us to uh, to have to have made that mistake. So hopefully um, they can pick it back up. But yeah, good point uh, for Chelsea Athletic. They've really made a good account of themselves this season. I was just just about to say, that's another team that that, that jumped up probably a season too too early, along with a few others in in the Corden League um, this season. But, and um, 
they've given a really good account of themselves. Um, they, they've, you know, they've they've overachieved potentially in in, in the Premier Division. Um, so they must have recruited really well. Um, so this is this is, this will give them a good um, good foundation, a good building block um, for them to really kick on next season. Well done to Chelsea. In Division One, MMFC beat London Warriors three one. Uh, they don't need too many more points now. MMFC that is nearly over the line. Uh, yep. The next game was Sunderland JFC against Cobbs. This is my one. I did two yesterday on the Quarter Municipal. Uh, it started raining about 20 minutes into the game and basically the pitch went from being firm and pretty nice and flat to yeah. being particularly slippery and horrible. Yeah. We're very quickly. It was it was uh, mad how quickly it happened. Sunderland um, went, were 2-0 up at halftime, I believe. Uh, yep. Missed chances in the second half, missed the penalty. Uh, blazed lots of chances. It sh- the scoreline should have been more for Sinistead, but Cobbs, I must say, uh, Rog, when they rocked up, I, I didn't think they were going to be anything like they were. There's some real athletes in there. There's some real good yeah. football. There's some good footballers in there. Yeah. It didn't look like it at all, and, and, I, no. and I'm embarrassed to say that. I thought, God, this what is this? Yeah. Um, but the, they they had real good footballers in there. There was real good chat, and everyone seemed to know whatever each other were doing. Um, yeah. They're a real team. Their lino was a bit lively, though, Roger. I can see what you say. <laughs> I can see what you said before. I didn't. Yeah, think, I did say to the linos before the game, please wait till the player receives the ball to then flag. Then it's clear who you think the the um, active player is. That's how I like to instruct a club lino. Yeah. So wait for the player to receive the ball or for the ball to be in their area of the pitch, mm-hmm. and then make that movement. But yeah, the lino was just putting his flag up. I don't whether the player was right in front of him or the other side of the pitch. He was just putting the flag up, so it became a bit frustrating. Um, so I, actually, I was able to overrule him a couple of times. Um, yep. But yeah, two 0 to Sinus. They were good for the win on the day. I think had the had the rain not come, uh, and perhaps the Cobbs Lino a little bit more forgiving, uh, and <laughs> a little bit a little bit more <laughs> following my instructions. It may have been more for Sinus. Uh, but either way, they kept their heads, didn't get dragged into it into all that sort of stuff. There was a bit of chat and banter and all that around. Science did the job. They know they have to win all of their league games now to stand a chance of catching yep. MMFC and they did it. And well done to the boys. Um, as we said earlier, your game was awarded Southside Blues and able to get a team out for yesterday's game, yep. which is a shame. In Div 2, some big results. Addiscombe Corinthians managed to play, which is fantastic. Um, yep. But they lost 8-0 to Albo United. Um, the team... Really looking like champions, champions elect now, aren't they? But they are, yeah, and, and um, yeah, and, and yeah, very comfortable with it. Um, just no shame. I mean, the amount of football they played this season for Corinthians is just no shame losing eight 0 to Albo. We no. know they've scored goals for fun this season. We know they've got some very good footballers. So, you know, I'm I'm just pleased to see Corinthians playing games instead of awarding them constantly. Absolutely, Bushy got a brace for Albo yesterday. And Isabiri got a hat trick. So well done to you two. Um, three other scorers for Albo. Uh, they need again now. It's just up to them just to keep getting these wins, Rog, and get yep. get get the um get the win over the line. Uh, yep. goal, goal coaching played Dynamo Duppers and they shared a draw. Um, not good for the Duppers that one. They would have expected to win. Goal coaching proving again on their day. They're a match for the better teams in Div Two. Definitely, yeah. Um, I think that's, that's, that's I think Dynamo Duppers will look at that and potentially, possibly see themselves ruled out of that title race now because Albo don't look like they're going to drop points. South Sea still 
still chudding along. So, yeah, I think Dynamo Dapus will rue, rue two points dropped there against against the resurgent and, and an improving goal coaching side. Absolutely. Priest, the scorer for goal coaching, and Mayer, the scorer for Dynamo Duppers. I think he's their top man. Uh, I bet that was a good game still. Uh, mm-hmm. Kaizen played South London Royals 3-0 to Kaizen. South London struggles continues. Brooks, Marnie and Pringer, the scorers for Kaizen. Um, they'll, be, they'll be looking for promotion this season from Div 2, that's for sure. And a huge result in the title race. They look back at it now. Both of the top teams in the division, in my opinion, uh, winning 8-0 yesterday. South Sea Wanderers beating Union 8-0. I think Union understand where they are in the sort of standings in the division. They know um, that yep. the games they're going to get the, the points in. Um, this one, I think we could all see a result like this coming. Sadly, yeah, we could. Yeah, um, it's been it's it's been a steep learning curve for, for Union uh, this season. They've had a couple of good results um, and and they've had a couple of stinkers. And I, I think they've struggled at times with player availability with people at University or whatever. Um, but yeah, South Sea just just. Just proving they are they are a level above um, they, them and Albo are, are a level above the competition in Division Two, and will more than likely be playing their football in 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 the higher divisions next year, where they deserve to be. Yeah, I think so. Right, so Div Three, um, big games in Div Three yesterday. Addington United against Santola, probably the standout game. Um, of the day, um, just looking through the fixtures, I think it's fair to say it was yep. two teams at the top of the division must win probably for for Addington uh, on the day, and they they delivered. They delivered Rodge with a four one win yesterday. No goal score, no goal scores listed for them uh, just yet, but a massive win for Addington. They needed that. They did, yeah. I think they they they, they, they sort of let their foot slip or took their after prize a lot over the last few weeks. Um, and they needed a big performance, uh, and they duly delivered. Um, you know, Santana have been good this season. I mean, I'm not sure. I think they might have been unbeaten as well. But you know, a four-one win is 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 impressive, and it sets up a really, really, really good tie next week. They had to win that yesterday. South, South London Royals reserves got a, a game awarded to them uh, against Chelsea Athletic Reserve, so they got a win. Uh, <clears throat> Surrey Park Rangers beat Gold Coaching Reserves 11-0 Guest with a 5 for them for him and McAnally with 3 uh, 11-0 back to sadly the results we were seeing for Gold Coaching Reserves at the beginning of the season uh, yeah. not not nice to see Surrey Park Rangers won't care though uh, they're just all about the points so yeah. all of those top 3 winning yesterday Santola sorry the only team in the top top 4 not to win yesterday which yeah. is um, which is going to going to hamper them a little bit but yeah Addington needed that one mm-hmm. leading into the game next week we'll get on to that in the next section uh sadly souls against KFC um was abandoned yesterday in the intermediate cup I I hope that was nothing too serious um but yeah not <clears> good <throat> yeah, yeah I I've, I've, had, I've heard little snippets of thoughts, but yeah, I, I, yeah, I won't say too much. <laughs> no, please don't. It sounds like that one's going to be talked about at county <laughs> level, but um, yeah, hopefully um, that can get replayed um, at, yeah. at a later date. Rog, I'll see you on the other side for yes, the fixtures. Now for the Southern Sunday section with Graham. Graham, how are you doing? I'm very well, Andrew. How are you? 
I'm very well, thank you. Just about warmed up now from yesterday, so that's nice. It was a cold day. That was a little bit nippy out there yesterday, wasn't it? It was, and the rain came down at about quarter to one as well, which made it even worse. Um, I spoke about that in the Quota Municipal section. The pitch just seemed to go from being nice and firm uh, for the 10.30 game to quarter to one. It it became a mud bath within 10 minutes. So, Oh, I wasn't too worried about the pitch. I was going to ask how it affected your hair, to be honest. But um, anyway. (laughs) The noise of the rain slapping off of my scalp was was a bit of a distraction. Sort of dripping down your face. (laughs) Yeah. Thanks thanks for that, Graham. My pleasure. Always good to get off to a good start, I think. (laughs) In the Prem, the Graham Donovan... Uh, Graham Dodd, Prem, sorry. Um, uh, Westminster Wanderers first lose 3-2 to Putney uh, first team. A good win for the Putney boys. They're still top of the league, Graham. Yeah, it's still top. Um, good three points for them. So, yeah, they're on the um, they're on the upward trajectory and they will be there or thereabouts at the end of the season. There's no yeah, doubt about they're, that. they're definitely one of the teams putting some actual form together in the Prem division. Uh, Westminster Wanderers' woes continues. That was a lot of Ws. That was tough to say. Uh, in the Supreme Trophies, Graham Dodd Premier, Wimbledon Town lose this week against Albion. Bottom of the table, Albion grabbing a win um, against Wimbledon Town. Just when you thought the, the Wimbledon uh, lads were putting some form together, Graham, they go and lose. Yeah, so I think I think that result, you could probably say that they've taken two steps forward and one step back there because uh, Albion have got games in hand. So it just sucks Wimbledon slightly back into the yeah. relegation picture alongside Westminster. So um Westminster only the six games to go. The games for them are running out. Albion, three games in hand on them. But, you know, what do you want, points on the board or games in hand? It's tricky, isn't it? Very tricky. Uh, Tony Eldridge Championship, South London Giants, four, Battersea Dogs, three. South Battersea Dogs really um, seem to be put being on the way to being put down. <laughs> let's not, not nice. talk about dogs or cats no. or let's just avoid the whole subject yeah, preferably listen. please absolutely uh sporting continental three cosmos united three not the result they really would have wanted i guess to do it graham but sport kicked sporting continental i think cosmos not getting those points means those three points yesterday means that sporting continental finally finally have got it over they're promoted they're not quite league champions just yet but they are promoted into the Prem next season, which is fantastic. We, as you said on social media, the relief was, it was, you could cut the, uh, the visuals by it with a knife. It was so on it. It was so clear. Sporting Continental finally back in the Prem division. Um, very happy for the league. Very happy for you. Um, very happy for them. I know they have been um, getting squads together over the last few weeks and got it over the line with makeshift squads, signing players on the night before, etc. Um, a good point for Cosmos. Let's give them a bit of credit for this. But again, congratulations to Sporting Continental for getting their promotion over the line. Yeah, absolutely. So the uh, audio listeners will not be able to see the um, beaming smile on my face at the moment. <laughs> and that's not necessarily because, um, you know, I've got anything against Cosmos or against anybody else. This has been the noose around my neck for about the last three years. And I'm finally glad that that question, how shouldn't Sporting Continental be in the Premier? If I've done that story once, I've done it a hundred times, and I this is the last time I'm going to mention it. I don't have to do it anymore. I'm relieved. Um, they've deserved it. Congratulations. But just to touch on the result a little bit, 3-3. So you're saying it wasn't the result they wanted. They were 3-1 down, Sporting Continental. They were 3-1 down. Yeah. Um, they were in real trouble. And actually, from what I've heard from the referee and from both sides, they were probably fortunate to 
get the point actually yesterday. Really fortunate to get the point. So Cosmos, after their recent wobble, um, where that result on that 3-1, where they were at, at one point, where that came from, I don't know. But anyway, they'll take the point. Uh, Continental, they're up. Um, bigger and harder tests, I think, for them next season and beyond. And uh, I saw a sort of cheeky message, I think, somewhere on social media from Hugo saying, I think that they would take survival next season. I don't think so, somehow. Yeah, I, I, I guarantee that they won't have any struggles putting out strong um, 11s for next season when they're in the Prem. Um, Cosmos United, yeah, good point for them. That They need to use that point and see the performances that they can put in against these teams to give them a bit of impetus against the likes of Lazio and now they put see out the rest of the season. They'll want to go up as well, um, Cosmos. So let's see what happens with them. Uh, in the Bob Dixon League 1, Barking Mad lose 3-1 to London Hibs. A fantastic result for Hibs. Always, <laughs> always go over, overboard with when they win. Um, a really good win, though. Yeah, that's no, um, that's no, that's no easy feat. You know, Barking Mad comfortably sitting there in the middle of the table. Um, yeah, I didn't see that result coming. And I think we were saying, weren't we, after they put a couple of draws on the table, you know, draws are not good enough. You've got to go out there and you've got to win games. And actually, with results in and around them, They've got a squeak of a chance now. It's um, incredible how it turns around. Yeah, Putney Pacers win away at Chiswick. Um, London Hibs will be chasing Chiswick down, but it doesn't... Putney Pacers also around the bottom of the division, are they not, Graham? That three points has just taken them out of the sort of bottom two area. That's just taken them up to seventh. So, so, I mean, they're still in and around it. There's no doubt about it. Um, and they've got sort of three games to go. They've they've played more than, than the other sides. But it's Chiswick that are the team in real free fall in that division. I mean, it is just defeat after defeat, really. Um, they got that win, didn't they, against Brixton yep. uh, a couple of weeks ago. And I think that... That's almost saved them. I mean, if they didn't have got that, I think, you know, they'd be in worse trouble than what they are at the moment. But, um, yeah, interesting to see um, from a Chiswick perspective what their response is going to be from their loss and that London Hibs win because it's got to motivate them next week to go out and get something. Absolutely. The last game in the in League One, at the other end, the Bob Dixon League One, London Ravens uh, chasing down Junction Elite, getting a win yesterday, 2-1 against Kudos. Athletics first. We know they're a good side on their day. London Ravens doing what they have to do. Just keep get keep getting these wins and try and uh, chase down Junction Elite. They are looking formidable at the moment. So London Ravens really um, big game for them next week. We'll get into that in the in the games of the week mm. section. Um, but that's good momentum for them. They just need to keep winning. Yeah, and that was always going to be a tighter game than the 5-0 from last month. I think that was always going to be tighter. And we've talked about, haven't we, um, when you play the reverse fixtures, you know, what are the other teams going to do? And it does sound like Kudos pretty much learnt their lesson. And, um, you know, that sounds like a bit of a close game. I think from the promotion and title aspiration, I think that's Kudos probably out of contention now. Yeah. They've only got four games to play. And with the games in hand that Ravens, Wimbledon, Commoners and Vale County have got, uh, I just think it's too many games played for Kudos. So um, they'll be looking to put a cup on the sideboard, I would imagine, um, as, the, as the league probably is now out of out of reach. Absolutely. So a full quota of League Two games yesterday. I think uh, South London slip up, or do they, against Wimbledon Wolves? Well, one all. How's your perception on that one? Wimbledon Wolves been in good form. South London dropped off a little bit. Um, so one all... Quite predictable, but Wolves maybe the more upset of the pair. I, I it's hard to think, say, isn't it? I suppose. I think that's hard to say. I think if you'd have offered them a point to go unscathed, a point each, I think maybe they'd have probably taken that against 
their nearest sort of rivals and you know they've got a game in hand each of them on Real Dundonald so it is kind of still in both of their hands so I think they'd have shaken hands on a point. QN Tiga lose 2-1 to Sporting Crabs. Uh, Norton lose 5-1 against Atletico Buble. Buble back to winning ways. Norton uh, sadly in the league have been woeful this season. Real Dundonald win 3-2 against Club Football Val. Big game that one. And Ribblesdale Rovers lose 4-1 to Selhurst. Nice to see Selhurst back in uh, Southern Sunday action. Um, uh, Selhurst really the winners of the um, the draws between South London and Wimbledon Wolves. They must be near, there or thereabouts all themselves now. Yeah, 11 from 11. I mean, because <laughs> it, it's a 10-team division, it's 18 games. So there's probably a still good four or five weeks really for them uh, to secure uh, promotion. Uh, I think the big winners of the day really were Real Dundonald. I mean, I think it's eight wins and a draw in their last nine. They're now up to second and they now have, following the draw with Wimbledon Wolves and South London yesterday, they really have now put the pressure on both of those teams to go out and, uh, you know, rack up some some wins in the last six games, having played a game more. So uh, they are the sort of form team other than Sellhurst in that division. You wouldn't want to play them if... Uh, you were Wimbledon Wolves or South London in the last six games and they do have to play them. So, uh, yeah, interesting to see who is going to grab that second spot because I th- think we all know that Sellers have gone in top spot. Yeah, I think so. League three then. Harbert Rovers played Dara FC first. Um, Dara FC saying on social media, is it, su- is it a surprise? They were they seemed pretty confident that they were going to get something out of the game yesterday. We include We both of us included Dara Dara, this win 2-0 against Harbert Rovers. Harbert Rovers um, perhaps taking their eye off the ball a little bit, Graham, do you think, with this, the, the sort of ease they, that they've had in the uh, League 3 uh, champion, uh, the league title run so far, Harbert have had it all their own way. Dara FC obviously turned up and wanted to upset that story for Harbert. But they're the sort of team, Andrew, that, that you just wouldn't want to play Dara. They can more than they're more than capable of beating anybody in that division, home or away, kind of anywhere at any time. You know, they've got the they've got the players, they've got the the setup, they've been around uh, been around a long time. Yep. They're no mugs, they're in the quarterfinal of the Surrey Junior Cup. You know, it's <laughs> we've got some good sides in the Southern Sunday outside of the top couple of divisions. We've got a lot of strength and a lot of depth, and I don't think or people from the outside always seem to appreciate or, or realise that, that, that we've got a, a lot of good teams and a lot of depth in some of these lower divisions. So um, did the results surprise me? No. Did it go against the form book or the expectation? Probably yes. But anybody is capable of beating anybody. I've, I've always said it. Absolutely. Well done to Dara. Uh, more games in, in League 3. Pucklife B lose 4-2 to Wandsworth Warriors. Uh, South London All-Stars draw 2 all with Clapham Chiefs. Um, Westminster Wanderers drew 1-0 with Hampton Terriers. Hampton able to get a point back in that title race. They'll be pleased with that point, I think, yesterday, looking at Harbert Rovers, perhaps disappointed uh, before they see the results. But that's a good point for them uh, to push things closer to Harbert. Hampton Terriers, Graham, can they do it? Yeah, I think they can. I think they can. You know, they've got the... um... They've got the points on the ball, but I do think the team there to watch is Dara all the way back in sick. They've got four games in hand over Hampton. If they win the games in hand, they go, I think, two points behind or three points behind. The goal difference is slightly more favourable for Hampton. I don't see Dara sort of making up 17 goals in four games, but you never know. know. Um, So, you know, they might want to they might want to late 
say in that uh, in that promotion uh, race behind Harbert, but Harbert have got the two games in hand at the top. I I, I do still think, despite the two defeats in three, uh, they do look still favourites for me. Uh, into League Four, QNTiga B and Locomotive Wimbledon share a nil-nil. Uh, as do Parthenope and Northcote Rangers nil-nil. Weird. I couldn't believe this. I thought there was a mistake when that came in yesterday. <laughs> to get one nil-nil in division is something. To get two nil-nils out of three games in one division, that's madness. Absolute madness. Uh, Defence is on top. Yeah, Southside United three, Clapham Wanderers one. The poor Clapham boys, they can't buy a win. They can't buy a win. Um, in League Five, St Matthew's Project win two-one against uh, Junction Elite first team. A good win for um, St Matthew's Projects there. So Junction Elite seconds been going well this year. That's a good point for the St. Uh, good win. Sorry for St Matthew's. Yeah. So when we talk about teams of the week, um, and you know the teams do like to troll us a little bit on social media to try and get their um, their voices heard. It happened again a couple of times yesterday. <laughs> Gents, it's only fun. It's only a bit of banter. Um, St Matthews could have gone in. They could have made that four yesterday if it would have been five. That's a very good win. Only Junction Elite second defeat of the season. I think they've had such a good start to the season and put so many points on the board. Mm. I don't think in the longer term it's going to do them any damage, but nonetheless, it's a great result for St Matthews. So well done to them. Well done, lads. AFC Bluebirds lose 3-2 at home to Ballon Badgers. Well done to the Badgers, uh, Graham's favourite animal. <laughs> no comment. In, in League Six, uh, Junction League Thirds win 1-0 against Clapham Common. Uh, your game yesterday, Graham, a fantastic game. The one we, this is the result. I, I, I said last week, I, I'm sure I said it, no, a win, a draw, or a, or a win for the away team. No one would have been surprised with the outcome. Four all, this one yesterday. Um, Poplar Rovers, uh, what would they do without the Haravi uh, brothers in, in their team yesterday? All four scored between the two of them. I think Darius got the Hattie he did, yesterday. Yeah. Um, top man for them uh, this season. Um, Argentina, four all against Poplar Rovers. Graham, what was the tale of this one? Because this sounds like an absolute blinder. It was 3-0 to Poplar at half-time. Wow. It was 3-0 to Poplar at half-time. Um, bit of a tight 20 minutes. Poplar got one up. Second goal they got through, I have to say, I, I'm going to give myself a pat on the back. Nice advantage uh, when they were calling for a foul. Keeper came out over the top. It goes 2-0. Yep. Then the third goal, ball gets played uh, over the top again. Run from deep. Club Lino puts the flag up. He's never offside. He's, he's definitely uh, definitely this side, not goal side. Runs through, slots it in the corner, 3-0. And at that point at half time, you're thinking, as a referee, you're thinking, okay, I'm going to have an easier second half here, game over. Uh, wrong, wrong. Well, it goes one way or the other. You have an easy second half or, as you probably had, it was a fiery, it was an interesting uh, second half. So it can either go one way with goals and the other team get back into it or it can be the other team decides to take matters into their own hands and try and kick the winning well, team off, off the park. Well, any referees listening, you know, you've got to have the same concentration level from minute one to 90. I know that's easier said than done, but don't ever kind of lessen your focus and your concentration. They got it to 2-1, quite quickly. Then it goes to 3-2. And of course, at that point, it gets really twitchy, doesn't it? Mm -hmm. Again, another ball over the top. Goalkeeper comes out. I've got to say, fantastic lob right over the over the goalkeeper it's heading towards the goal it's bounced you're thinking is it going to go in is it going to go wide it hits the post then kind of goes along the line then it's the net the other side 
fantastic, unbelievable finish. <laughs> you're thinking, 4-2, it's game over again. Oh, no. Oh, no. Scrambled, ball over the line. Saw that great place, again, from my perspective, goal given. No arguments. That's for 4-3. And um, from set pieces and crosses, I've got to say, defending, the popular just shot themselves in the foot, really, just, you know, really couldn't clear their lines. Ball pinging in, in and out the box a couple of times to clear it. And they scrambled the equaliser in sort of 92, 93 minutes for 4-4. For four, four. And actually got a couple of breaks away and they could have actually probably won it 5-4 the other way. But oh. it, honestly, it was um, both teams that they could play in the division above. They both got some talent. It was hard. It was fast. It was fair. It was spicy. It was good defending. There was bad defending. There was great finishes. It had everything that you could have wanted it to have. So, do you know what? I thank both clubs for the great game and uh, look forward to seeing them hopefully in the same division next season because that's a that's the makings now of a real good blockbuster fixture moving forward brilliant absolutely brilliant i can tell you what a good game you had yesterday and how much you enjoyed it just from telling telling us about it well done mate um lmt win one nil against london ravens b another game from um league six that caught the eye yesterday lmt with a good win against um london ravens b they have had a few good results this year lmt just starting to catch the eye a bit yeah, I said last week, didn't I? They are that team that is in the middle of the table. Nobody looks at them. Nobody follows the results. Nobody creates too much fuss. They're not on Twitter. I think that's the other thing. So they don't get yeah. drawn into. They don't get drawn into all of these things. But um, again, you know, they're um, a bit like the Dara from from the previous division. They'll beat anybody on their day. They'll give anyone a good a, a game. They're a good side. A good side. And yeah, they've given themselves a squeak of a chance now. Uh, why not? If they can. If they can, they'll have to win their last three games, I think, to, to, to give themselves any sort of outside chance. But from where they've come from to where they are now, um, yeah, not bad. Up to fourth. Fantastic. Well done, boys. Sporting South win 2-1 against Westminster Wanderers under 23s. What a tough old time Westminster Wanderers are having as a club at the moment on the pitch. I'm sure it's in a good shape off the pitch, but on the pitch, the wins don't seem to be coming too too often. Uh, in League 7, um, Victoria Victoria Line Velocity's tough season continues. This week, they lose 4-1 against Olympic Mayonnaise, who seem to be putting just a bit of a gap between themselves and those relegation worries um, from earlier in the season. Uh, Barnstormers win 4-0 against Southwest Athletic. Syndicate draw 3-0 against AFC Putney 11 Graham, as I said on those, when we was reading the results, uh, Olympic Manets just seem to be pulling themselves away. Uh, with these wins, they're getting the odd win more than, more than not now. They're just looking safe for League 7 next season. Well, that was crucial yesterday because what happened as a result of that result is they swapped places. So uh, Victoria Line now have gone into the bottom two. Olympic have now climbed out. Um, Barnes, after some recent good wins, uh, you know, they lost 4-0 yesterday to Southwest Athletic. Um, so that puts Bonds back in there. So, yeah, um, Olympic are a little bit clearer. Um, but, yeah, you can't rule out any of the bottom four. It's definitely between Peckham, Victoria Line, Bonds and Olympic, two from four. Um, uh, Olympic do look like they've, they're the stronger out of the four, I would probably say, maybe with Bonds just slightly behind. But... Um, we'll talk about it later on, but uh, maybe Peckham are making a bit of a comeback as well. So don't count them out. 
What a game that is now, by the way. You've done well with the games of the week this week. Again, I've not done bad, have I? No, and I tell you, all the other boys have done really well with their picks as well. We've got some fantastic games and the fixtures secretaries really earning their crust uh, this, this time, keeping the good fixtures um, till later on in the season. That's another compliment for you as well, Graham. So don't worry. I know you do your job on that as well. But yeah, um, doing really well. Everyone, all the leagues really pulling out all the stops at the moment in League 8. Bellum and Clapham Albion win 5-3 against Pemlico Penguins. Uh, Dara FC Rezies win 4-1 against Kudos Athletic Seconds, making it a double uh, winning day for the Dara boys. Well done, lads. Uh, Rosendale Sports firsts win 2-1 against St. Matthew's Project B. Much closer than I'd expect mm. here in St. Matthew's Project B. Low on numbers with players, getting results over the line with, with minimal players. Uh, Rosendale Sports probably knocked by their recent loss. They lost to Mundial B, didn't they, quite recently? Perhaps it's taken a bit of a knock, but a, a good win for them back to winning ways and they get their season back on track. What I find quite unbelievable is about St Matthews. I mean, it didn't strike me until I looked at this earlier on today. They've scored 51 and conceded 51 in 13 games. Mm. They're fourth in the table. I mean, if you put in 51 goals in the net, You've got to be doing better defensively, chaps, than that. Yeah. Honestly, you've yeah. got to be. I, I just think Didn't they, they draw seven at, all the other week or something. Yeah, like yeah, that. yeah, yeah. From about six one down, I think they'll look back at the end of the season thinking, "Okay, debut season, did we do quite enough? Did we do ourselves justice with that many goals?" Uh, probably they're going to be a bit disappointed. Probably Bellum and Clapham Albion again. They're on a good little streak now. Yeah, uh, very much so. Um, that's that's. Um, it's a good result for them. That's a good result. They've, um, you know, they, they've scored five in that. You know, they've not been sort of overly scoring. I don't think this season at a, a huge rate of knots. Um, you know, there's there's other teams in the division, much lower down actually, that have scored more goals than them. But they keep it tight at the back. I would say. I think that's the basis of any good team. And uh, yeah, the, the top spot is still available. It'll be very interesting to see when. Uh, uh, Ballum and uh, Rosendale go at it. Um, you know, it's uh, the, a cup game between the two sides next week. So that may give us a, an indication of what's going to happen when they meet earlier on in March. So again, um, from a fixtures perspective, you know, they've got to meet once in the league and once in the cup in the next few weeks. So uh, will the cup game have any bearing on the league game that will follow a fortnight later? That's the big question. Lovely stuff. We love all these games piling oh, up. Do you know what? Can I just say, I'm really quite enjoying some of the results and fixtures at the moment. It is getting really to that. Every every game has almost got something on it now. And I think that makes it special, doesn't it? Absolutely. And it's the best bit about changing the, the, the fixtures formats in the second half of each show that we get to dig into it and see the actual real form and, and where teams are and what they've been up to and, and why these are good games. So I'm really chuffed. That that's, that's happened. Uh, League Nine, Rosendale Sports Resis and Larkhall City share a Desmond in tribute to the great man himself. Uh, AFC Old Town for Borussia Battersea 2, a big win for AFC Old Town, looking to really turn the screw towards the end of the season. All these cup results they're having, that's a big win for them against a team doing reasonably well in League Nine. Um, uh, Clapham Athletic lose 2 0 to Brixestain. And Vauxhall Virgins in, uh, played Deportivo La Calruña, arguably the biggest game in League Nine at the top end of the table anyway yesterday. The Virgins coming out 3-2 winners. They won result of the week poll um, last week uh, as well. 
and from from the podcast one anyway. Um, he wanted big, more this week. He wanted more. <laughs> a big win. A free two. Uh, listen, I can. They weren't on the. They weren't on the the poll this week, were they? No, they weren't. Again, this could have made it. This, but I can see what a win by one goal. Foxal Virgins would have gone into that as slight favourites. They they would have be favourites about that, given the league positions, etc. A goal by one game when you're in that position probably is not going to get you um, on the results of the week poll. Um, if you did, I'll tell you why, I'll tell you why, because essentially between the top six, I mean, the division is ridiculous. There's nothing between the top six in this division. Yeah. If AFC Old Town win their games in hand, you're going to have a scenario where Foxhall Virgins are on 25, Deportivo on 24, uh, Old Town on 23, Don's on 22, Brixis Dane on 22, Brissia Batsy on 21 all on 11 games played. You've got six teams and then a point between sort of six or two yeah. points between six places. Anybody can beat anybody in, again in that division. And, you know, you look at the look at the loss count, you know, it's two, three, 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 four. Tells you all you need to know. It's a great result on the day, but yep. in terms of the context of the season, that top six are going to be beating each other between yep. now and the end. And it's around who avoids defeat, who gets that consistent run. Uh, I think that is the division now. That's the one to watch. I agree. Uh, and unless they batter each other, so unless there's fives, fours, fives or sixes, um, it's going to be tough for those teams when they're playing each other anyway to get into the result of the week. So, yeah, if you don't ask for it, you don't get it either, Graham. Let's go with that, eh? Well, do you know what? I decided that's it, really. <laughs> doesn't It doesn't matter what anybody else's opinion is. It's my opinion that counts. So And, it, and it's a very good one. Uh, in League 10... <laughs> In League 10, sadly, Masvida, well, not sad for them, but sadly for Imperial Wolf, um, Masvida, given the walkover yesterday, they had the points with none of the effort yesterday. Uh, Club football, uh, Club International to Football Clapham uh, won 1-0 against South London Pekin. Uh, and St Andrews, 1-0 against SW Lions under 23s. A big game in uh, League 10. It would have been a, a huge result for... Um, SW Lions to get something from uh, St Andrew. It certainly, make, certainly looks like they made them work for their three points yesterday, Graham. Yeah, no. So I heard, funny enough, from the groundsman this morning. He was saying that um, they looked like they were short on a couple of players and some numbers yesterday, um, and they didn't get a they didn't get off to a good start in the morning uh, in terms of organisation wise. So uh, maybe that's why it was only one nil yesterday. But nonetheless, nine from nine, three points in the bank. Another clean sheet, only conceded six goals this season. Um, they're not too far away now either because that's a 16-game division. So uh, not too far away, St Andrews, from promotion in their debut season. Uh, in a Donovan Thomas Cup, uh, Magpie Recruitment played divisional rivals, uh, Merton Athletic, um, after a two-all draw. Uh, Magpie Recruitment's penalty woes continue, Graham. Seven from seven shootouts lost by the Magpie boys. Um, Francis texted me yesterday or dropped me a voice note to say it not a good performance. Merton had the bare 11. They were, gave it all effort. Uh, they deserved it. They deserved the win. Uh, Francis not happy with his performance overall. No. Seven, seven out of seven penalty shootouts. They sound a bit like England. Well, I have to say, I think out of the seven shootouts, I think I've been responsible refereeing. I think I can remember two shootouts where they haven't won either. So um, maybe I'm a bit of a curse on it, but they can't blame me yesterday. <laughs> no. um, that was always going to be a tight game between two excellent, excellent sides. And as I said to him last night, I said, you know what? Sometimes you win the penalties, sometimes you lose. I know your record's not great. 
it's I'm a bit of a believer in fate. I think what's meant to be is meant to be. Maybe Magpie are going to get the league and Merton are going to get the cup. Who knows? Well, we we hear we'll hear later on in their um, interview on the show that they were they were eyeing up the treble. The boys were the boys were eyeing up the treble, so they'll be disappointed with that. So you it. answered my question then from last week. So you've ruined it for me now because that was one of the questions that I wanted to know was what was their aim and aspiration at the beginning? No, of the no, season? no, no, no. You'll hear, you'll hear that that was the aim. It changed when they they acquired some like, the the in the continuity of this recording. The, the the interview will come after this bit. So tune into that. But essentially, they reassessed their their um their aspirations for the season when it seemed they had two draws at the beginning of the year and they reassessed and at the, at this point before they played this game on Sunday um they were eyeing up three cups this season the county cup uh the southern sunday cup the donovan thomas cup and their league so the boys left now to concentrate on the county cup and so what you're saying just to just go on to the just to drill in a little bit more detail and I don't want obviously to give or you to give too much away after two seasons you're saying that they essentially reassessed after two draws they re- they they reassessed it they acquired that's some big, new players that's they, big. their goalkeeper came in um and if, and he brought some and they some other players their their influential striker had some contacts they brought it in and they thought you know we're turning people over uh, and they and they then set reassessed and uh, obviously yesterday wasn't the result they wanted uh, Francis disappointed he'll be gutted with that one they're all cut big final statement winners. though to do that after two games that's a big statement it is um, shows the quality of the player they've brought in. They've obviously recognised that. Um, and um, yesterday, all credit must go to Merton getting a win on penalties is a is a lottery. Tough Merton. draw though, Andrew. I think they've got Dara in the next round. It doesn't get much easier for them. That no. is a tough, tough draw. It is. They know where the net is. They'll be relying on that. They've got an absolutely informed striker there. Um, hopefully, um, it'll, they'll make a game of it in the Marcus Lipton Cup. The the FA Cup, I like to call it, of the yeah. um, Southern Sunday. Park Life winning 6-0 against West Norwood. A big ask for the West Norwood boys against a decent Prem side in Park Life. Um, West Norwood left to lick their wounds. They, they'll move on from that. They're, you know, they'll carry on playing their games. But a good win for Park Life against a, a struggling uh, West Norwood, it has to be said. you still got to get the job done. Uh, East Putney won. Wimbledon Commoners four. The Wimbledon Commoners keep going with these good results. Um, into the Marcus Lipton. There'll be a team that that one will want to play at the moment, won't they? Yeah, absolutely. Um, you definitely wouldn't want them. Uh, you definitely wouldn't want them in the uh, in the draw. Um, they would have been heavy favourites, in fairness, yeah, in yeah. terms of um, East Putney. But you're right. How many times have you seen a team cause an upset and then they go to the next round and then you know they fall. They fall flat. It happens, doesn't it, all the time? So fair play to uh, the commoners that they backed it up. They've got South City or AFC South London in the fourth round in the draw. We released that last night. So again, if South City get through against South London or if South London get through, what a tie that is then against Wimbledon commoners. It's not easy, is it? Not at all. South City winning 6-2 against an in-full Mondial B themselves. Do you like yesterday. the way I segued that, Andrew? Do you like the way yeah, I just did that? That was seamless, wasn't it? <laughs> it is. Don't need to explain it. Just act like it's all, it's just off I the I just cuff. thought I'd mention it, you know. <laughs> uh, Val County lose 2-0 to AFC Ballum. Uh, that one going as expected, I think. Peckham Cosmos with a big win. Uh, not too many of, them, of those for the boys this season. Peckham Cosmos 7 um, ACT Arantes three and ACT Arantes uh, just seem to be picking up some good results lately. Really, sort of putting some bits together after 
Was it was it them that were struggling earlier parts of the season to get numbers together, or have I got them mixed up with Renegades? No, Renegades were the ones that were struggling. Yeah, um, Renegades. Yeah, um, but a good uh, Arantes has certainly had a good a good January uh, and February. They're looking better. So a good point for the Peckham Cosmos boys who have been at sixes and sevens for the most of the season. Yeah, no, I agree. I think um, I think Arantes have done all right. You know, sort of mid table in that division. I think Peckham would have got confidence I think you know they played towards back end of January off memory and they got a two-all draw yeah I think that would have given Peckham a little bit of confidence because they've not really been picking up too many results against anybody else but yesterday for them to come out and score seven is um, quite something and obviously that's why they made our uh, Twitter poll yesterday so that's the sort of difference you know if you want to get in there Peckham I don't think have scored any more than three or four in any game all season you know they're struggling at the bottom they played against a team that are half decent in their division and they've gone and smashed them 7-3 I think you know that's the difference between getting into the pole and, and not really absolutely uh, Renegades took on uh, Venezia Dons Venezia Dons having a real good year part of that pack in uh, League 9 with Vauxhall Virgins etc um, of getting promoted out of League 9 that mad division um, the Renegades took them to uh, full time at a draw two all in tribute of the great man uh, and then 6-5 win on penalties to Renegades. They were celebrating in the bar, shots and all sorts after I've seen on social media. Yep. Well done, boys. They enjoyed that. A win on penalties in the cup. After the, 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 it can't be very enjoyable, the season that they've had so far, Graham. Renegades enjoyed that yesterday. Well, I'm Good delighted win. they've clung on. I'm delighted they've clung on. You know, they did the right thing. You know, they reached out to the league. They said that they were struggling. We gave them some time. We gave them support. They got new players on board and they've turned it round. You know, they've had a win in the league. They've had a couple of wins in the cup. Uh, that's a big upset against Venezia Dons. The other teams in League 9 and League 10 who were still left would have been, I think, quite pleased to see yeah. them get knocked out because, um, you know, they could have gone quite far or even made the final. Um, but yeah, from a Renegades perspective, it just goes to show, you know, you've got to stick with it. Um, you know, you, you've got to be organised. You've got to get the right support. You have to reach out when you're struggling and um, they've done it. So 2-2 penalties, you take take your take your gamble and, you know, they put six penalties away. So can't argue with that. Was it just the one just the one game for you yesterday, Graham? Only the one. Do you know what? That was all I needed. I was content. <laughs> yeah, yeah. actually, you could probably couldn't have handled two games I after was, that one. I was not only physically knackered, I was mentally knackered. I think I was when I put my head on the pillow last night, I think all I could hear in my head was, ref, ref, <laughs> ref. <laughs> it was constant. It does get like that sometimes. Uh, so you had a, a, a tough game yesterday. But yeah, I'll see you on the other side for the predictions and the games of the week. Great stuff. Next up is the Alpington and Bromley Sunday Football League section with Jamie Nimmo. Jamie, how are you? Happy Valentine's Day, Andrew. Happy Happy Valentine's Day. My your card joke went down quite well, didn't it, on social media? <laughs> it was like about five likes. It was good. Wasn't it? That's big. That's big. Pleased with it. <laughs> Pleased with that. Uh, thank you for that. Um, bringing Mrs. Selk into the. And our relationship into the world. I do show that, that I do show my uh, my happiness and sadness in our relationship with the yellow and red card. <laughs> Happy is yellow, red is sad. How often does she get sunburned? Oh, if I could sunburn her, that it would be it would be in full effect. Well, I'm taking it she's not on your shot right now. 
<laughs> no, no, she's not. Right, straight into the results. Thank you, Jamie. In the senior division, um, Bick Blendon and Kenningwell drawing one all. Ben Blendon bounced back from that defeat on social, or as we've all seen the snips on um, social media against Essie Don. Blendon draw one all with Kenningwell United. Kenningwell famously beating Blendon in a cup final. That would have felt good for the Blendon boys. But again, the inconsistencies of Kenningwell in full in full view. Uh, yeah, there's definitely a joke in there about something about Blendon getting their bottle back. Somewhere, I don't know. <laughs> um. <laughs> Listen, I've got a point to make about this. If, All right, straight in. No, no. If if I, I, there's no there's no real to blame there. They're both both George and the Blendon um, representative are both. If if George doesn't goad him, he doesn't get a bottle thrown at him. True, but what it's, happens if it hits him in the face? It does. I mean, yeah, it's wrong. It's wrong to that. He rips his fucking head off. It's <laughs> wrong. Really it, so. It's wrong that it was the bottle was thrown, but all I'm saying is if you have more control and you just move back into your goal, that whole scenario doesn't happen. And I'm not saying that I'm not trying to absolve the um the blending guy of, of throwing a bottle. That was that was shocking and hope and p- perhaps he'll be punished for it. Hopefully he'll be punished for it. But mm. if we don't have all that running up the pitch and all that stuff, it doesn't happen. Two wrongs don't make a right. Two wrongs definitely don't make a right. Um, but they Blendon got something right this week because they've got a good point against Kenningwell. Um, Kenningwell seemed to be having such an inconsistent season. However, they'll be looking for this. They'll be looking forward to this season finishing. I imagine. Yeah, just go again. Uh, a battle of two long-standing teams in the OBD SFL now. Form both former champions duking it out in some kind of legends. Bout, um, you presume both two teams are closer to the end of their existence than the beginning. Uh, FC Bickley played Kamazi strikers, Bickley coming out with a 3 2 win. Mike Payne at Bickley, as he usually does, gave us a little one liner about the game. They were tough with that and they felt it was a well earned win. Um, I mean, they've probably felt that they've, they've put in performances that haven't got the results that they deserve, yeah. So, um, that would have felt extra nice. I think you're still getting three points this time. Yeah, and, and although they're probably not worrying too much about relegation, beating those teams below them, like the Blendons, the Farnboroughs and the Kamazes, etc., um, they'll just feel that'll just make them feel more comfortable if things do go a little bit sort of off kilter for um, at any stage between now and the end of the season, they know that they've got that safety net at the bottom yeah. to live another day. Yeah, they're winning the right games to win. I know the the, the standout result was the four 0 win against Lambeth, and I'm sure that'll be the crown. When they get to the end of the season, they'll look back on that. But these ones against the teams that are around them, they are the big ones. Exactly. Uh, the last game in the senior, sadly, the wall against Bickley was postponed. I believe the wall had a County Cup game, so that one was postponed. Uh, Farber Old Boys uh, went close with SE Dons mm-hmm. on their home pitch. We know that's a tricky place to go. Uh, they make it a hostile environment down there at Farber. Uh, 2-1 to the Dons. Um, getting these wins against awkward teams now, the Dons, and starting to, um, they've got that game in hand, I think, back against Farnborough, uh, against Hatcham, sorry. So that's them well in the driving seat now. As I think with Hatcham not playing yesterday, I think that's the, the game's evened up now. So Dons should be top. Um, but we've still got each other to play twice, like we spoke about last week. So Yeah, we spoke about it, Gibbs, and Gibbs sort of, because I do listen back and for all the funny bits that I say on the podcast, I like to hear them again, you know. Um, <laughs> but Gibbs sort of said, 
Well, then would you say they're in the driving seat? Well, they're in the driving seat. If you could, if all, if winning all your games means that you're you win the title, then you're in the driving seat, and that's what happens. Uh, well, I, I would kind of put a spin on it because I did listen back as well because I'm actually funny, and um, <laughs> the thing is, they can afford. Not we're both. We're both games. listening. They just need to not lose them, which means you're in a more advan- advantageous position than uh, Hatcham, who have to win at least one of them. Yeah, true. We're both listening to this bit back to hear the funny bits we said. Yeah, nobody else will listen. But... <laughs> uh, in the Prem, uh, Beckenham Rovers back to winning ways four 0 yeah. against Sporting Club. Fucking sick of it. Sick, sick of winning already. I'm sick of seeing Sporting Club Thamesmead lose. I must say it. They are in the relegation zone now in the Prem Division. They are in within more than touching distance of the teams ahead of them. Um, but they do have a sinking feeling about them. The boys, um, they won't have any airs and graces if they have to go down uh, and go again. They will. Um, but a good win for Beckenham Rovers. Winning again. I think they were around the bottom of the table um, at the beginning of the day. So being able to drag clubs like Sporting Club, Thamesmead, etc. into that relegations um, fight. Um, Beckenham Rovers will enjoy that. 4-0 is, is a big win against anyone in that division. Exactly. Um, and yeah, you're right. They're, they're just kind of, they're both still down the bottom there. So Beckenham Rovers just reeling them in. Um, and 4-0 over a team that you're in direct competition with is a huge boost. Massive result. Well done to the Beckenham Rovers boys. Uh, FC Elmstead win 1-0 against Farnborough boys reserves. I bet that was a battle. Two fairly matched teams. Um, I feel a good win for Elmstead at home. Well done, lads. Uh, Hacienda top of the table win 4-0 against MSL. Um, MSL really had a bad start of um, to 2022. And they were unbeaten, I think, at the turn of the year. Um, but since then, Jamie, they seem to have um, dropped. They've certainly dropped down the table. I know they've got games to play. Um, but they're certainly tumbling down the table. Hacienda 4-0, looking, looking like champions. Yeah, they're just keeping their head above water, Hacienda, in terms of above the other challengers. But um, I think they've played the most games. So but it's good that they're getting the points on the board. I know a lot of people say they would rather have that than games in hand. Yeah. Um, so they're doing all they can at the minute. But I think the others are coming, coming after them pretty hard, as we'll see with the other results. Yeah, the last two games of the Prem Division involve... Title chasers, Saha warming up nicely now. 5-2 win this week against LSE Giants. I think they only managed to draw uh, last week against them, Saha. Um, I may have that wrong. I might have that wrong way around. But I think LSE and Saha drew last week. They win 5-2 this week, Saha. Um, and they're looking more consistent at the moment. Uh, as our um, South uh, Sports King All-Stars, they beat South London Panthers last week's guests. Um, for one big win for Sports King All-Stars. We expect them now uh, to take a bit of a challenge on uh, to Hacienda. They've only played nine games in the league um, and they have a big fixture next week against um, title, challenger, t- title challengers. Saha will dig into the detail of that one in a little while. Division One saw some big games. Bexley United free. FC Kawuya nil. Uh, Dean at Bexley said this was much more like the old Bexley United um, if we can play like that, he'll be looking up. Um, and I think that's been the consistency for Bexley over the last few years, Jamie, that's really been missing. We know on the day, Dean will have them well drilled. They're a well, um, they're a good side. They're a solid unit. Um, a 3-0 win against Kuria. Kuria been going well this season. Uh, perhaps some positivity at last at Bexley United. Uh, yeah, it was unlucky not to make the games of the week selection. Uh, all the results of the week should I say because mm-hmm. um, it's just yeah I, I read a few tweets that a few I don't know if they're new Bexley players that they've got in 
um, or just guys that they've managed to get back, but they said they dominated that game from start to finish. Um, and the scoreline reflects that really comfortable. So I'm sure they'll fancy a few more Sundays like that. Game that definitely should have made game of the week. And I don't know why it hasn't. X Blues Craven 2, Lesser Albion 1. Lesser Albion really looking like a strong uh, team in Division 1 this year. X Blues Craven's the formed from the ashes of um, X Blues and, and uh, Craven Park. Uh, 2-1 win for X Blues, Jamie. Uh, that must have been that, must have narrowly missed out. Uh, yeah, again, so there's a couple that are coming up that have missed out narrowly. Um, purely just to the score lines, but uh, yeah, I would have fancied Leicester to win that. So Expos, they started pretty poorly, then they finally got a couple of results. So um, I'm not sure it'll be enough maybe to keep them up, but they've got every chance if they keep winning. Absolutely. Um, the last game in Div 1, Royal Southwark nil, Sydenham Sports 2, um, a huge result uh, for Div 1, which puts Sydenham right into the um, promotion places now. Um, they, uh, Duncan uh, messaged me, uh, yesterday to say what a fantastic game it is. They are well up for it. He's calling them the juggernaut again, Jamie. Um, <laughs> he must know something we don't know, but um, what a fantastic result that is against Royal Southwark, who we think are a top side in Division 1. West Wickham, um, Royal Southwark, Sydenham Sports all have come up from Division 2 last season uh, and could go straight through the division again. But yeah, if they keep putting results like that on the board, they will. Um, Sydenham following up an excellent 5-1 win last week with that superb result again um, so yeah it looks like them having games every week they can get some consistency going uh, and yeah it, it wouldn't be at all uh, a surprise if those three teams finish in the top three positions now Good luck to all of the teams we like we like those teams that went that have gone up from Div 2 last season uh, in Div 2 Blase Ballers lose 2-0 to Hayden Youth um, Broccoli win 3-2 against DC Football. DC Football, again, miss out on wins, but are close uh, in the games. What the hell have they got to do to get a win? Uh, Jamie's Greenwich Mariners making a fantastic account of themselves against uh, promotion candidates, New Beckenham. 2-1 the score, Jamie. Uh, and I think upon reflection yesterday, you said one bit of class was the difference. Yeah, it wasn't it wasn't a great game again. Um, really wasn't much in it at all. Um, <clears throat> we started off the better. I thought we should have went one nothing up, but at least one nothing up with a couple of really good chances. Um, didn't take them, and then they kind of gradually grew more into the game. Um, the little number ten they've got caused us all sorts of problems all morning. Um, he's a very good little player. Um, and uh, just he got through one too many tackles and then managed to, it was quite a well-worked goal to be fair they cut through us eventually um, the boys squared that across goal and they've got a tap in um, <clears throat> which was disappointing but we, we didn't kind of get too disappointed and do this happen managed to work our way back into it um, got a goal on the break there after defending a corner uh, pushed some bodies forward. We managed to to poke it home just before the keeper got his hands on it. Uh, just before half time, we thought, great, we'll get into half time uh, level. Um, and then the number ten again dancing through some tackles. We pulled, he got pulled down about 20, 23, 24 yards. Uh, and then and yeah, again he's put the free kick in the, the far corner. Um, for my angle, it looked like it was right in the top corner but Kiba seemed to think he took a step and could have saved it if he didn't but you got to take your hat off to the finish anyway um, and that was at half time, disappointed to be 2-1 down but more than in the game second half it was, there was nothing in it again, Like they had chances on the break, 
that they probably should have finished. Um, we had a couple of half chances. Nothing really fell. Is as a clear cut chance until maybe towards the end, mm. which is disappointing. But yeah, and I've tried to kind of relay the message to the players at the end of the game. Like you've just gone toe to toe with probably the team that will win the league there. Um, all right, they didn't play great. We didn't play great. Conditions with the wind and stuff weren't yeah. exactly easy. But no. Do you know what I mean? You've just narrowly missed out and, and could have, <clears throat> on another day could have nicked a draw and it gets us a little run going. So not to be too disappointed, although no. it is another three points we've not got. But no, there's, there's definitely stuff on there to keep working and building on. Nice one. That's a good, that's a, a performance, not that you said you that you didn't deserve anything out of the game perhaps last week uh, and you got three points this yeah. week. You feel like you've played, you've played better. Uh, but missed out, perhaps that's just how it goes in football sometimes. Yeah, I mean, four or five weeks ago, we probably lose that four, five, one, so or no, yeah. so um, there's definitely progress there, absolutely. Uh, last game in Division Two, a big shock result. Uh, Phoenix Sports Two seemed to be falling off the the uh, falling out of the, the title race, um, so to speak, perhaps promotion, just their hopes now. They lose 2 0 to LSU, um, Lions, Jamie, who. Seem to be picking up the odd win, but haven't been setting the world alight. Phoenix Sports 2 seem gone. Yeah, it's weird because they beat New Beckham last week and yeah. then we thought, oh, they're back in it. And then fair play to LSU, they've not had a, a lot of great results this season. Um, so to pick up that win, and I've got to mention Hayden as well, winning away to Bazier. Um, So both of those teams losing meant that... Uh, New Beckham actually went top again, beating yeah. us. So um, it's all to play for at the top end. But we've got LSU on Sunday coming. So um, yeah, that'll be quite a tasty game. They've obviously going to have their tails up after a really good win yesterday. So um, should be a good one. Really good game. That's a that's a six point of that one in Division Three. Uh, FC Deptford, um, they're struggling season. Would you you call it toiling, didn't you? Yeah, toiling or toilet, one of the two. <laughs> Deptford, uh, they're toiling. They lost 8-1 to Belmont Athletic, who I know I've seen them a couple of times this season on the day are a good side. They've obviously put Deptford to the sword yesterday. Hayden Youth Reserves win 2-0 against Woosh. Uh, Woosh's first loss in the in the league of the season comes at the hands of Hayden Youth Reserves. Um, Beckenham Manor winding them up on... Um, Social media <laughs> yesterday with their come on. He's winding. I think is there anybody that he's not trying to wind up in the last two days? <laughs> he's good. Uh then the video is out and then yeah, the game itself um wasn't great to watch, but there was some say, the same old banter on their on their YouTube channel. Go and check that out now. Tudor Sports Rangers win three two against the Warren in Div Three and Italia Westills win one nil against Ellis Athletic. The Westills keep going. And Ellis, sadly, um, it looked like they were going to do something again this season, but that seems to be falling off as well. Uh, in the fourth division, uh, Phoenix Sports 4 lose 1-0 to Broccoli Reserves. Resurgent uh, Broccoli Reserves. SMCA get a good point against Ministry of Ball, Jamie. And uh, Crayway win 3-1 against Inter Milne. Um, the big game of the day, or the big result in uh, Division 4, um, FC United of Bromley 7 Lesser Christchurch one, Jamie. Um, we've seen uh, FC United of Bromley struggle a little bit this season. When you need a win, it seems this season in Div Four, Lesser Christchurch might be the team to play. Uh, very much so. Um, yeah, I mean, that's just not going their way at all, is it? I know you keep saying they should be in Division Five, and I mean they're more or less there already now. Um, yeah. <clears throat> but also interesting, so for SMCA, so that was the 
the first double banker we've seen yeah. this season. So they've got four uh, four points out of that, um, which is really helpful for for them because they they've been a bit up and down as well. So um, and and Brooklyn Reserves picking up a little win as well. So it's it's good to see these teams all beating each other. Keeps it really competitive. But as you say, Lesser Christchurch are the one exception to that. Yeah, a good win for Broccoli Reserves. They've been good this season for Div 4. Phoenix Sports slipping up is a big surprise. SMCA getting a 1-0 draw and a 2-0 win against Ministry of Ball, as Jamie said, the first double banker. Oh, the, the first double banker that we don't want to see too many of them uh, for the rest of the season. Well done to uh, SMCA uh, in Division 5. Uh, FC Peak lost 5-2 to Phoenix Sports 5. Phoenix Sports 5, the only Phoenix team um, to get a win yesterday. Uh, Kelsey Park win 3-2 against Kingsdale. Jamie, Kingsdale's form, they couldn't maintain it for three games. There's a surprise. Uh, yeah, um, I think the one game was a surprise. Two was unbelievable. Three, definitely too much to ask. So, um, But it's a, it's a close game. So, I yeah. mean, they're obviously... They're capable of still picking up results, but um, it's a good win that for Kelsey Park. Not really seen much of them this year. I looked into them in much detail. No. Um, so, yeah, they might be worth looking at in a week or two for games of the week. Yeah, good, a good win for Kelsey Park and Kings. That was just banter. They they have been sort of, they, they were very consistent and got themselves around the top of Division 3 after their sort of reform, uh, but they've tumbled back down the divisions. Uh, just the one Kingsdale team and seem to be a bit up and down this year. Uh, the Colts carry on winning 1-0 this week against the Petswood Roadrunners. Come on, the Colts! Um, really looking good for uh, promotion uh, this season, the boys. Who would have thought it after the Silk Curse knocked them for two seasons? They're now getting themselves in a position to rise up through the leagues. Um, the last game in Division 5, London, uh, South London Spartans and SE Lions drew 1-0. Um, Hatcham and Chatham Town didn't get to do their game yesterday. That was called off. Um, that was postponed, should I say. Hatcham Royals go through in the Sunday Junior Cup. They beat Trogs 2-1. Well done, boys. Uh, Orpington welcomed Druids to Greencourt Sports and lost 3-1 again. That's two losses in two weeks now for Orpington. Uh, now they're just left to concentrate on OBD SFL duties. Um, Hatcham Beckingham Manor welcomed Park Regis to their ground that was 2-0 to Hatch and Beckham Manor they really need to start playing some league games now uh, they, they won't be happy to yeah. be it was a weird one they'll be happy to be in the Cups but they've just got so much league football to play uh, Rocker Seniors went to AFC Hammersmith Town one of the top teams uh, in the London area as to be said this was in the Senior um, Surrey Sunday Cup um, AFC Hammersmith going through 2-1 but full of praise for Rocker and Rocker have been fighting on all fronts this year. They seem to have entered every county cup going. Um, and obviously their OBD SFL duties. Um, but Hammersmith Town, Jamie, I think they're one of those names you don't really want to pull in any county cup. No, I mean, I don't know who's left in that competition, but they must be up there amongst the favourites to go and win it. Uh, I think, yes, I think uh, yesterday's round might have been the quarterfinal or semi-final of the wall from the OBD SFL also out. Um, they lost to Leverhead and District side um, with Hammersmith Town, Banstead Rovers. Um, so two um, Leverhead and District teams knocking two OBD SFL senior teams out. Um, I think that Leverhead Prem division is very strong indeed um, with Banstead Eagles um, in there as well. Um, there's some real good teams. Um, Jamie, I think that only leaves Hatcham left as a, as the, the in the highest OBD in the highest county cup. Uh, level in the Kent Cup to go against Chatham Town? Well, we always wish them all the best. Um, 
it's disappointing that not as many teams have gone through in county cups. Um, but it just shows you that other leagues, I know we can all be biased and there's a big debate around which league's the strongest and I would say Alpington, but um, there is definitely some very good teams and strong divisions out there as well. So it's all good for healthy competition. It is. We're seeing um, Trabs and Spore knock out the best at um, Westfer and um, the OBD SFL have to offer from the Barnet League. The Everhead and District is obviously proven to be strong in the uh, Surrey Cup. So in our surrounding areas, we're, we're in good shape um, for uh, Sunday football. Jamie, I'll see you on the other side for the games of the week and the predictions. Cheers. Keep it simple. Get down to play today. The UK's leading app for next game availability. Download Down to Play from the App Store and Google Play. So now for our Southern Sunday guest this week, um, well known to lots of the uh, Southern Sunday uh, teams, Magpie Recruitment FC um, recently became a sponsor of the podcast as well. Thank you very much, gentlemen, for that, first and foremost. Um, as you can hear, we're, we're in brilliant quality now, thanks to those lovely microphones that you bought for us. Um, we're joined today by Francis, who I'm told is the Lino slash chairman of the club. Uh, <laughs> uh, Bobby is the captain and centre-half, and Ben is a goalkeeper. Goalkeeping for 30 years, so God knows what his hands look like. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, gentlemen how you doing it's nice to have you on the podcast we did try before to get you on but we couldn't quite get the dates and we wanted you to be the first on um but yeah thank you for coming on the podcast thank you nice to so a quick history on magpie recruitment as it stands i'm told uh just before we started recording that you've been in the league now this this is your fifth season 2017-18 you joined the southern sunday um, what was the when you set up the football club, Francis? What was the what was the aim of it? Um, I, I suppose the the real aim was to get you know as, <clears throat> when when you kind of bring a club together um, with a few of um, with a few old friends, it's 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 normally um, a, a, a sort of a team that you used to have a while back, and you've gone your separate ways, and you you rejoin again, and that's kind of what it was really. So. Um, we were we were quite successful team back in back in the the early noughties. Okay. Um, and then uh, you know growing up on South London, showing show, show your age, mate. Early noughties. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, and we we won a fair, fair few titles uh, towards uh, the back end of that, and uh, and uh, just it just got to a point where everyone went their separate ways. The club folded back then, and. Uh, and then sort of five years ago, uh, spoke to a couple of boys that they're all grown up and, uh, you know, either had kids or, or um, yeah, just had a bit more time on their hands now and yeah. Uh, yeah, got, 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 got the team back together, really. OK. Uh, how long have Bobby and Ben played for Magpie Recruitment? Are you, le- are you new recruits, so to speak, or are you long-standing members? You go on, Bunny. Um, well, I've started this season. I started um, sort of the third game in. So after the two draws, um, I came... <laughs> you had to get that in. <laughs> <laughs> I had to get that one in. Yeah, yeah. Okay. I've been uh, I've been here for about uh, three years now, four years. I can't really remember. 
remember the first joined him, we were struggling to get nine out on some games, and it's just like turning up with a hangover and playing with nine men. And Frankie and Net was a uh, was a bit of a tough one at centre half to deal with, but <laughs> <laughs> but uh, but uh, but yeah, now it's been it's been a good season so far. So about four years for me. You'll be on the bench on Sunday, Bobby. Yeah. <laughs> He's desperate to get on the bench these days. So last season, the last couple of seasons, obviously we've been embroiled in some lockdowns and the, or seasons finishing. I know the Southern Sunday decided to call it a day with their seasons with you guys. How how has the club, um, how did it get through and how did you sort of get around each other and support each other uh, through these lockdown periods? Um. Has it been tough to keep that sort of group together? Did was it was were you was it affected? Did players just not fancy it anymore, um, or has everyone come back together this season? Um, yeah, we, we yeah we've even though we 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 started the last season quite badly, losing three 0 at home. That's our <clears throat> that was our last um, defeat in in normal time. Um, you know, any defeat since then is either is is been on penalties only. So um, we're I think if we win on Sunday, we're 30 games in normal time undefeated, um, which is, is pretty... It's pretty not bad. In, not bad. Not bad. Um, but, um, yeah, our team's totally different to, to last season. Um, we, 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 we've, got, we've always had a core good group of players, but it's always been a struggle to get, you know, 11 to 15 very good players week in, week out. Yeah. And, um, and after the... Um, particularly after our first game of the season this year, um, we sent the uh, sent the scouts out and uh, they came back uh, with about six or seven new players, uh, Benny being one of them. Um, and uh, yeah, eight, eight, six, seven or eight quality players that we've added to the, added to the team. And uh, it's, uh, it's, you know, given us that real kind of st- structure within the team. Um, you know, we're, Every week now, it's a case of, uh, you know, who's in, who, who do I drop from the squad? Not oh, who, wow. who's, who's, who's actually going to turn up and are we going to get 11 players? So, is that why um, you've become the, the Lino stroke chairman, not the player stroke chairman? Because you, it's harder well, to, it's easier to drop yourself than, than, it's, than some it's of your a couple mates. of reasons. Couple of reasons. Number one, I'm not good enough. Oh. Um, <laughs> in, in the sticks, but, um, I just, I just, I generally, I've never uh, really been a football player myself, so I've, I'm, I'm quite happy watching good football being played and being on the sideline, and you know, um, and and just watching the boys do what they do. So um, for me, that's it's just as enjoyable as anyone playing the game. Fair dues, fair dues. Honors and successes. Um, what's the trophy cabinet looking like first and foremost? But overall, when you look back at the at Magpie Recruitment FC. Uh, what stands out as as a success and and some and things that you've achieved along the way? Um, well, definitely the 2019 Donovan Thomas Cup final, um, uh, which uh, which was a great experience. A lot of the boys have never been to a cup final before, so uh, that was nice. We've got we've got that video on YouTube somewhere. Um, one of your partners, the um, oh. Who is it? Uh, yeah, the amateur goes, footballer. That's that's the dude. Um, yeah. yeah, he um, he filmed it for us. So, yeah, that was good um, and a great day out to be at Sutton Football Club. Um, we won that game three two in the end. Uh, um, some great goals in that in that, and that was a great day out. Um, 
other than that, I'll be honest, yeah, it's been, as I said, up until this season, it's been a struggle. Saying that, we got we got to, uh, we did quite well on the Marcus Lipton last year, lost uh, on penalties to Swag, who are obviously a very good yeah. premiership team. Yeah. yeah. Um, uh, but yeah, we I think we have, uh, apart from towards the end of last season and the first game of this season, we, we struggled to really get a consistent team out. So it's always been more of a, firefighting type scenario for the last couple of seasons as opposed to um you know uh really going for the title really going for a for a cup so whereas now you know we'd be very we'd be disappointed if we don't win a couple two cups and, and win the league this season so two cups that is big talk that is big talk not what i'll say we're gonna do it, but every single one of us in this team is like we are on for that treble so why not why can't we do it we're good enough to be you know, teams two, three leagues above us give Prem teams a good game. Uh, that was before we had the additions. You know, since we had the the, the Saudi investment in the team as well. You know, so, <laughs> as the mags get, everyone's getting the investment. But um, now we're uh, yeah, we'll bang up for the treble this year. So, Bobby, with what's what's the, been the mentality change amongst the players? Obviously, scrapping, uh, scraping, should I say, eleven players together now to being able to say to players. Um, we'll see you in the pub after. Um, what's sort of been the mentality change around the club? What, what's happened yeah. this season? Obviously, it's easier now when you're just seemingly winning games week in and week out. Players yeah. want to turn up and play, but that can't be the only thing that's the, the, that's seen the change. Yeah, I think I think it's just having having uh, having obviously a good squad of people. So you're always going to have weeks where someone's injured, someone's away for the weekend, whatever. And like, if you only get you know you're struggling to get those players out. You don't necessarily have that core group where you know everyone down the pub after chatting about the game, the group chat's going off. So like now when you've got consistently 15, 16 very good players, you know, everybody wants to be involved as much as they possibly can. Um, I mean it's the same, it wasn't the same before, but um, you know full well when you're coming back in, you're fighting for your place, even yep. as captain, you know, I'm not guaranteed a start spot. So uh you've got to you've got to put it out on the pitch and then actually, you know, a good group of lads to have a pint with and just take the piss out of each other down the pub after. So um I think it's just having a good core group where actually everyone gets along and uh, you know everyone's uh, everyone's there to have a pint with each other after and stuff like that it makes a massive difference. Does yeah. and Ben and Ben coming into the group uh, as a as a new player uh, early doors of the season obviously no wins from the until you turned up and you've seemingly changed the fortunes of Magpie Recruitment FC. Um, what's been the sort of biggest standout thing about the club for you? I mean, even though I was sort of a new player in the team, um, when I joined, um, I got recruited by um, uh, Sam Ridette, who's obviously top goal scorer. I played yeah. with him uh, for the last two, three years. Um, we played for me personally in the Chiswickon District okay. uh, League. And um, I played in the Kingston and District League on a Saturday for Duke Street. So um, Sam brought in a lot of players that I had already known um, from before. Um, so it was sort of, I knew a lot of players before and sort of, you know, the first week, I think we played down in Clapham. It was a crappy pitch. Uh, we ended up winning that game 3-1. And from there, I thought of, you know, it was a great team sort of come up, uh, camaraderie and um, team spirit. Um, and I think, yeah, it just sort of, Week in, every week, you know, we were getting good results and, um, you know, scoring nine goals against uh, Wimbledon. And, and and I think everyone just sort of believed in in the actual team and what was happening, sort of. Um, so, yeah, no, it was it was it was pretty easy just to adjust and get into the team. And 
um, you know, play well. And you're getting your scores wrong, but we'll, we'll leave it at that. Was it was it nine one? No, no, nine one was it top deck, wasn't it? Was it top, top deck nine one? Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. yeah. My bad. <laughs> so, so Francis, you've you've started the season with these two draws. You've got in this this worldy goalkeeper, and your and the your sort of um the your your aspirations for the season perhaps changed when you started the season with all your. I know it started quite early for the Southern Sunday teams in August. When you're perhaps playing friendlies, if if you did, or looking at your squad, what was how how was your sort of when when what am I trying yeah. to say? So when did you change and think? Yeah, hang on a minute, hang on a minute we're on to something here. We've got two cups and a league to win now. When how when was that sort of psychological change? Yeah, so we we every every year we're we're the same preseason for sure. Everyone is you try and book in friendlies and you try and get the team together for friendlies. And uh, we, we probably had three or four scheduled in in the summer, and then it yep. turned, you know, people weren't, you know, we were pulling out of those. Um, we played one preseason against Dara and got absolutely spanked, and um, and then we went into the Panathinaik game <clears throat> uh, with a bare sort of bare sort of sort of twelve players. We had a couple of early injuries. Uh, it was a game, you know, considering I'm not a footballer, you know, I'm sure, I'm pretty sure I played left back, right back, right mid, up front, and in goal in yeah, that yeah. game. <laughs> um, yeah. And uh, the and Phil I'll Neville of the Magpie recruitment team. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and I'll be honest with you, I was, uh, I think I put in the group after I'm calling it a day, boys, you know. Yeah. And um, and to be honest, some of the boys rallied round and. Uh, um and and the the scouts went out and um uh Carl Carl Quinn who uh who who came joined us last year who played originally for us um or or the team we originally had many years ago um he uh he recruited Sam Riddit and 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 Ben and as he said that they came from uh Meadhurst and Meadhurst folded last season they they finished second uh which is a a, a tough touchy subject for Ben. Uh, they, they were they were docked they were docked points and they should have won the league but so so they they came from a, a pretty much a, a title winning team and so it was um and and Sam came on board and brought you know four or five players over um and that, that to be honest they saw the value in what we were doing you know we we had not, we had a lovely home ground at Colette's uh, yeah. it's a nice pitch a nice uh clubhouse um you know, there's no signing on fee with us. So, you know, you just come and you pay your fivers or your tenors, um, depending if it's home or away. And, um, you know, we had a good, you know, the players that were still around, you know, were very good players. Mm -hmm. And add, with, with that addition to the squad, um, you know, it's just clicked and everyone's just got on really well with each other. Um, the band has been great. Um, and, um and everyone's complimented each other. So where we were lacking maybe last year, we we we've had you know we've added strength in those areas. So um, so yeah. So um, so we've we've basically gone for from surviving in the league, not not even not even even looking at playing games, um, to to you know after the the Mortlake game where we drew drew one or we felt we should have won that. Um, and then after that, it just, everything clicked into gear and, um, you know, started playing some really good football. Um, and, 
and 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 now you know you know quarterfinals of the Surrey Cup. Um, we're in the last sixteen of the Donovan Thomas, so we after this weekend we'll be in the quarterfinals when we beat Merton. Yeah, and um, well, that, so that, when, that when would that would have happened on Monday when this, this goes out on Monday. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I was a bit disappointed with your uh, prediction of four-two because we don't concede two goals. Uh, we only concede one, so four-one. Yeah, it'll be Andrew. <laughs> You've got the two lads on here. We want to keep. It'll be keeping a clean sheet, mate. So yeah. Right. <laughs> uh, I'm not this week, though. So, so yeah, look, you know, you. I think you know, Sunday league's all about, um, you know, assessing where you are after each game. You don't, you don't really ever look too far far in front you know it's about it and it sounds cliche but you just look at the next game and you just make sure you're focused on that to win that mm-hmm. um and then you know as as time goes on if you can get that little buffer in the league great um but just focus on the next game we're just totally focused on beating Merton we know they're a good team um but you know we felt we you know controlled that game last time so it you know we're we're, we're confident to win so, yeah, Merton, the Merton game would have been played at the time this is released. Sadly, we, I can't spare an, a full evening of a week of, of my weekend, <laughs> of my week, should I say, recording the podcast. We're up to three and a half, four hours now. So we do split, we do split the recording time um, over Thursday, Sunday and Monday night now. So, um, yeah, little, you've, you've, you've ruined my continuity there. Thank you very much. <laughs> I'm just going to say he's giving away all your secrets now. Aren't he? <laughs> <laughs> so rivals, and this could be friendly rivals or or teams that you enjoy playing against, or teams that you've had proper old fashioned <sighs> ding dongs against. Who? What are the teams that are standing out? Well, let's go with since the Southern Sunday. Uh, since you played in this back in the Southern Sunday for uh, for teams who might still be around. Who who are the teams that sort of stick out over the years? of games that have been a pain in the bum or games that you really enjoy playing, teams you really enjoy playing, should I say? Uh, I don't know for for Bobby, uh, Ben probably doesn't have too many in mind. Um, probably Mortlake have been there from day one, from, from when we joined the league. Um, so Mort, Mortlake have always been a fairly decent game, uh, AFC Mortlake that is. Uh, you know, they've always played good football, we, you know, when we're playing against them, it, it's it's always you know a, a decent um, competitive match. Um, and then there's, I suppose, there's Harbart as well. They've always Harbutt, sort of yeah, been, they've always been above us, but we've always, um, you know, they've been promoted ahead of us and won won divisions where we've always overcome. They're having a fantastic season this year. Obviously, that six two win against them in the uh, in the Marcus Lipton earlier in the season yeah. back uh, in early November. Um, a fantastic result against Harbour, who um, haven't lost in the in the league. Yeah, and to be honest, we played them off the park. Yeah, um, like yes. there, there was, you know, even the two goals flattered them. Um, if I'm being brutally honest, um, you know, we we could have scored ten in that game. Um, saying that though, Ben did make a couple of good saves in that game. Yeah, <laughs> he did. We've always had good games against them, against Harbour. Yeah, but Harbour Har- have always been. Um, yeah, always been a good game. They're such a good team. Um, so yeah, in in terms in terms of difficultness, uh, yeah, Harbour. Um, but for me, I, I I quite enjoy playing Mortlake, and um, it's always generally a good game with them, um, as it was um, earlier on in the season, um, a one-all game. 
Um, more like struggling this season. Is that is that good for you, or are you pleased? No, I'm, sure, to see... <laughs> I'm, I'm surprised if I'm being honest, because they, as I said, they they like to keep the ball. I think they're probably lacking in firepower. Is probably um, where they're struggling. I know a couple of years ago they had a pro- prolific goal scorer, but um, uh, yeah, maybe it's uh, you know. <clears throat> Yeah, firepower is uh, you need a good striker in Sunday League, don't you? You do, and you've got one that's, that leads me perfectly into uh, the next question. Your your top man, uh, as you mentioned him earlier, uh, Mister Riddit, um, a strong a strong spine to any Sunday League team, and you're going to be a good and and especially around the mid to lower divisions, which which you are at at the moment. Um, the strong spine. It, what who are your sort of standout? players. Mr. Sammy Riddit has got 17 goals in 10 games, which is um, ridiculous. But you've got, I don't know how many goal scorers you've got. Here. 16 different goal scorers uh, through the season, which obviously shows um, you mix it up or, or you, all your players are contributing. Um, who, the, who are the sort of the top boys in the team? Uh, yeah, you've got, you've got to say, Sammy Riddit's coming in uh, and done big things, you know, uh, bagging goals for fun. And then he's had a few injuries, so that's kind of slowed him down a little bit. But uh, uh, yeah, he's definitely come and made a big difference. We've got uh, we've got Max Futro, who's just an absolute baller. Uh, he's an animal. Yeah, and a young lad, but he just he just like walks past people like they're not there, tears tears people up. You know, he's a, he's a, he's a great player, skillful. Tricky, quick, so he's a good player. Bobby, two, two in eight games from the back. Hey, I Not was just bad. gonna say, you know, I didn't know when you were gonna bring that up, but yes, two in eight <laughs> games. Yeah, yeah, yeah. One in four for centre half. That's not too bad. Not bad, mate. I've, I've only got to score fifteen to catch up with Sam now. Um, two games down. <laughs> um, yeah, I've, uh, I should really score more to be honest. Uh, but I get, I get uh, from the corners. I'm obviously I'm like three foot taller than most people, so I should probably score a few more, but. Uh, you know, when you've had a few beers the night before, you're not necessarily always uh, <laughs> always so stable. But, um, but yeah, no. So I think I think Sammy Riddick, Max Futrell's been unbelievable. I mean, everyone has to be honest. But um, yeah, also, yeah, all, every single player we brought in, you know, has, has come in and been uh, put in a good shift. Had an unbelievable game. You know, um, a few weeks on the trot made it difficult. I mean, Ryan, who's coming at centre half as well. Uh, he's desperate to take my captaincy, captaincy off me in uh, my position. Uh, young lad coming in to try and you know get out the old men, but uh, but yeah, loads loads of you know great great performances. Can't really say there's been a bad player in the team, which is you know why we were getting such good success. To be honest, do you think do you think it's nearly job done with the league title, or is there is there is there, is there plenty of work to do? Yeah, there's plenty of work to do. We still got to play. We still got to play Wimbledon. We still got to play Merton. We still got to play. You know, teams who would look like at the bottom, but, you know, have given us a good game in, in some cases. So it's not done by any stretch of imagination. Uh, but if we carry on playing the way we're playing, we'll beat everyone on that, on that, in that league. No problem. But um, it's just you've got to turn up every week and do it, haven't you? Uh, how how pressurised is that? Is that zero in the um, the L column? Is that something you want to keep? Is that is that a sort of focal point for you guys or... Um, is is it not important? Just getting to getting it over the line and winning the title is that the main thing? No, do you know? Do you, no, do you know what? It's, it's a bit like um, it's a bit like when Arthur went forty nine games unbeaten, and uh, it, I, f- I feel like <laughs> we're on one of those runs really, where it, it it it's actually more of a motivation. It's not a hindrance. Yeah. We're actually thinking right. Let's go thirty games unbeaten this week. It, that that's almost to us. Every one of those numbers is almost like a cup final to us. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I agree with that. I was like, for me, it's not like we have to go the season unbeaten, but 
now we've you know now we're at nearly 30 games with not losing in 90 minutes and you know winning the vast majority of those it's like every week we don't want to let that slip right so it's just another motivation to go out and win the game you know not to concede get through the season without losing and hopefully bring on both the, you know the league and at least one of the cups if not both to be honest so if someone said to you guys now guarantee that you can get into the top we get guarantee that you get into the um the cup finals that you're in the two cup finals yeah. Um, but uh, it's only going to be promotion from League Five, or you had to choose the championship in the league and potentially not winning and not winning the cups. What what would your choice be? So, are you cup are you cup final men or are you league titles? What what's your what's your pick? I'll I'll be honest. I'm a cup final man. Yeah, same. I am as well. Yeah, that, Just because it's such a great day out, it yeah. really is, and like you can bring your family down. Um, you know. Uh, and uh, it's just it's just a, it's a really good day out if we if we didn't win the league it, it's because it would be, be because we just took our eye off it and you know and, and maybe our focus would be more on on the cups but um but yeah look we, our aim is to win all three what about you benny what are you what's your what's your view on that i mean it's i mean i, I probably would say cup I'd I'd love to win the Surrey Cup, um, yeah. County Cup. Um, yeah, but, the, the, yeah, the County Cup is the best thing that a Sunday team can win, in my opinion. Whether yeah. you're a referee or whether you're a team, to get to one of those cup finals um, and represent your county uh, or yeah. your club for your county is the biggest thing you can you can do as a, as a normal Sunday League team that's not going to go into the the FA Sunday Cup and all that stuff. Um, yeah. But yeah, I've been lucky as a referee to be involved in. A few county cup finals, and they're always they're always the best. Um, yeah, definitely. Yeah, yeah. We got we got uh, a difficult just, one though. Who you yeah, got in the? Who have you got? We've got Larks, Fair. I don't know though. Are they from the Leatherhead District? No, I think they're in the uh, Middlesex. Middlesex. Middlesex yeah, yeah. Well, sure, we've got a couple of tough runs in the cups. They're, 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 they're one of the teams that has a um, semi-pro team that has you know like six or seven different teams. Okay. Um, you know, so uh, yeah, it should be. Yeah. Also, they actually beat the team. They beat the team that beat Selhurst, and we know how well Selhurst are going in Division One. Is it two? two division two. Yeah. Yeah. So, so yeah. So they're, they're obviously a really strong, decent team. So, so if Magpie Recruitment do not win Division Five or League Five, sorry, I keep saying Division um, League Four. Four. League four, even you've won <laughs> League four. Uh, who who is going to win the title if not you boys? Surely uh, it'd be Wimbledon now. You would think they're, they're, yeah. they're going to be our biggest rival. They've been, you know, they've been they've given us a good game both times this year. That's uh, the time we played this year. But I think, uh, yeah, Merton, Merton are obviously up there, but they've had a couple of slip ups now, so it's probably going to be Wimbledon. They've given us a good game. They're a good set of lads. Um, but uh, I mean. Sounds to lose, isn't it? Really, I think we did, we did we did score quite a few against them, but they did have a few players missing that week. So I think yeah. the scoreline did flatter us, um, and I think we were just on it that week that week yeah. as well. They also had an injury, didn't they? Yeah, yeah. Right at the start. So basically, they had yeah, not not I didn't know. I don't think they had a full squad out, but you know, we put them to the sword as you yeah. have to do. You just beat what's in front of you, right? So we'll have to yeah. do the same thing when we play them again. 
who are going to who's going to go down? Do you, poor old Clap and Wonders. They seem like a great a great bunch of guys and really supportive of things that we're doing with the podcast. Um, but they just seem to be. I'm, again, uh, on, I'm, I'm I'm really surprised because every time we play Clapham, they give us such a good game. Yeah, they do. Yeah. Um, and I mean, it, notoriously, we used to always draw with them free all. Um, and it looked like it might go that way this year, but uh, but we, we'll we yeah, we uh, Reddit scored um, Jamie Vardy wonder goal from like forty yards out over yeah. all over the uh, shoulder, and he just lobbed it in. Oh, lovely! Um, quite late in that game, so. Um, so that gave us a bit of a cushion in that win, um, but um, but yeah, I'm saying Frank, I'm surprised they're down there, you know, because they, yeah. they they look dangerous. On you know, they had quick strikers, and like I'm, I'm surprised they're, they're down there, unless they've had a few issues with players not you know not being available or injuries or whatever. But that's the thing with Sunday leagues, isn't it? You just if you haven't got a core group of 17, 18, then you might be playing with with uh, with you know eleven players, ten players some weeks, and it ends up ruining your season, isn't it? Agreed. So yeah, I wouldn't. I wouldn't like to call it. Uh, it could. I could still see any. I could still see Mortlake and um, Clapham putting a you know a, a couple of wins together and getting themselves mid table. Yeah. So um, yeah. Just not hope those wins don't come against you guys. <laughs> I mean, come on. <laughs> um, best opposition that you faced this season. So this look just this season. Uh, which standout games? Are you, which teams are you thinking? Yeah, they, that were good. Or if you nicked a result or you lost, what, what, who are you looking at thinking, cool, they, they were a good side? I mean, Man, Man was a tough game. Um, but I felt I felt we controlled the game. Um, but still, you know, if we, we had to really be on it to to maintain, a, you know, keep, keep them at bay, so to speak. Um I don't. I don't know what you boys think. Uh, any in the, any I mean, games no, in the I Surrey Cup? The, yeah, I enjoyed the the Surrey Cup game against Shearwater just because. Shearwater. Um, yeah, it was a you know they got a good setup down there and you know local yeah. lads and we had we sort of sat down there we had a good discussion with them and you know it was just sort of a good atmosphere even though you know they didn't win they were sort of very welcoming and you know we, we had a good chat after the game with them. You, you may remember Andrew a couple of weeks prior. They won. They they were boasting on social media that they won uh, yeah. 30, 38 yeah. one was it? 38, yeah, yeah, something like that. One. But it, yeah. it turns out it was against about eight men or something, wasn't it? Eight men yeah. were still conceded. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. See, yeah, we like the big score. Like we like the eight twos and all that. But you can't boast about thirty uh, something win. For, for me, I reckon the, yeah, the the best game we for the Islander was against against uh, Ravens. That was a that was a right old battle. That was a you know proper old school centre half. Everyone's having a, a brawl in the box and it came off that like I don't know I can walk for about two days after. Uh, <laughs> unfortunately, we lost again on penalties. Honestly, swear to God, lost so many. I think we've lost like four or five. On six, six out of six penalty shootouts we've yeah. lost. So and then, we've never won. We've one, never won a penalty shootout. There's one common theme with that, by the way. Just so you know, Andrew, it's uh, Frankie never lets me take one. <laughs> <laughs> It's yeah, I mean, true. not not. I mean, you're, you're number one on the the sheet next time, Bobby. I know he's told me. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, like the Ravens is. Yeah, I mean, they're a good side and obviously yeah, pushing yeah. for pushing for promotion this season in a in a tough division to take them nil nil as a. I mean, you're the, the the only thing is you're well into your sort of groove by the end of November when you played London Ravens, but nil nil still against a higher place team. 
yeah. once it goes to penalties, it's it's a lottery, isn't it? So and to yeah. be fair, they were fairly free scoring as well. You know, they were scoring lots of goals. So to keep a clean sheet and 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 we lost with it early, didn't we? Yeah, Doing... we, we, we had, had a couple of injuries. And, like and we had two, in, yeah, two injuries. We lost Ryan in. twenty minutes in, was it half an hour in? Lost yeah. Ridet, so we lost yeah. a couple of our you know core core players straight away in the game. So. Well, since then you've gone on to score seventeen goals. So you've punished, you've punished the opposition since uh, in the in the uh, seventh Sunday anyway. You've you've scored seventeen goals. So you've punished your opposition since uh, losing to the London Ravens. So uh, I feel sorry for those boys. Right, um, the favourite game. What's your favourite overall game this season? But for me, for me, it was Harbour. Is that 6-2, was it, that result, yeah, I think? 6-2, yeah. yep. Yeah, Reddit scored two identical free kicks from sort of 25 yards out into the top corner. Um, and again, again, we controlled that game. You know, they they had a you know, couple of chances, but, I mean, again, I think we could have scored, you know, three or four more. So um, I thought it was just against, as we know, Harbaugh, such a good team. Um and they were, I think they were undefeated going into that game as well. Yeah, potentially. Um, I think I think they underestimated us. They sort of they, they sort of turned up and thought it was going to be a walkover, um, and we just weren't having none of it. Do you think that's gone now? They the people looking at Magpie recruitment, obviously, uh, look at the league tables and see your big results against teams like Harbour. Obviously, no one's taking you um, for granted now, and and everyone. Gives everyone will be a hundred and ten percent against you guys. They'll be wanting to put that yeah. zero in. That will want to put that one. Should I say at least in your lose column uh, and yeah. knock you out of the cups? Do you feel like a bit of a target now after this run of form that you're on? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Because uh, you know we've shown it against obviously every team in the league. We've you know every time we've played someone in a division or you know a couple of divisions above us, even the prem, you know we've given them a good run for the money, and that's in, that's before you know we've had necessarily all the new additions. So, you know, I look at it as if I was looking at that and seeing results against Prem teams, League Two teams, you'd think, right, we're, we're, you know, we're obviously going to have to turn up today and give these a good go because, yeah. uh, you know, we're the team to beat, I think, to be honest. In the, and do, do, you know, do, do, you know what, do you know what, Andrew, we haven't, we haven't played the best all season, but I think what we've got is quality who and um, quality players that can dig us out. Um, yeah. You know, we can score three or four quality goals in the game. So we, we, we're very good at, you know, yeah, scoring those goals, and you know, I, I remember you we played, that early enough. Yeah, yeah, we played Panathinaikos uh, a couple of weeks ago, and we were just super awful in that game. But because you know we were able to to score a couple of really good goals, um, it kind of got us out of trouble there. So um, we're not we're not the fi- finished article by no means. We we we, and we all know that as well. It's it's about trying to improve every week for us. Yeah, I think after that Parthenope game as well, even though we won 4-1, every single player come off that pitch and we was unhappy with our performance. We was like, no, nah, that wasn't good enough. Yeah, I remember the social media saying it, it felt like a loss, which is a, yeah. seems a crazy yeah. thing to say for a 4-1 yeah. win. But um, exactly. the level of performance that you used to obviously wasn't there. Uh, nah. And yeah, I mean, that's a big statement to say that. It felt like a loss, a 4-1 a win. Parthenope are one of those teams that people, they say they're a decent side. So... Um, to say a 4-1 win felt like a loss. That's high standards and that's going to probably serve you well for the rest of the season when you do get these, when you put in a, a top performance probably against, uh, probably have, has happened against Merton Athletic when this um, when this interview comes out. <laughs> yeah, mate. <laughs> right, so some teammates questions and then we'll get back to some more league-related questions now. The teammates section is your section as 
senior team members or, or, or Ben, you're a new guy, so perhaps you have a different perception to um, some of the players' behaviour um, since you've joined the team. Who's got the worst banter at uh, Magpie Recruitment FC? Kyle Quinn, 100 Kyle. Oh, awesome. Painful. Yeah. Sometimes. Absolutely painful. Yeah. <laughs> he's, he's, now, he's, now the, he's now the meme of the group, to be fair. Like, so. <laughs> <laughs> no uh, questions asked. It's, it's 100% him. It's 100% him. That's sad. It's quite sad when it's unanimous like that, guys. <laughs> <laughs> Don't get me wrong, there's some terrible banner in there. Like, but Kyle, uh, yeah, Kyle yeah. Okay. Uh, who's the worst dressed? Uh, oh. Tony, maybe? Frank? We have, we have, <laughs> worst, Frank, worst dressed. <laughs> yeah, worst dressed. Oh, yeah, 100%. It's either me or Tony. Uh, Tony tends to come in white socks and um, flip flops. Right. <laughs> Are we talking about uh, match day? Anything? I mean, anything. You social events or match day? It's your. That's your. This is your question. You can take it as you, as you will. There's a question later on in the in the run. If you it, can you can choose match, as well. If it's match day, I'll go probably Tony. Just because sometimes I I do wear a shirt and um, you know some shoes and stuff like that on a Sunday if I'm feeling feeling uh, a bit hungovered. Um, <laughs> Yeah. So yeah, to- Tony. He, he rocks up in these uh, white, white, white socks and um, sandals, oh. and uh, or his coat that's like down to his ankles, and his and his big it. and his big like uh, what's call it shoveling snow gloves or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Who's the biggest moaner on the pitch? I think I may have to take that one. Ben. It's between it Ben or, or uh, Baz. Baz. Baz moans. Um, uh, from the sidelines. From the sidelines about the you know positioning etc. Yeah. Whereas um, uh, Ben's the sort of one that will like castrate the referee for not giving a penalty when he's like a hundred yards away. You can't see the other <laughs> side of the pitch. Oh, that guy. Oh, yeah. I know. I know exactly who Ben is. Then Andrew's like yeah, not. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> not keen for lads like you on the pitch. <laughs> Keepers usually. The loudest, the loudest voices on the pitch, anyway, aren't they? Any good? I'm one, very, any... very loud. That's the thing as well. I'm very, very loud, so you always hear me, anyway. Yeah. Passionate is what I like to call you, Ben. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I have, I have been working on it though. Frank, I hear yeah. Frank talking, you know, bench, and I, I sort of keep it down. So I, I'm, I'm trying. <laughs> uh, who's got the worst taste in music? I don't know if you have a speaker and all that in the changing rooms before the game, yeah. but who, who's going nowhere near that on a Sunday morning? Well, some people could say me. Some I was going to say, say it's Carl. Can't be you, Frank. No, I mean, I'm not. I'm not a fan of Carl's music, and he's not a fan of mine. So, yeah. yeah. I mean, I would say. What's your music. What's your music? My music is things like uh, "Dreams Can Come True." Oh God, <laughs> no. Gabriel and all that. Yeah. Oh, well, yeah. Nice rendition. Bit of night. It's early nineties. What, what's your What's the other What's the other options on a Sunday? He's all drill music, isn't he, old car? Drill and Afro beats and, you know, yeah, up to sort of, you know, up-to-date music. Urban, urban, that's what we're like. Okay. Okay, I'll probably go for that over Gabrielle, to be honest. We had uh, a of Sweet Caroline after the game on uh, on Sunday. Yeah. yeah, we did. Okay. That's uh, the England song that everyone plays now after, yeah. after exactly. games now. Yeah. Um, who's the longest in the shower? And again, I'll leave you to take your perception of that question. Josh, Josh, you.
<laughs> I would say Baz. He's the most water. <laughs> <laughs> he's a tall lad, he's our He's a tall lad. Five, six, six, is he? Something like that. Oh, Arsenal 1-0 up. Oh, days. I think Liverpool won the lap as well. Yeah, uh, yeah no, I'll say, I'll say Baz takes a long in the shower. He's always the last one out. Are you a team of showers or have you got dirty bastards yeah. like the rest of Sunday League? Yeah, pretty much. We all go on. Dirty bastards, yeah. I just want to get straight in the, uh, in the bar after that's like, <laughs> For a well earned pint, mate, and a fag. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, some positive things now about the squad. Who's the player's player? And this isn't necessarily your top goal scorer or your best player. This is a player that leads by example uh, on and off the pitch for Magpie Recruitment. Who, who, who is that guy? I know who I would choose. He's probably been in the squad the least. Um, it's either actually Max or um, Elliot Scott, who's, who's joined, he, he's played sort of six, seven games now, maybe. Um, but he's, yep. he's, he's, he's the guy that loves doing the stuff that no one loves doing. Yeah. In centre mid, he just sits there and just clears up. He's a real defensive midfielder. Yeah. Um, and he just loves doing it. Yeah. Which is, rare, me, which is rare in Sunday League. Yeah. And he's so yeah. Doing, yeah. doing those doggies is not letting what he wants so, in life. He's, yeah, he's, yeah. he's just so disciplined at it. Um, what about you, Benny? Um, I probably, yeah, I mean, it's, it's a tough one between either El, um, Elliot or or Max um, Holloway, right back. Um, I mean, being a being a goalkeeper, you know, having a solid left back, right back and centre back partnership. And this guy just bombs forward. But, you know, if he loses it, he's, he's sprinting back. I've never known sort of someone just to sort of get back um, as quick as he does. And, and, and he always seems to make the right decision. So, yeah, I think it's out of those two. He's a machine, isn't he? Like, I look at him and think, how have you got that level of fitness? Man? <laughs> uh, for having, me, probably Matt, uh, yeah. Matt's neutral, yeah. He's, uh, he's, on, he's just another level, mate. It's just been absolutely... absolutely There's two Maxes, by the way, and Andrew. Yeah. It's Max Holloway, Max, Max Futural. So yeah. both both Maxes are... Uh, yeah, pretty... week in, week out. Like, don't put a foot wrong, so... That's class to have uh, to have a number of candidates for this for that question shows you're in a good place uh, with your clubs. Usually, there's one standout, but to have you know to have a dis- to be able to have a discussion and a choice between players shows where you are. That's fantastic. Who's your unsung hero? Perhaps more your clubman type role, or or that's that's so it's sort of seen as a negative for clubman role, which I think <laughs> which I think is a bit sad, really. But that the guy that maybe turns up each week does the line. Puts the corner flags out if if your home team doesn't do it, if your groundsman doesn't do it. Happy to have his five ten minutes at the at the end of the game if you're comfortable. Who's that? Who's that sort of character for Magpie Recruitment? Well, I might I might give a little shout out to Bobby. Might give him <laughs> a little shout out. He's uh, he's uh, you know he, he he he's always a team player. Um, Max Future as well. Um, just you know we played. He's played right back, right mid, centre mid. Um, left mid, um, you know he's always happy to to play wherever we wherever we put him really. Um, and he you know does it, and you know nine times out of ten he's turning up from uh from going to bed at four or five in the morning as well. So yeah, yeah. Uh, that's pretty impressive. Like, like we used to do when we were young oh, young, young whippersnappers, lads. Eh? I've had <laughs> to make sure I've got uh, paracetamol in the first aid kit every uh, Sunday now just for him. Um, <laughs> Do you wonder if these players that do that, would they be any good if they turned up sober? 
Yeah, probably not knowing where your legs are, that probably just lets you just like go loose, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, having a little out of body experience every Sunday morning, yeah. Um, unsung hero, uh, me, Tony. Tony, Tony, yeah, I got love a bit. Of Tony comes down every week, loves it, like he's, he's used to playing every week previous seasons, now he's kind of you know, uh comes in every every other game or two and but he's always there you know he's taking on the uh, part of the coaching role management role and uh, you know gets the lads up for it so for me probably yeah. Tony yeah. and 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 also he's he's a quality player but he's he's, oh, he is, he's happy yeah. he's happy to to sort of you know sit on the bench and give give other players a go and um you know even if it means he doesn't get on he'll he'll do that you know just make sure that you know it, everyone's getting that opportunity to play some football yeah I mean, you know, captain turned up from Brighton on a stag do last week, so I've got to be in there in that mix somewhere. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> leaving it, leaving it six o'clock. Um, That's pretty yeah. good. That is pretty good. Right. What do you think the Southern Sunday are doing well to the, in to support the development and growth of grassroots football? Ooh, um, well, for me. You know, I I just love I love I love the Sunday Southern Sunday. Um, I just think um, they've, you know, at the end of the day, um, it's it's a volunteering role, and you, you need you need people in that role that generally care. Yeah. Um, and for me, they just all generally care, and you know, um, Graham's um, brought together you know a bunch of a bunch of um, really hardworking and dedicated volunteers. Um, you know, I think Graham's in. Is it eleventh or twelfth year? I'm not quite sure, but um, uh, you know, to 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 have that dedication um, and not be paid for it, and we know, you know, what you know, what we, um, you know, we we know what he the work he goes through on a Sunday evening, sending the bulletins out, and um, you know, he, he answers my text messages every time I send him a message, which is quite often. Um, and uh, <laughs> and uh, yeah, look, you know, they're, they're just on it, you know, there's they don't shy away from anything, there's nothing, um, you know, they deal with the situations at hand, you know, you don't, you know, I've been parts of leagues, leagues before where they just don't deal with the situation, you know, whether it's a dodgy, you know, team that's not quite hitting the same values as, as you want from a league, um. But you know they've they've always been there. They've always um, you know done 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 all the right things that you want. Um, and and normally the ones that complain are are the ones that are uh, doing the dodgy things, doing the things that aren't so nice. Yeah, it, and it just seems like there's like you know such such a great organisation for what is yeah. a you know monster of a league to be honest with. Yeah, God knows how many how many teams, mm. and it's hard enough to get one team together on a Sunday, never mind organising God knows how many, you know, hundred teams on a Sunday and getting pitches and referees and cups in place. And so it's just well organised and it just makes yeah. that it's easy enough for us lads to go out on a Saturday night and still turn up and just go and play our football and do what we love doing with our mates. You know what I mean? So, yeah. I think for me as well, like, um, I'd, I'd fallen out of love for Sunday football after what happened last season in the Ch- Chiswick and District League. So, I was I I was ready to hang up my gloves and um, 
uh, yeah, since since starting it, I think the structure sort of and also the communication as well. They're sort of you know they you know they make sure they explain everything and any issues you know they they nip it in the bud and um, yeah no for me yeah I think it's the the structure and the communication of, of, of the league. I agree. Um, it's something I've massively been impressed with. We're quite lucky in our in our corner of South East London over here with the Alpington and Bromley League and and the Religion Elton Sunday Football Alliance uh, and the Quidditch Municipal that we're pretty spoilt with leagues. And as you go across London with the Southern Sunday, um, I think we're covering four very good leagues on this um, podcast. But the Southern Sunday, having met Graham, uh, we're going through the podcast, all the, the teams and leagues and stuff. And Graham, I've got the screen on and I'm shuffling through full time as we're talking. Obviously, I'm quite new to it, but Graham knows all the teams. He knows everything that's going on. He knows the players. Yeah, uh, he, he wouldn't have to look at full time. He could tell. He could. He could talk through that himself. He he knows who the form teams are. He does. Not only does he do his homework on the footballing side. We recalled at eight eight o'clock on a Sunday night that section for the podcast, um, and we finish about nine o'clock. And I know that after that, he then continues on to do the bulletin and send all the stuff out to the yeah. teams. Which the work rate of the of the guy is absolutely crazy. And I mean, yeah. he wouldn't he wouldn't do it if he didn't love it, but. You can only take you can only take your hat off to people like that. Yeah, the yeah. level of commitment is just like you know beyond belief in it to be able to give up your free time for that so that us lads can play football. You know, we appreciate it. Exactly, and that, and that goes to the whole committee because yeah, you know you you don't you don't know you know they've all got their own lives to lead them whether they've got kids or you know obviously they've all got probably jobs and and whatever it may be and 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 this is what I always say to people like you got you got you got to understand that. It, the, you, if you're if you're moaning at them or, or you're you know you're you're not happy with something think about that think about that they are just volunteers so treat them with the same respect that you would want to be treated mm-hmm. treated as and sometimes you know uh in the heat at the moment particularly a lot of us uh can lose that thought process yeah yeah i think you're right sometimes Graham will, before we start recording Graham will say oh bloody hell I've had teams moan at me and you can see that it affects him because he just wants the best for everybody and that he tries his best. Um, and then luckily, whatever happens through the recording, we have a laugh and and he seems to be cheered up at the end. But you can see that it affects him and as it would because the work they do put in, uh, I guess all the little things that people moan about um, can upset uh, hardworking people, but um, they do their best. On the I, f- I have to, I have to say me. as well, the refereeing in our league is is top notch. Compared, you know, we played a couple of um, away games in the county cup, and uh, you, you can see the different different standard of refereeing as well um, is is quite evident. Um, but uh, but yeah, so impressed with what they've done around refereeing and 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 making sure that each game is refereed as well. Um, you know, we've never had any issues with referees and, you know, referees always turning up on time. We even had uh, one week uh, a referee pitched a tent next to the uh, the pitch so that his son could uh, be uh, protected from the elements, you know. Yeah. That, that is just brilliant. <laughs> That's nice. That'll I like you. that. I like that. So where do we need to improve in grassroots football? And this might not necessarily be um, a Southern Sunday sort of focused question generally. Um, what do we need to improve on? And I know that some of the pitches over uh, in the Clapham area, especially, uh, leave a lot to be desired. But um, it is what it is. Where where do we need to improve in Sunday league football generally? Yeah, I mean you're right about pitches, but um, just a simple one. 
white thick white lines like i mean that doesn't take a massive amount of um you know costal you know whatever it may be just so you can actually see where the lines are and um you know not all yeah fair enough you know the likes of clapham common got you know hundreds of thousands of people using that on a weekly basis but um get just get get print out the line so you can see where the penalty area is etc that that would be just a simple thing from my my point of view um and you don't you you see it when you go out and play in surrey games actually the pitches tend to be a lot better out that way but uh but yeah certainly in london uh i don't know whether they're printing the lines on a monday hoping it stays stays good till saturday i think they do it on the first of the month and then they do it again (laughs) on the first of the month yeah Uh, (coughs) yeah Um, what do, I, what do I want to improve? I don't know. It's tough, really, because uh, uh, I've played up. Obviously, I you tell my accent. I'm from up north, but I've played in some pretty uh, shoddy leagues where you know nobody turns up on a Sunday morning actually wanting to play football. You just want to kick lumps out of each other, and I'm you know not one to shy away from a battle on the pitch. But it's a big difference. So for me, I, you know, it's a bit of a breath of fresh air playing in this league. Um, you know, well organised, good lads. Yeah, there's battles there. Yeah, there's some terrible pitches where I'm con- conscious about doing my ankle ligaments again. But uh, I don't know if there's any, from me, if there's anything really that I would say needs to be massively improved in the Southern Sunday. No. I, not, not so much the Southern Sunday, because I do think we nip it in the bug, uh, nip it in the bug, but the bud even. Um, but, you know, just, just coming away from that attitude where you, you know it's, it's acceptable to, to to swear a lot or use any sort of slurs against different groups of people um uh, you know just having a real focus on that um from a from a from a league point of view um i, I know graham's been an advocate of um you know nipping that those sort of things in the in in the bud and you know we've we've experienced it ourselves playing playing against the team a couple of years ago that used some racial slurs and, uh, you know, they were voted out of the league. So, Mm. um, you know, I think that's something maybe uh, more widespread um, and and that's going back to, you know, what I said earlier, you know, league's not dealing with issues that arises, you know, because it's too, you know, is it, you know, is it too, too much of, uh, you know, hard work for them or too much of, you know, whatever it may be, but um, but you know, uh, the, the Southern Sundays, um, you know, they're always um, they're always on it, and they're always nipping things like that in the bud. So, um, yeah, it will be uh, it'll be nice to uh, eventually have uh, just um, when, when Sunday football, you don't mind bringing your kids to, and uh, you know, they're not going to get a, a hear a load of uh, you know comments that. Uh, you don't really want them to hear. Yeah, I think you're right on that. And that's a great way to, to finish the interview. The, the, the last part is just the open forums section, I like to call this. This is your opportunity, uh, Bobby and and uh, Francis, particularly, I guess, as, as long-standing members of the club, to thank people um, that have come and gone, perhaps, over the years uh, and gone through the club and helped you get to where you are today, where it looks like it's going to be um, a golden season for the in the league, at least. You're going to have a, t- a league title to talk about, We it looks like, and we hope, uh, hopefully a couple of cups as well. Bobby wants to treble this year. Yeah. Um, but um, oh, Francis, who are the people that sort of stand out a lot, uh, for, uh, along the way for Magpie Recruitment's journey? Um, 
Wow, that is a tricky question to answer. Um, yeah, I, I would just say that I would say the league, you know, the league have always been very supportive. The, 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 you know, if, if, you, if, you, if you treat the league well, they'll look after you, you know, at the end of the day, it's, uh, you know, whatever you do in life, if you, if you look after people, they look after you. So, um, you know, they've always been there supportive. You know, I'm not the best, I'm being the best secretary over the years. And, um, but, um, but uh, yeah, they, they've always been very supportive. I've fairly good relationship with Graham and Mark and Trish and the rest of the team down there. Um, so, you know, as I said, they've always, they've always been good. And um, we've had, we've had a number of players that come and come and gone. Um, but, no one, no one there that would uh, really sort of say have have um, sort of stood out. Uh, Tony, Tony, there's a couple have been there since day one. Tony's been there from day one. Will, um, Blake, um, have been there from day one. So, um, yeah, that that you know, for me, the league. Bobby, you're a long-standing player. Um, yeah. How sort of influential is someone like? Francis really sort of taking charge of this club and continuously looking to to improve it. I know he's probably modest and and yeah. won't say it, or he might not be, but how sort of pivotal are people like Francis in Sunday football to to ensure that we've got these well run clubs or uh, well equipped clubs uh, to to go on and just let blokes go and play football? Yeah, well that's it, isn't it? Like we were talking about how uh, Graham and the league do all the hard work to get the league running, and and Francis is the, is the same for for us and the team. He's there. Having to make big calls on players, and you know, a couple of years ago it was ringing round at ten to ten. How many players can I get? How many players I can get out of the lads who we've had, you know, haven't played for a few weeks, who yeah. haven't, you know, and they're all in bed and they've been on nights or whatever, try and get them down, even when they've said no. And um, you know, just he's always been there. He's been, like you said, he's played in net, he's played up front, he's done the linesman, he does the pitches, he's done the nets, he's done, you know, you name it. Francis is, is Mr. Magpie, and uh, without him, it wouldn't have been. You know the success is getting to become now. Um, yeah. You know, bringing in bars. We've got Tony down who you know, having a good management team now, and then also getting all the new lads down. So, you know, having someone like Francis who actually cares, you know, wants to be there, and bless him, you know, he nearly threw it in through the towel at the start of the season because it gets to the point where if you don't have committed players, why should you be committed? And I've, I yeah. fully understood his decision at the end of the day. Like you gotta, you gotta want to do it. You gotta want your heart in it, and you've gotta have people who want to be there as well. Um, and luckily we've got that now so um, so yeah hats off to Frankie lad for, uh, for pulling us together man cheers guys yeah, absolutely um, so let's have let's have a prediction then boys what is the trophy cabinet going to be looking like at the end of the season is it a league title and two cups or what, what's your what's your overall we've prediction got, we've got two we've got quite tough running uh, tough running both cups now but I, I, don't, I don't think there's a team out there that we're you know that we're worried about so for me I'm, I'm going for the treble Treble, Bobby's treble, treble, Francis. Uh, if 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 we play, if we've got our strongest team out, uh, we can we count then treble, yeah. Ben, yeah, um, you don't you don't really like to say it, but yeah, but, because I it tends fate, but yeah, yeah, I think I think I'll be I would love to win the Savvy Cup in the league. Um, you know, the other cup it, it would be great. It's not sort of um, you know. One of those things where we can predict anything, but I think if we, um, you know, we play to how we have been playing this last couple of months, um, there's no reason why we can't win the treble. I wish you all the very best. And if it is a treble, 
Um, what a fantastic uh, way to to finish the season. Go into next season. Um, if the double jump was offered to you, would you take it, or is it is it one league at a time and see where you are with players? I'm not. I'm not one for jumping leagues. No, got- I mean, if, you, if the way we played against Harbour, um, you know, we could see is is if we go into that league, would we yeah. be you know, in a similar position of of competing, or would we want that extra challenge? Yeah, for, for me, I think we, we we were playing well against the teams above us. It'd be it'd be great to do that week in week out. But you know, we've only just got new players down we've got a lot to do to improve together so I'm, I'm, I'm very cynical Andrew I think uh, yeah I've, I've, I mean it's great at the moment but that could easily change a couple yeah. of injuries or yeah. um, you know players moving around you know we've, we've got, even this season you know people have moved jobs and they're, they're suddenly working on a Sunday and yeah. you know so it you know yeah, look, we if we played even in the Premiership, I'd, I'd see us picking up results and doing well in that. But um, I probably old school. You, you, you got you got to earn your right to to play in those divisions, and 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 the only way you do that is by winning winning the divisions above you. Um, you know, we started in the bottom league when we started in the Southern Sunday, albeit at the time it was only five divisions, um, and uh, and we're in Division Four at the moment, so. Uh, We'll be we will be in Division Three next year, so um, yeah, let's uh, let's just uh, work our way up the, the, that that ladder. So that's it. Thank you very much for your time, gentlemen. Uh, Francis, again from the podcast and from myself personally. Obviously, we've had a chat before and really um, become an important sponsor for us. So thank you very much for that. No uh, um, hopefully uh, that continues. But guys, as a, on the footballing side, I think everything's going well for you. I wish you all the very best for the rest of the season. Hopefully, um, we'll have another interview at the end of the season to discuss yeah. um, some some County Cup wins, some league titles and uh, and a Southern Sunday Cup as well. We'll invite yeah. you to the, uh, the piss-up after the treble, mate. Oh, and mate, Andrew, I'll be there. <laughs> gonna, Andrew, we're going to need you to referee uh, the Magpie versus Clapham Wanderers game at some point this season. You yeah. Get yourself down. Yeah, you, well, my, I, give my, I, give the first, I give the first Sunday of every month to... Um, to the Southern Sunday. If Mark wants to put me on that game, uh, I'll be happy to travel uh, to do that one. I, I have said to him at Dulwich only, but um, I will I will travel for that game if Mark wants to put me on it. Perfect. All the best, guys, and I'll see, see you, you uh, hopefully later on in the season. Top moment. Yeah. Andrew. See you, mate. Bye-bye. So now we are back with Gibbs for... The games of the week chosen by Gibbs. It has to be said, but Gibbs, I must. I, you, I couldn't have done a better job of this myself this week. Uh, obviously, oh, there's, fair play. There's one game there that maybe I know you wanted to. You wanted to do this for the old 69ers, so we'll start with them this week. Uh, SC6. Well, purely because I did, I did look through, and I, I, it wasn't because um, I was doing it for them, to be honest. But I did look through, and I thought that's actually a good game because in recent weeks we've I've, I've played against both. Um, and there wasn't really anything else that actually overly stood out to me that I thought, hmm, that's a cracking game. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. All right. So the SE 69ers taking on old Fortronians. Uh, is it, this is a league game, isn't it, this one? Yes, I believe so. A yes. league game. Uh, SE 69ers currently sitting sixth in the division, 11 points from eight games. Um, old Fortronians fifth with, um, 11, uh, with 11 points from nine games. 
So sixth against fifth, so close. Their form is identical. One win for both teams in the last three. George Grant is the 69ers' top boy. Four goals in two games. Might have just recently joined the side. But he's put his, his goals to game ratio is pretty good. Uh, and uh, the Fultronian's uh, sharpshooter is Joe Richardson. He has 11 goals in 16 games. Gibbs, you've seen both of these teams um, this season now. Um, who, who you got in this one? Do you know what? I think this is going to be defence against attack. Old Fultronians are very solid and big at the back. They'll win everything in the air and they mop up pretty well. Um, and then that when we played them, they didn't offer us much going forward. That's not to say they haven't got full, uh, a good forward, but um, I think if you can take the game to them and push them on the back foot, it, it, it pushes their whole team back and it just isolated the two up top. Um, and SC Niners can do that and they will battle for every ball. Um, I, I don't think it'd be a high score line. I think it'd be very close, but I'm going to say SC Niners 2-1. 2-1 to the 69ers for Gibbs. Uh, Mark Dolby going with 4-2 to the old Fortronians uh, on Sunday. He knows more about things that we do, Gibbs, that's for sure. That's, Mate, that's the amount of five points he's, um, he's <laughs> up, do you know what I mean? Uh, do you know what? I'm going to go for a Desmond on this one. I'm going these. It's almost identical, almost identical. So uh, points per game, uh, their form. Um, obviously, Joe Richardson for old Fortronians scored probably about as much as most of the SE69ers tick players on full time. Uh, so obviously he's a top striker. But I'm going to go for a Desmond on this one. They're sitting quite close to each other. I can't call it. Uh, the next one, Bayswater against Under the Radar. This is a Prem game. Um, this is what we've wanted to see so far, Gibbs. I go as far to say, looking at the league table, it's must win for Bayswater. A point probably enough just to, with the uh, with the way the season's going, that a point might be enough for Under the Radar out of this one. Uh, Bayswater yep. sec second in the division, 11 points from five games. Not a bad return, just a four points dropped um, for, ba uh, for Bayswater. Uh, under the radar, flawless, 18 points from six games. Uh, Bayswater only won one of their last three games. That includes a draw um, against um, Baldwin Sports A in that London Cup loss um, yesterday. Uh, but good form really overall the whole season. Uh, really good. Uh, three, all, uh, three out of three for under the radar. One of the wins was on pens in that one. I think a cup game against um, Border Sports A, if I remember rightly, Gibbs. I actually watched that last night, right? And uh, the player that took the fourth penalty went off sub. So he shouldn't have actually taken the penalty. He went off sub during the game. And when the final whistle went, he wasn't on the field of play. So he shouldn't have actually took a penalty. Oh, God. Yep, and I noticed that myself. So, um, just a little bit of insight out there, do you know what I mean? Make sure that the players taking their penalties was on the field. Uh, that sounds like a cause for something to, to change with that result. I'll let the people that be um, sort that one out. Taylor Robinson, the top man for Bayswater, 25 goals in 14 games. Um, Sam Bailey, unsurprisingly un under the radar's top scorer, 23 in 16 uh, goals per game. Almost identical for them to Gibbs. This one is tough to call. Uh, Mark Dolby is back in Bayswater 3-2. I have to say, I'm going to back Bayswater as well. I think they'll be wounded from that London Cup exit. They've been good this season. Um, they'll know what the job is. They've, I think they've got the players to do it against under the radar. I'm going to back Bayswater to win 2-1. Um, Gibbs, but no result in here. No result either way is silly against these two. What are you going with? 
Do you know what? Before I even heard yours and Mark's predictions, I was going to go with Bayswater purely because the last few weeks under the radar, they've drawn 2-2 with Borden, so they, they can um, be got at. Yeah. Um, and also, that they just beat Mildeen this week 1-0. Um, so they're not they're not free scoring and um, they're very good at the they are good at the back but I think Bayswater will have the players to unlock the door and cause them a lot of problems and maybe this will be the game that maybe I'm not saying it will but maybe this will be the game that um, ends UTR's kind of dominance on the um, on the on the league as it were of being unbeaten for probably what 18 months maybe in the league mm. um, and I think that Bayswater will come through this to be fair 3-1 one Bayswater. I think it is must win for Bayswater. Uh, you're under the radar on 18 points, so seven points between them. That game in hand on Bayswater, they that that's not enough, so they're going to need to beat under the radar uh, to catch up. So interesting game this one on Sunday. It will certainly be a very good game. Uh, the next one, Crocodile against Eltham Lions. We've spoke both of these teams up so far this season, Gibbs. We've called Crocodile the Sharks, but I don't think they really are the Sharks this season. They're doing well, but they're not. They're not pissing it. Certainly in the league, they're sixth. They're sixth in the division. Um, ten points from five games. Uh, oh, they're just El- a good side, an all-round good side. Uh, that's the, they're in Div Two. Well, Eltham Lions are top of their division. Are they Div Three? Eltham Lions? Uh, or they? They're not Div Two, are they? I've failed. I've failed on my research. There, Eltham Lions, top of their division. Um, they have twenty-one points from eight games, so that means four dropped. Uh, three dropped points for Eltham Lions this season. Uh, three out of three form-wise for Crocodile. Uh, and two Eltham out Lions of... are Div 2. They're both in the same division. Div 2. So Eltham Lions top of the division. They have played three more games than um, Crocodile. But Crocodile, uh, even with their games in hand, could only move um, to two points behind Crocodile. So, uh, behind Eltham Lions, sorry. So it is close. Um, Eltham Lions, two out of three uh, wins from their last three games. Uh, their last loss was a penalty, was a loss on penalties against Kingfisher in the cup. Um, Jordan Clark for Crocodile is the top man, 18 goals in 16 games. And Zachary Butler has a goal every game he's played, 11 in 11 for Elton Lions Gibbs. This really does bring together two top sides of Westville in the lowest, in the lower divisions, two uh, division two teams coming together in the cup. Um, this is going to be a really good game. Oh, 100%. Um, what ways do you see it going? That's the problem. Um, both sides are going to be up for it. Um, I just think that maybe consistency may be a bit more on the side of um, Crocodile. But I could be wrong. Um, I'm going to say Crocodile 3-2. 3-2, Crocodile. Gibbs locked it in. Dolby, Mark Dolby going with a two-all draw here. He fancies this to go uh, to penalties on Sunday. Uh, and I've got to say... I do share that sentiment, but because you've two both going your way, I'm going to back the Eltham Lions, boys. Um, it's going to be close. 2-1, I think, to Eltham Lions. This, that's going to be such a good game. Uh, perhaps the familiarity of the surroundings, uh, being that it's at Crocken Hill, will play into their hands. But what a great game that's going to be. Good luck to both teams. Uh, two good teams for Westfa. Uh, and the last one, Inter Belvedere play Alpington Eagles in the Cup. Uh, Inter Belvedere currently top of Division Four, twenty-two points from nine. Uh, should, Eagles, we, um, should we should we scrap the score predictions and predict on how many red cards? <laughs> well, Jay will get one, won't he, for Inter Belvedere? Just stick him <laughs> stick him straight into the into the book. Uh, Alberton Eagles, yeah, I think they've got a few candidates. 
Um, if, you're, if you're a betting man on this, over over five cards, even money. Oh yeah, over five cards altogether. Five yet for over five. There could easily be five yellows in this one. First, first in the first in div four into Belvedere. Twenty-two points from nine. Uh, Alperton Eagles are second in Div 2 17 points from 8 games Alperton Eagles winless Gibbs in their last 3 and Inter Belvedere um, have won 2 of their last 3 their loss coming in the cup against um, Bayswater so no shame in that for them Uh, they held their heads up high and their opposition full of praise for them on the day Uh, Dom Vincent Edwards is the Inter Belvedere Top, stru- top scorer so far, 16 goals in 14 games for him. Uh, and David Bentley, 18 goals in 15 um, this season. So two informed strikers doing the business for their clubs either way. Gibbs, the, the division difference um, is one thing. We know Inter Belvedere are very strong for um, a first division side. Uh, form, absolutely opposite ends of the scale. Alberton Eagles in their last three, no wins. Uh, and Inter Belvedere, Keen to keep playing. I know they played a friendly this weekend. Um, where do you see this one going? I really like um, both teams, to be fair. I've always been in, uh, um, an Albert and Eagles fan, but um, in the Belvedere, have had a really good season and um, they've had some really good results, you know. And I can only see, I, I can only see this going um, a Belvedere away. I'm going to say 4 2 to Inter Belvedere. 4 2 Inter Belvedere for Gibbs, matching. Um, Dolby's prediction 4-2 as well um, oh is that what he said yeah so that's a five right. point and then straight away isn't it right. I'm going to have to change that <laughs> go on change your, get, change your guess I'm going to change it to 5-2 5-2 oh he's made it made a longer he thinks even more of a, a win for Inter Belvedere I'll go for 3-2 Inter Belvedere I do see an Inter Belvedere win like you um, this will be a real good game now a good battle uh, two teams, they can mix it up, but um, this will be a graft, I believe, in the Belvedere play it. I, I wouldn't want to be the ref on this game, I tell you. No, I don't know who it is, but I don't envy him, I have to say. Uh, where where are, the, where are the Rye this weekend? The Rye are away to Woolwich 90 of Division 2 in the Fred Jolly. I mean, they're a higher-placed opposition. It's, an un- it's the underdog story again. Uh, Woolwich 90 have struggled this season, so I guess... Um, They'll be looking to get back to winning ways and and taking and get the the win against a, a, a team that just wants to just happy to compete at that level. Gibbs, I guess. Hey, we're just like AFC Sporting Greenwich Reserves. We're just happy to show up and just um, take part. To be fair, mate, and come what may on the result, um, you know, we're just here to take, just here to compete. And um, the underdog story. I hope it continues. <laughs> do you know what I mean? <laughs> average, cup? average, average Joe's gym. Do you know what I mean? What what cup is it? Fred Jolly. Fred Jolly. Uh, all the best with that one, Gibbs. Uh, hopefully, we can all be back in Selk Towers next well, if week. Well, we, if we win on Sunday and and Highfield win, we, it could actually be a Highfield against Peckham Riot in the next round. Yeah, and that will bring back all the stories of, of your first meeting with Highfield when you uh, pulled their pants down and smacked their bums, didn't you? They ate one hell of a beating. <laughs> Gibbs, I'll see you next week back in Selk Towers. Take care, mate. All the best. Cheers, mate. So back with Roger for the Croydon Municipal section. These are our games of the week as predicted by myself, Roger and Russell. 
Um, yeah. Four good games this week, uh, Roger, as we said in the yep. um, in the results section. Uh, big games. First up this week, we'll get into um, the league. We're going to exp- mm-hmm. we got a, we got the Invitational Cup starting uh, this yep. week, Rog. And uh, I've had a little explanation from uh, Russell, but it might be better to come from from you. What what the Invitational Cup is? How are how are the teams? What is the Invitational Cup? And how many um, how many teams go into it? And what is the thought process behind the the, um, the getting into it? What what teams are selected? Yeah. So the Invitational Cup is 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 whether the the committee, the league, give an opportunity. It's an extra cup that we that, that they do. It's an opportunity for teams, um, um, just just to get their hands on some silverware. Uh, it gives teams who are um, you know running out of games, who have played their quite, out of all the old comp, other cups, uh, running out of league games, a chance to. to um, to, to you know have a cup final day yeah um so sort of extra games um so the selection is a number of things so we look at games left to play yeah um we tend to look at as well make, usually no, no other cup competitions although sometimes it can't be helped if the teams have only got in one cup and they've got run no league games left as psg this season yeah um then there's discipline they ha- it has to. They have to be have a good discipline record. You can't mm-hmm. be going. We won't accept teams that have been playing up all season. Um, and finally, um, money owed as well. If if you own if you if if you owe money to the league for whatever reason, then you're not in. So yeah, there's there's that's the that's the four that's the sort of four main things that that we look at. Um, okay. So yeah, it's just it's just like I said, it's just a, it's a nice way to, for teams to keep playing. And games with them where they're running out and and gives them an opportunity to get to to a cup final day which which is always it's always a great day out fantastic so the teams that were entered into the invitational cup this season there's a preliminary round and then we go straight into a quarterfinals uh obviously so that's how many yeah. teams is that 10 teams entered into uh 12 teams entered no, hang on. I'll count. We'll count them out as we go through it in the prelim <laughs> round. Uh, Bozjam take on MMFC. That's a good game in in the preliminary rounds of the cup. Uh, that's one yep. of our games of the week. We'll get onto that in a minute. Woodside play PSG. Woodside, we know, have had some good uh, games uh, in the cup. All their best yep. results probably coming in the cup. Mm-hmm. Um, that's a preliminary round sorted. Um, yep. Then the game, the winner of the Bozjam MMFC games play the other preliminary game. So we could have an all-prem tie in that one or uh, it could be an interesting game either way. But yep. um, yeah, game one against game two in the first game of the quarterfinals. Fort Worth Rangers play uh, gold coaching reserves um, from Div 3. Two teams there. Um, FC 25 play Union uh, mm-hmm. and Chelsea Athletic Reserves play Huxley Guards. So you, those types of teams, they've some of them have really struggled. Huxley Guards, Chelsea Athletic Reserves, Union, Goal coaching yep. resis, they've all sort of struggled this season, so it might be nice for them just to play a game and um, some games in the cup against teams yeah. of their own, uh, at their own <clears> sort <throat> of yeah. level. And that's why we did. Um, I mean, the, obviously, that's why we did prelims with, with the with the higher ranked team because it would have probably, if we would have just done a straight draw, um, it may have turned out a bit unfair. Um, but since it's 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 hard to know which teams are going to enter. And the invitation until you get to that point, and then it could become heavily favoured on on if there's one or two prem sides, it, 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 you run the risk of it just becoming an all prem affair final, which it's, it's not designed you know, to do that, is it? No, it's not. Yeah, 
So that's so, good. So you chose. So the bet, the, the sort of you've sort of seeded it with the higher ranked teams to yep. do the prelim rounds. Yeah, I don't mind that at all. I think that I no. think and everyone can agree um, on that one. Yeah, fair play. Uh, so into the games, uh, lots of four games again to talk about. Uh, Russell is our guest predictor this week. First one up, Rog, Chelsham taking on Addiscombe Casuals. Um, two teams with, with good results yesterday. Addiscombe Casuals with a win, probably not the way they foresaw it at, at, at yeah. nine o'clock yesterday morning. Um, Chelsham with a really good point against um, title hopers, um, Spartans, champions elect, perhaps. We've been saying it for weeks. We might as well not stop now. Chelsham yeah. are fifth in the league. They have 11 points from seven. <clears throat> so not a bad return for them, considering the, the jump they took. Um, Addiscombe Casuals fourth in the division. Um, 13 points from eight games. Um, fair to middle in this season for them. Chelsham, no wins in their last three, but that point against Spartans is a credible one, it has to be said. Addison yep. Casuals, three wins from their last three games. This is all competitions because I found the little bit on um, Football Me Too where it says click here for all competitions and all goal scorers. You found it. <laughs> <laughs> I found it today. So all the stats I've been doing before have just been in that division. Uh, yeah. But now this is all stats, so... Yeah, only mm-hmm. takes a bit a bit of reading and you can find what you need. Uh, Mizzen for Chelsham, eight goals in eight games for him. He's the top goal scorer for, for them. And in Addiscombe Casuals, Jay Sims is their top man, 12 goals in 13 games. Um, yesterday's games, is, that's a big indicator of where they are. Chelsham clearly, I've been saying it all season, have a bit about them. They've been getting good points and good wins against the likes of PSG, nicking points yesterday off of Spartans. There's clearly yep. something about them. Mm-hmm. Um, Addiscombe Casuals yesterday, it took them 45 minutes to get started with, with and then with the wind uh, against bottom of the side, uh, bottom of the league, Sanders did. Um, are we, is Chelsea winning here and, uh, a surprise? That's what I'm trying to get at, Rog. I, I, I don't know. No, <laughs> I really, I really can't call this one. Um, I think very, just, very, very equally matched this one. Yeah, they, you know, yes, and I, I think you could just flip a coin and, and pick a winner that way. But um, yeah, I think both teams will be desperate to to get to get the three points. Um, you know, there's there's there's, there's still just I mean, there's pride to play for, but there's still you know positions up up to up for grabs in in the yep. prem. Yep. Um, you know, no team wants to lose. Uh... Also, also, you're looking at the league tables now. You're coming to the end of the season. Everyone will go out and say, you know, we need to we need to sign a couple of players. And and let's, let's be honest, players will look at a league table and think, oh, they finished third in the top division last year. That ain't too bad. Well, if yeah. you finish, if you finish second or whatever from bottom, <laughs> players are going to say, oh, I don't really, I don't really fancy. They don't look that good. So it's all the no, perce- exactly, yeah. it's all the perception thing now. You're thinking about next season, thinking about signing players. Um, so they, it, there's still a hell of a lot to play for. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely, yeah. Um, Russell going with a Desmond on this one. Desmond. Mm, yes, yeah, that's a, it's a sort of result I could see happening. Yeah. But I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go with casuals. Okay. I think casuals. I think casuals are a team where they raise their game against opposition when they need to. Um, we've seen with the results they had against, you know, the 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 um, Lambeth Lions mm-hmm. sadly folded. Um, PSG um, had good cut runs. So against t- when when they need to raise their game, casuals tend to do that. They yeah. are able to to step it up and 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 sort of play on the the occasion. So just on that, I'm going to say. <sighs> I'm going to say a four-three to casuals. Four-three casuals. Do you know what? I'm going yes. to go for Chelsea on the back of you both 
doing a draw and a win for casuals. Yep. I'm going to back Chelsea. Should I, should I say? I don't know if I said yep. casuals in. I mean Chelsea. I think after last this week's point, they'll be buoyed by that. Um, I, as I say, if casuals start as slow as they did next Sunday, as they did this week, it could yep. be a big. It could be a big score. I think Cas- mm-hmm. Chelsea clearly have a, have a few players probably higher quality than Sanders did yesterday. If they do, if they do start slowly, casuals could be in trouble. I'm going to back yep. Chelsea to win this one, two, one. I think it will be a tight, um, but I just, I, that's, that's a tactic thing for this yep. prediction. So I really do have to start putting some work in. It was a poor week from this week went for us this week, wasn't it? <laughs> I, know, I know zero points. <laughs> <laughs> so we need to get to work on that. But yeah, yeah. Chelsea to win, but that that's no that my thoughts yesterday on Azkan Casuals was they had a fantastic second half. But yep. um yeah, Chelsea, uh, I think I have seen them start superbly well against Sanders did earlier in the season themselves. So if they start like that and Addison play the way they played yesterday in the first mm-hmm. half. Uh, fancy Chelsea win 2 1 for me. Right, yep. the rest of the games uh, in the Div 3 title race, um, the top. game of the day. Probably looking through all the fixtures, it's the game of the day in the quarter um this Sunday. Addington United take on Surrey Park Rangers. Addington now third in the table, 31 mm-hmm. points from 13 games. Um, Surrey Park Rangers um, first in the table. 37 points from 15. That tells you everything you need to know. If um, Addington win those two games in hand, they'd be equal with Surrey Park on um, mm-hmm. on points. Surrey Park have a much superior goal difference. So this one on Sunday means if Addington can beat Surrey Park Rangers with the two games in hand and win them both, they would be three points clear. They would be three points clear of Surrey Park Rangers, at least. We don't know what's going to happen elsewhere. So yeah. very exciting times. Um, this one in the um, league, you would say, it's must win as well for Addington United on the back of those yep. two games in hand, not being enough to put them top. Yep. Um, Addington won't want to be nine points adrift with two games in hand. That leaves them needing snookers in this yep. um, title race. So very exciting. Two wins out of three games um, at Addington United over the last um, short, short period for their form. Sorry, Park Rangers are three out of three um, in theirs. Um, so nothing really in it. Um, Addington United's loss was against um, Croydon United in the um, Intermediate Cup um, where yep. they had a very off day evidently mm-hmm. and Croydon United had a good day um, as usual when we talk about Addington United Agpaganetta is their top man 15 goals in all competitions uh, he's only played 7 games this season Rog, he's obviously yep. a really good player as you've said before yep. um, now we get to see all competitions we can see the full uh, the prob- one of the one of the most um, informed strikers in the Quirden League, S. Bennett, yep. for Surrey Park Rangers, twenty six goals in fifteen games. Clearly, um, a real good player. Uh, yep. Rog Russell was back. Surrey Park Rangers three one, and that's a big yep. a big shout from Russell. Mm-hmm. It's very hard for me. I know you can't back against Addington, so I'm going to let you go last. I'm going to back the Surrey Park Rangers boys to win three one, just because I think Addington. Have been found wanting in the bigger games. They've they've sort yeah. of, they've lost their bottle a little bit um, in the big ones. I'm going to back the Surrey Park Rangers boys two one. What do you think? Oh, another game where it's, I think you could you could you could flip a coin and yeah. and, and they want to be winner. Um, up until yesterday, I probably would have said Surrey Park Rangers comfortably, but I do think now and after that big win by Addington yesterday, that over over Santana the four one win. 
I do think they'll be buoyed by that, and I think they'll they'll know what's at stake. I think that Cyber Rangers will look at the cushion and think that you know they've still got it in that it's, it's still in their hands. Um, so yeah, just on the uh, yeah, and I and I can't and I, and, I, and I really back against Allentown United. So I've got to say Allentown United win. Uh, what's the score going to be? Oh, I'm going to say. I'm going to say 4-3. Four four I'm going to go 4-3 four again. 4-3 <laughs> four again. 4-3 four to Addington. Addington United, yeah. I think there'll be goals, goals galore in this game. You can never back against the boys. No, I can't, unfortunately. Right, so two uh, two uh, invitational cup games. coming. No, one's an intermediate cup. Sorry, I've made a mistake. Intermediate cup game first. Kaizen of the second division playing South London Royals of the third division. Kaizen fourth. In their division, second division, 18 points from 10 games. It's not yep. quite managing the two points a game average. Um, South London Royals <clears> reserves <throat> um, are second in the third division, 32 mm-hmm. points from 15 games. 17 points dropped. It doesn't seem like they've had, they've had that bad as a season, <laughs> but they have been strong in the, in the third division. Um, form-wise, Kaizen have won two of their last three games. Uh, South London Royals reserves flawless in their last three. And you have to go back to the 14th of um, November for them to, to, for their last loss. And that was nine mm. games ago. So they're on a massive, they're on a massive winning streak, nine games without a loss uh, yep. so far this season, John and the boys at South London reserves. Um, e Licker from Kaizen Leica, or sorry if I've mispronounced your name, is their top man, six goals in six games for Kaizen. And D offward um, for uh, South London Royals reserves has eleven in seven. Um, this is a real good game. This is we've talked about these games throughout the fixtures yep. and the games of the week of teams that are in form yes. against teams that are not so informed. The sort of the division bits of bit of it really does go out of the window when you're in such a good run of form like South London Royals reserves. They won't remember what it's like to lose. No. Um, it, that's going to be a huge lever in this one. This is going to be a tight game. I think so, yeah. I mean, we've seen Kaizen when they went when when they when they're on it, they they can get some good results. Um, like they did against Chelsham a few weeks ago in the cup. Um when they won they won comfortably against at Chelsham. Um so we know they've they've got they've got the players to do that. But we've also seen that they, they don't always get the good players there and, and they've had some some dodgy results along the way. Um yeah. I think that the that 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 winning streak that South London Royals reserves have been on will come in will come into play. I think they'll they'll go into the game full of confidence. Um, they'll go in as I think they go in as underdogs, but I think they'll relish that. Yep. I think they'll knowing they've got nothing to lose. Um, so it makes for a really good game. What do you think? Russell has backed the Kaizen boys to win three one. He's going with the league title. He's going with the divisional placings. I think on yeah. this one, I'm inclined to say South London Royals reserves are going to nick it. Uh, yeah, I'm going to go with Royal. I'm going to go with John and the boys. I'm going to say uh, 3 2. 3 2 to South London Royals Reserves. Um, I'm going to go with South London Royals Reserves as well, but I think it's going to be 2 1 to them. Uh, I fancy an upset in the cup, or you love yep. a cup upset as well. Um, yep. It will be an upset. I know what you're saying. Because in fourth in their division, looking good for promotion in Div, Div 2, um, <laughs> South London Royals Reserves. Um, I've uh, that this this run of form they one is really good. Um, I don't think the club has seen a good as good a form as this in either of the teams. Um, so this will be a good game. Good luck to both teams. 
Um, the Invitational Cup preliminary game between Bozjam and MMFC is our last game, our fourth game um, that we're predicting today. Bozjam currently sitting third in the division. And they yep. have 16 points from nine games in the Prem, don't forget. And MMFC are top of the first division, 30 points from 12 games. Um, so not too many points dropped for MMFC so far this season. Bozjam, one win in their last three. Uh, MMFC, two wins from their last three. Their last defeat, MMFC, was against um, Sinus to JFC in the uh, Senior Cup. Yep. Uh, Ayu Smith for Bozjam, their top scorer, five goals in four games. Um, Adai from MMFC, 11 games in 10. Um, is this going to be another one like the Royals, um, South London Royals Reserves game against Kaiser? And is this going to be another one where the form is just a leveller? Um, potentially. Um, I'm also going to say, I don't think I don't think MMFC have got out of the round one of any cup they've been in this season. Uh, I think I think they've lost in round one of every cup, um, so they can't they're unable to transfer translate their league form into cup form. Yeah, reason, um, and I think it's going to happen again. Unfortunately for them, okay. I think, I think Boss Jam. Uh, I think they're just going to have a bit too much for MFC. Right. Um. Unfortunately for them, because um, I know MFC are desperate to drag their their season on because they're running out of games fast. Um, yeah. Yeah, I, I'm going to go with I'm going to go with Russell. I'm going to say I think MMFC will score. Um, I'm going to say three one to Bosjam. Three one Bosjam predicted. Yeah. Uh, Russell has gone two 0 Bosjam. I'm going to back the MMFC boys on the back of you two going that way. I'm yep. going to back them to win three one. I think they'll have a big game this Sunday. They're a lot to, they've got a lot to prove, especially after their loss against um, Sinusid JFC. They had a good yep. win yesterday. They'll be buoyed by that win against London Warriors. 3-1 mm-hmm. against a team that rarely loses. A good result for them. Just yep. the tonic they need going into this big game against the Prem team. Um, so I'm going to back them to win. Yeah, uh, 3-1, I'll go MMFC. Uh, Rog, where's your game next week? Uh, I've not got a game next week. I've got, I've, I, I, I used my 28-day uh, rule and requested next week off. I've got quite a few of my players work together and they've got, they've got, they've got a work, work, uh, event or something, so yeah, I'm 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 not got a game. If I'm about, because I might go down and see my mum on the week on that weekend. If I'm about, I'm going to head over to Shirley High School and watch Addington United versus Surrey Park Rangers because that looks to be a really good, really good game. It is. Um, it is. Enjoy yeah. enjoy your week off. We all deserve a week much. off every now and again, and hopefully, yep. uh, God willing, I'll speak to you next week. Fingers crossed. Yeah. So now back with Graham and the Southern Sunday section. My favourite part of the show, this is quickly becoming now, where we get to look into the, the detail, the form, and the uh, the bits and pieces that make the predictions. Uh, uh, try it, well, it should make it easier, Graham, but it's not making it easier. Ryan going with uh, four two-alls last week um, and got seven points. Um, I think I got four points in the predictions. Hugo got two points. Um, that probably puts Ryan ahead of us. Um, he's done the same again this week. So just to save the burden of, of Ryan predicting, I think we may reach out to the Southern Sunday uh, community. Um, perhaps the guys, uh, Jolliffe or uh, Dan from uh, Jolliffe from Albion or Dan from Clapham Wanderers, see if they want to jump in um, to take Ryan, take the burden off of Ryan. I think he's busy at the moment. So guys, please, I'm sure you listen, please get in touch or DM me or 
or email me or whatever and hopefully we can get you guys involved you can take on ryan's points total so far so graham the excellent games of the week selected again as you said as we said earlier i praised the fixture secretary for saving the games and putting them in at the right time it's very important to do that to maintain integrity of league champion like league, league uh, the championship run-ins and so teams aren't winning it i know Sporting Continental have done it early in February, but you, it's important. It's an important job for a fixture secretary to save these games up so that you give the teams the right games at the right time to try and bring that race right to the end of the season. That's that's really important, isn't it? Yeah, you can't always you can't always do it, Andrew. I have to say, you know, throughout the way our fixtures work is, you know, teams send in their pitch dates, and of course, yeah. all you can then do is, you know, if they've got a home game, they've obviously got to be at home when we're getting towards the end of the season, obviously the games are starting to thin out, aren't they? So yeah. the options become then limited. Teams have got weeks off. They've got County Cup. They're involved in other cups. So your, your options as a fixture secretary, a lot of it, to a certain extent, is taken out of your hands towards the end of the season. But that's where you have to get your experience or use your experience towards the beginning. When you get around sort of Christmas time, you've got an idea about how the tables are starting to shape up. Yeah. You then sort of to play those sort of middle of the table or the bottom sort of games and you can then leave the other ones a bit spare to later on. So that's just experience. That's when you're doing division uh, fixtures for 12 divisions either. It's just one ginormous jigsaw puzzle and to try and make the thing uh, work and, and viable you know it takes a good two and a half three hours yeah. just to do one week's of fixtures and I think I think people just think you know the computer generates it and, and off we go it really doesn't work like that I think um, the OBDSFL I think they use a matrix system they dictate to the clubs where what the dates that they need to play the right. games on rather than the other way around so okay. that doesn't necessarily work out the way that you do it but I know with the Southern Sunday and Westford, especially, I know Jace um, loves, he, he really does have a look and, and saves those 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 head-to-heads for the right moments. Uh, and probably to try and avoid double bankers as well. If you save until the end of the season and they haven't played each other, you don't want titles decided in double bankers. Not this year anyway. Um, I forgot to congratulate Swag for getting through to the London Challenge Cup Good semi-final. Um, because the results don't come up on full-time, we do sometimes miss them. So I've just I've just brought up Graham's uh, bulletin um, that I received last night. Now I'm a referee on the panel. Um, Ooh, get you. You haven't done any games, but <laughs> no, you get the yet. bulletin. Uh, Highgate and Muswell Hill lose 1-0 to Southern Sunday Prem team. Swag, well done, boys. Um, a good win. Highgate Albion, um, false beat Newlands 3-2. That was in the London Junior Cup. That was a fourth round. Uh, and Southwest Rangers lose 4-3 on pens after a Desmond with Carshelton All-Stars from the Leatherhead and District in the Surrey um, Prem Cup. By all accounts, those Carshelton All-Stars boys are a good side. They're some they good are. teams. Nice um, team as well, Andrew. Nice team. So Southwest Rangers, um, out of the um, the Surrey Prem Cup, left to concentrate now on their Southern Sunday, um, retaining their title. There's a lot of hell, hell of a lot of work for them to do to do that now. But um, yeah, Swag leading the way. Um, probably the last standing uh, team from any of the the, the um, leagues covered on the podcast after Bayswater losing to um, Trabs and Spoor yesterday um, from Westfar swag into the semi-final of the London Cup. 
uh, the last team standing, as I said. Made me look a, that's made me look a mug, hasn't it? Because there was me that wrote it off ages and ages ago. No, some well, we of the teams just don't get anywhere near it. We wrote them off against Lambeth All-Stars. Um, we didn't think they would get through that that game, and they did. So fair play to them. Um, yeah, we wish them all the very best. Um, right. On to the games of the week. Fantastic games. This is a league game in the Prem, the first one. Uh, team we just spoke about swag they go to Putney Putney top of the division 18 games 18 points sorry from eight games um they sit top uh, swag fifth in the division two games less than Putney um they have 12 points in six so these two these games in hand um put them on equal points with the boys at Putney so an important game this one and they want to win this and maintain that uh, that means they only need um, the two wins will put them clear at the top. Uh, Putney are in a run of two wins in their last three uh, in all competitions, or sorry, in Southern Sunday competitions, and Swagger the same, two wins from their last three. <coughs> uh, Elton Gioni is the Putney top scorer. He has 12 goals in 11 games. Uh, and Tom Clement, Tom Clement, sorry for Swag, has four in seven. Not that many goals uh, for Swag um, in Southern Sunday games. Uh, they've Graham, only played six games on that um, Andrew though in the league they've only played six they've been playing County Cup every bloody week yeah and that's not going to stop but uh, they won't mind um, there could be some uh, double bankers for them to play um, coming up um, hopefully starting the season early is going to they'll, they'll benefit from that um, Graham the predictions then as I said Ryan has returned a two-all um, for it's probably every not a bad week. guess. Probably not a bad it's guess. It's not a bad guess. He's lucky. He's going to be, could be lucky again with that one. Uh, two all, Ryan's guess. And Hugo, gone the same. Putney to Putney and Swag to draw. Last time, they drew last time. So he's going to go for a two all. Is the little bit of analysis. He always drops a little bit in. Um, well, they've not Hugo. played in the league yet. So actually, this is the first of the two league meetings. So, you know, you talk about holding fixtures back. There's no way you want Swag and Putney as a double header. So, no. you know, we got that one in uh, next week and then they'll have another meeting later on down the line. Uh, they played in the Blunston Cup in the group stages two or three weeks ago. And that was nil-nil. OK. Oh, I think that Swag are going to be on a high. I think back to um, Southern Sunday uh, games, I can see a swag win. Um, and I think they're going to be looking at those two games in hand. They'll want to maintain that two games in hand and close the gap to um, three points. I'm going to go swag to win 3-1 on this one. Um, I know that's that's a shot in the dark. That's not using any of the information in front of me, perhaps on some and Sunday um, stats. But yeah, I'm going for uh, 3-1 to swag in this one. Good luck to both teams. Uh, in League One, Junction Elite against London Ravens. London Ravens make it into the games of the week again. Sorry, Jamie. Sorry, I'm getting in there early. I, I apologise. Sorry, not sorry. Uh, Junction Elite's top of the table. 25 points from nine games. Uh, just three points dropped. Uh, this is a blockbuster Southern Sunday fixture. Everyone knows of the history it and the rivalry a... between Ravens and Junction Elite. It is an absolute no-brainer to put this in. No and I'm sure we've tried it twice before to get in, but it's been postponed or it something has. happened. And um, we have tried before. Second in the division sit London Ravens. Um, 22 points from 11. Uh, the average points for them. Just a, just um, two points and obviously Junction Elite. Just above that, Junction Elite, three out of three wins this season. In fact, they have no losses 
in Southern Sunday competitions this year. Fantastic season they're having. Uh, London Ravens, two wins out of their last three. Um, you have to go back till uh, the 14th of November for their last loss. And that was against London Hibs. Yes. So, Incredible, isn't it? Yep. Yeah. Uh, Godfrey Watkins Toko for Junction League, their top marksman, uh, 12 goals in 11 games. Uh, and Mr. Leah, is it Liam Amara? Yeah, has, he's quality player is Liam. Yeah, He has eight in nine. Um, so um, a big game expected. Uh, Graham, Pull that one then, lads. Enjoy <laughs> yeah, that no. one. Well, Away Ryan, you go. Ryan's gone two all. Oh, shock. Uh, shock. <laughs> um, again, could happen. This is ridiculous. Junction Elite uh, backed 2-1 by Mr. Campos Hugo, who will be stepping into your shoes um, ah. on the next recording, I believe, you when you are... When you are away on the, the end of the month, Hugo. Oh, you've gonna... told everyone I'm going away. <laughs> Sorry. Was that a secret? No, it wasn't. Uh, but Hugo will be stepping in, so we'll be able to um, hear his his views. He likes to so drop What I'll have to do then is I'll download the podcast. So I think I'm flying back on that Monday night. So by the time you release it, oh, I probably won't be able to download it. Damn it. I you might have to it... have it. If what, what we, we're on, don't forget we're on Spotify and we're on Apple Podcasts as well. You can download it there. Yeah, but if I'm 30,000 feet in the air, I'm yeah, not you, sure that works. You download it in the, um, depends what time you leave your hotel, I guess. If the hotel has Wi-Fi, you can download it ah, to your phone. I should try it. And that it. could be my, I could be listening to myself through Hugo's. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Uh, this is such However, a big that game. works. <laughs> how, how, how do you predict this one? Junction God knows. For... Good start. Away you go. Give me some analysis. <laughs> what, what, what's your thinking? Well, Junction Elite are imperious, aren't they? I mean, how can you back against them at the moment? But form um, goes out of, in a derby game. The form book goes out the window. For, everything goes out the window. It's just a one-off game, isn't it? it is. That's what I think is so great about it. I just think Junction Elite have done so much in in less games than than Ravens that I just think it makes them the, the favourites. Um, I'm going to back Junction Elite like Hugo, but I'm just going to go for 1-0. I think this is going to be very tight. 1-0. Wow. That's my that's my guess. Right, League Seven. Uh, Peckham Cosmos with a great win this week in the cup against ACT Arantes. Now they play Olympic Mayonnaise, who are looking to pull themselves further away from relegation woes um, in League Seven. Uh, the form book not for, fantastic for the guys, but that's what you may expect for teams at the bottom. Uh, just a one win in three. Um, no, no losses in the last three. Uh, though for for Peckham Cosmos, I think two draws and a win in their last three. Good form for them. Uh, Olympic Mayo with the one win this weekend. Um, tenth, uh, Peckham Cosmos, the tenth in the division, eight points from thirteen. Uh, not amazing for them. Olympic Mayo seventh in the division, uh, thirteen points from fourteen games. Um, they'll want to they'll want to make that points average look a bit better this week. Uh, Jonathan uh, Bone for. Peckham Cosmos, four goals in 11 games. Uh, and Dima, uh, Troy, Troy, sorry, Troyfimov for uh, Olympic Mayo, six goals in 10 games. Graham, these are just as tough to call as the games at the other end. I'm um, thinking um, Peckham Cosmos had a very good Sunday this week against ACT Arantes. Um, they're going to be buoyed by that. Olympic Mayo with a good win themselves. Yep. Um, Peckham in the league, though, Graham, 
Um, not... Well, if you look between both teams, they played, what, 27 games this season and there's four wins out of 27. That tells yeah. you an awful lot, doesn't it? Ryan going with a two-all. So of course he is, yeah. Uh, yeah that, just for the next game as well, everyone, just yeah. to let you know it'll yeah, be right. Desmond. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Hugo has backed Mayo to win 3-2. I have to say, I think I think with the recent with the recent stuff in the league, um I have to back Mayo just on based on the, the league standings. Uh five points better off, obviously one game more. I'm gonna back Mayo to win this 2 1. Um, but that big win for Cosmos, that's yeah. you can't back them out this week. But yeah, I'm gonna back. I'm going to back Mayo to win 2-1. I think, Andrew, if Mayo win it, I think the other crucial bit is I think they then can cut Peckham off because the gap at the moment is five. Yeah. Obviously, then that will go up to eight. Peckham are not going to catch them. So, yeah, I, I think Mayo have got a real statement of intent game. Let's yes. call it that. It is very much so. We, you managed to get it in. Thank God first, for that. <laughs> first one. Woohoo! Uh, in League 9, uh, I think, as Graham said, arguably the... Most competitive division in the Southern Sunday at the moment. The, certainly the best, the most exciting to watch these teams scrapping it out. Um, Vauxhall Virgins take on uh, Old Town, AFC Old Town. Uh, the Virgins are currently top of League Nine. They have 25 points from 11 games. Uh, a good turn return for them. Uh, Old Town are sixth, but they and they have 17 points in nine games. Um, those six points still keep them two points behind. Uh, the Virgins, but we've seen Old Town can get a result when they need it. Both teams um, are three for three in their last three games. 14th of November, the last loss for Vauxhall Virgins, uh, and the 5th of December, the last loss for Old Town. Both teams on a long-term winning run. Uh, Old Town, some eye-catching wins uh, in cup competitions, starting now to turn the screw and looking to claw back these games in hand in the league. Uh, and put themselves amongst it, Graham. Who were box? Who was the last team to beat Vauxhall Virgins on the fourteenth of November? Vauxhall Virgins. Uh, I think ooh, I'm going to say possibly. I'll stick my neck out and say Brissie Battersea off the top of my head, Andrew. I don't know. Do you know what? I'm going to check quickly. I, I was trying to catch you off guard. I bet you've got it right. One I'm, I'm sure Brissie. I might have been two one. I think off the top <laughs> please, of my head. Please have got. Please have got it wrong. I. I'm really not not in a good place physically at the moment. Um, if I haven't got that right, uh, they lost three-one to Borussia Borussia Battersea. Oh, it was so. It was how many? Three-one. Three-one. Oh, I said two-one. I was only a bloody goal out. That's not bad, is it? That's good. That's very good. Well done on the spot. Putting you on the spot there, Nathan. Oh, Nathan on rate Wells for Vauxhall Virgins is their top scorer. Fourteen in eleven. He's having a good old time. Mike Fargo for Old Town. Um, 10 goals in 11 games. There's nothing in it between these two. Three points, really. Uh, the points per game stuff, it's almost the same. Um, the, their top goal scorers, about the same. Um, Nathan, obviously, looking better off form-wise. They're doing superbly well. Um, another hard one to call. <laughs> um, can, can, can we look beyond the Virgins at the moment? They really are. They really are looking the business. Well, um, I think they've got a chance if they win it. I think, again, you know, you're talking about cutting teams off and putting gaps and distance. I think if they get over the points there, they're on 28. Old Town will be 11 behind. All right, they've got two games in hand. But Old Town would still need to go and then win another two and then Virgins lose another two. We are seeing not many defeats mm. at that. And actually, you know, there are going to be points traded in and out. I think for the fact that we've got 
a six-horse title race, I think, is unbelievable in itself. And yeah. it's almost become a mini-league within a league, hasn't it? Yeah, it's definitely looking that way between the title chasers and everyone else at the moment in the league. There doesn't seem to be uh, much else um, going on, which is fantastic. Uh, no dead rubbers in uh, League Nine for the rest of the season. Um, Ryan going with two, obviously. Um, Hugo going for Old Town, 3-1 Old Town. Wow, 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 wow. He yeah. is coming off the fence there, my <laughs> left goodness. Left field, off of, straight off a of left field there for Hugo. Uh, big shout. He's obviously, um, he obviously fancies the Old Town. He's looked at some of those uh, cup results and fancies them to to put it uh, amongst the Virgins. I think I'm going to back Vauxhall Virgins on the back of Hugo back in Old Town. Uh, I'm going to try and uh, steal these five points and put some space between myself and Hugo in the uh, the race for this. I'm going to back Virgins to win 2-1. They don't often win massively. No. Um, they do win by the odd one or two goals. So I'm going to back Virgins to win 2-1. Other than um, Deportivo in that division, they're all similar scorers. Deportivo seemed to be the the team that ran the goals home, but um, yeah, it's uh, it's so hard. It, I wouldn't want to be a predictor. Imagine not bothering looking down the bot into the lower divisions in in Sunday league. People football. don't. People don't. They just see it as about the top division or even maybe the second division. It's a bit like it's a bit like in professional football in this country. You know, it's all about the Premier League and. People don't really pay much attention to what goes on. I do, obviously, I've got a vested interest in it, but mm. there's some fantastic games that are played in sort of Championship 1-2 in the National League and in the FA Trophy and all these... There's so much going on in football and in grassroots football. There's so much that goes on in the lower leagues. It's, it's just a shame that, you know, they don't get coverage. But, you know, the show like this, we do give a spotlight and we do shine the light on it and we do promote it. So... Uh, we're doing our bit, but others, I think, should not be so narrow-minded and, and really have a look at, at what's going on. Even teams within the Southern Sunday, if you're in the Premier or the Championship, do you know what? If you're off for a week or it's the end of the season, go and watch a cup final with some yep. of these teams. There are some really good players yep. and some really good teams. There's some good football at this level. Absolutely. And your game this weekend, Graham, Pimlico Penguins against Mundial B is your afternoon game. Yeah. Uh, and have you got a morning kickoff? This I do. Week? I think do. I've got QNT be against Southside United off the top of my head. Two good games. You looking forward to those? Uh, yeah. Um, I think three out of the four teams I haven't done for a little while or this season. So, um, yeah, I'd just like to change it up a little bit. Good luck with your games. Hopefully the book, it goes for you this weekend and it's not well, so it, cold. Well, it certainly did yesterday, I have to say, uh, you know, with a ball over the line and with an advantage as well. And yeah, it, it it definitely ran my way yesterday. And by the time I got in the car, turned the engine on, it then peed down with rain. So it was definitely my day yesterday. Sorry, mate. All the best. Thank you very much. And I'll see you next week. Have a great week. Cheers, Andrew. Thanks, mate. So back with Jamie for the last section, Jamie, of the podcast. You're on late. You're on last today, but it doesn't matter. Game. We are we are recording over Zoom. Yeah, I'm not freezing my bollocks off. <laughs> we'll be back in uh, silk, fro- silk freezer next week, um, God willing. Uh, so the games of the week predicted this week again by John White. Um, how did we do on the predictions this week on the OBD SFL? Um, it was two, two, two. Two across the board. So shit. It's so shit this season. It is unbelievable. No, I think the actual score, we're the two highest scorers across all the leagues. But 
you're quite a bit ahead. I think you're 12 points ahead of me and John's with 20 odd behind me. So, <laughs> it's nice to try. right. So, big games at all at all ends of the table this week. Um, teams at the bottom battling it out, teams at the top, uh, and two interesting games there. Uh, from the lower divisions, Jamie. I like that you've chosen these ones. Um, the first game up is Farnborough Old Boys against Blendon. Uh, Farnborough Old Boys, no wins, Jamie, uh, in their last three, but they, there is a draw in there. They're sitting 10th, two points from 10. Uh, their last win was in the London Cup at the beginning of November. Um, no, no joy for them, uh, really, for such a long time. Blendon, uh, no wins in three either, but two of their last three games were draws uh, so not too bad from them they're ninth they're, they have six points from nine games uh, Alex Chambers is Farnborough's top man three goals in six Billy Bennett is Glendon's top man um, unsurprisingly with five goals in seven games <sighs> Jamie uh, Farnborough know how to make it tough for teams over at their um, uh, Farrow Fields we know that um, but is Blendon the team that they want to they want to try that with on Sunday? Probably not. Um, so it's bottom two in the senior. Um, points are an absolute must. I think uh, probably more must win for Farnborough. I do. I said that a few weeks ago. I do think they're gone. But if they want to give themselves a chance and they prove me wrong, which wouldn't be the first time. Because nah. uh, I predicted them to finish third. And I think might be a bit far off with that prediction. Um, so I think... <laughs> Yeah, Blendon, because the last, the both teams, the last couple of games have been draws and narrow losses to the top teams. Um, so I've not really been playing teams around about them. So it'll be interesting to see how that affects both of them going into it. How they, if there's a cagey affair at the start, or if it's just hell for leather, um, going for it for the three points. Yeah. Um, Blendon, great draw against Kenningwell. And to be honest, if Blendon, I've got a game in hand on Kenningwell, and if they win it, they're only two points behind them. So, and Kenny Miller in fourth. So, I don't know if that says more about Kenny Miller than it does blending the type of season they're having. But I think it could either be a classic or it'll be a shitter. Um, I hope it's a classic. And I'm sure it'll be a classic. I wouldn't I wouldn't want to be the referee for this one, though. Yeah, I, I think a cl- it could be a classic <laughs> in a number of ways. Um, oh, I don't know. I think, I just think, I, I think a draw doesn't really help anybody. John John White back in Blendon with a 2-1 win. Yeah, I don't uh, think that's a bad shout. It's not a bad shout at all. I, I, I think for me, Blendon, slight favourites just based on the fact that they've had a good draw against uh, Kenningwell this week. Mm. Uh, I, I mean, I'm going to go 1-0 to Blendon. I think it's going to be very tight. I don't think the game will end with um, 11 men on either team, that's for sure. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, but I think Blendon will win this 1-0. In fact... When Blendon came up into the senior, I think a lot of people sort of hoped that they would mix it up. They seem to have everything um, to do that. They could play, they can play football, they can mix it up, they can make the game um, tough for their opposition. Um, and, so, and that hasn't happened for whatever reason this season, it hasn't happened. So hopefully we're going to see a bit of a resurgence from them um, between now and the end of the season. Hopefully they can stay in the division and, and go because we know we want to see players like Billy Bennett in this division. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and the number nine for Blendon looks like a good player. Looks like he does a power to work for them as well, up there on his own. Yeah. Um, but yeah, again, I think it'll be t- you know, I'm going to go against again, then I th- I'm going to go for Farnborough. I'm going to go back to get that first one of the season. Um, so I'm going to go 1-0 Farnborough. 1-0 Farnborough. We've all 
we've all sort of bottled that then really one nil my way one nil your way and (laughs) John back in John back in uh Blendon so let's see that'll be a fantastic game as I say it'll be great to watch uh, but probably not for the referees to be involved in hopefully three officials on that one uh to help the man in the middle or the person in the middle out right on to the next game Saha against Sports King uh third uh fourth against second in the division Saha with 16 from nine points uh Sports King have 20 from their nine games. Um, Sports King's four points better off, obviously. Uh, Saha with one win in their last three. One of those three was a draw. Uh, and Sports King, two wins in their last three. Uh, one, of their, one of their last three was a draw as well, I think, against Farnborough Reserves. Uh, Ali Yassin Ahmed is the top man for Saha with six goals in seven games. Um, Callum Nasons again we've done a bit of analysis on Sports King um, recently because they've featured in they're going to be featuring I imagine if we do a, a game of the week in the Prem Division Sports King will be there as title hopers that he has six in ten uh, a good thing for Sports King Jamie they have seven players who have scored two or more goals this season so they are sharing it around so looking at Callum's goal return he's not and actually a striker, as I remember him, he was a centre-half. He's returned six goals, as I say, in 10. They do have seven scorers with two or more. So they're not overly reliant on one particular focal point for their goals. Yeah, no, it's always good to have, um, get able to be a threat from several positions. Um, and you know you can rely on guys to chip in my goal if maybe somebody's not there and not having the, the best of games. Um, I, I don't know if there's such a thing as a six-pointer for a team that's second and fourth, but um, if Saha win it, it leaves them just a point behind Sports King. But then if Sports King win it, they go top because I see end up playing. And yeah. I think that if I think if Sports King win, it definitely puts Saha out of the title picture, considering the ground hoppers have picked up some form. So uh, yeah, I think there's there's lots of little kind of side stories to this. Um but I think having that carrot dangling of being able to go top because that's the end I've been top for, for what seems since the start of the season. They're just yeah. powerful games and wins. Yeah. Um, maybe like the odd week where they've dropped down to second or third. But I think just being able to see their name at the top of the pile, um, having that little incentive, I think should be enough for Sports King. Uh, I'm going to back them to win 3-1. 3-1 Sports King for Jamie. John backing them 3-2. Um, Saha have picked up form. I think you're right, Sports King sort of gone about their work quietly. They don't shout about themselves on, on social media. They don't record their games. They don't do any of that stuff. They just crack on with it very much. Um, obviously, half of the team or a lot of the boys were from Alpington Rovers, so very much in that mould. Um, I think Sports King will win too. You've gone 3-1, have you? Yes. I'm going to go 2-1 to Sports King on this one. I think we're all thinking along the same lines. It's going to be tight. Uh, we know Saha... Um, are a good side, so don't so don't be surprised to see a Saha win. That that could easily happen, especially at home for them if they're playing it at Crystal Palace on that massive pitch. Um, <coughs> it will be a it will be a it will um, trouble Sports King, but they're used to be they're used to playing on their big pitch at, at uh, Green Court as well. So a good game will be had here. Um, good luck to both teams. Uh, the last the third game, sorry, is Old Langlians taking on Crayford Arrows. Uh, Old Langley in seventh in their division, 10 points from seven games. Uh, not having an amazing season, it has to be said. Uh, Crayford Arrows sitting top, 21 points from 10 games. Nine points dropped for someone that sits top. 
um it's a bit of an unheard of um usually it's 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 pretty they don't lose too many uh so showing how um competitive their division is just the one win in three for uh, old langlands and one draw so not too sad uh crayford arrows two wins in their last three um old langlands top man is martin ivanov he has 10 in nine and Dan Keane for Crayford Arrows has 17 and 11. Jamie, what was the thought process behind this one? Um, well, Old Langley's, I know they had a good result against Wastels. I think they won 7 now, but I think that was when Wastels had a bit of a shocker with a few players gone off. But it's really to see if one, if Langley's can put themselves in that push with other teams that haven't really played a lot of games. Yeah. Uh, they've only played seven. Um, and also, Crayford Arrows, they've got three teams breathing down their neck and Hayden reserves with Shinhatch and Beckenham Manor so to see if they can keep the bottle um, and and stay in that top position or a full line why, why are you making up some form why are you making bottles a theme this week <laughs> I don't know I need to hit the bottle um, so yeah and so I mean line lanes they play seven games I've got a plus seven goal difference so you know that's kind of just maybe not setting the world alight in front of goal given that seven goals their goals came in that one game um, Kiefer Darrow's top scorers in that division with 38 and they concede 2.6 a game so mm. uh, I think if they, if they leave the back door open I think Lion Lanes might fancy it and nick a couple um, but having said that I think Kiefer Darrow should just be too strong um, so I'm going to go for a 4-2 Kiefer Darrow's win 4-2 Crayford Arrow's win uh, John White probably the best person to speak about this game backs Old Langlands to win 3-1. So that's got me... Sure that's not a typo? It might be. It might be, but... Main games. Perhaps. Uh, I can't see Crayford Arrows not winning this one, personally. Um, What did you say? 4-2. 4-2. I'm going to go 3-1 Crayford Arrows, Uh, as you say. I've I've heard your Old Langlands average stat there. And I'm going to back <laughs> them to, to concede that many. So, uh, yeah, Crayford Arrows for me uh, on that one. The last one also involves a Crayford Arrows team. Uh, Crayford Arrows reserves taking on Crayway. Uh, second against first. Easy to see um, why this one is thrown in. Uh, Crayford Arrows second with 23 points from 10 games. Uh, three points behind, uh, four points behind Crayway who sit top uh, with a game played more. So this is a real... Um, a big chance for Crayford Arrows Reserves to close that gap and maintain that game in hand, Jamie. Two wins from three for them uh, with one draw uh, and Crayway have won two of their last three. Uh, Jordan Grumpham is Crayford Arrows Reserves' top man. 15 goals in 10 games. Unreal when a striker has more game, more goals than games played. I always like to see that. And Sam Barnard is in the same boat as Jordan with 15 goals, but he's done that in 12 games. Jamie, it's easy to see why you've picked this one. This is a real good game in Div 4. Um, Crayway and uh, Crayford Arrows, same same form, essentially the same amount of points. If you did it points per game, they're around the same with each other. Their league goal scorers um, have got 15 goals each. It's going to be a draw, isn't it? <laughs> Not so sure about that. I mean, Crayway won the reserve, their reverse game 2-1. Um, and that probably is why they're sitting just slightly above uh, our head in the table at the minute. Um, Crayford Darrow's scored 41, 41 goals this year, plus 28 goal difference, so they, they know where the net is. Um, Crayway, although they're top, only got plus, and that's the only plus nine goal difference, but seems to be a bit more conservative, so their game's probably a bit more 
she was hard working, um, yeah. seeing them over the line. Um, yeah. But they've also lost quite a few as well, so it's, they've always got that little slip up in them. Um, yeah, both strikers on 15 goals, which is which is good to see. Well, they'll obviously be going head to head this year. I noticed um, my mate, what's his name? Was Aiden? He's played 14 games, no goals, one assist. So it's oh. nice to see that some other players are stepping up for Craigie on the big stage. So not not relying yeah. on Aiden anymore. No, she should be on the bench with these stats, really. Um, so, <laughs> um, a goalkeeper. <laughs> yeah, he could be playing more <laughs> left back for I know. Um, so, yeah, I think... Oh, this is a really, really tasty little game, actually. John uh, White, having seen Crayway, they beat... Hatch and Beck and Amanda beat Crayway comfortably in a cup game. Mm. Uh, three, um, And he has backed... Crayway to win 3 0. So he obviously sees something in him that he liked. He obviously rated something about them. Uh, yeah, they've got something about them. I mean, when we played them, they weren't a bad little side from the cup a few seasons ago now. Um, so I don't know. I think I'd like to see Crayford Arrows win purely for the title race yeah. to go to the wire. Yeah. I think Crayway might nick it. Yeah. I'm along those I go, lines. As well. I go head or heart here. I think, you know what? I'm going to upset the apple cart. I, I think the Crayway are favourites and they probably should win it, but I'm going to go for Crayford Arrows to make it interesting with a 1-0 win. 1-0 to Crayford Arrows. That's such a bollocks prediction. That's no chance of happening. <laughs> you got time. Do, do you want to change it? Nah, fuck it. <laughs> uh, I'm going to back Crayway to win 2-1, I think. It yeah, will be tight. That seems sensible. It, it, it will be tight. I mean, Crayway, as you say, their goal difference isn't fantastic. Um, they don't win by loads. They don't lose by by loads, obviously, either. So, yeah, 2-1 to Crayway for me. Jamie, where are the Mariners this week? We are at, well, if I ever get the match in full through, I think we're at Cold Harbour away at LSU, who we played early, early in the season um, when one of the weeks we had a better 11. And we lost two one late in the game. So um the numbers we've got in and stuff, we'll be looking to to get revenge there. Um but they've just had a fantastic result winning away at Phoenix. So we're under no illusions, it's going to be a tough game. Uh, I'm excited to have some midweek football on the OBD SFL this week. We're on the Jack we Stand Cup game. We've got the Jack Standing Cup game between Hayden, uh Hayden uh, Youth and Chisler. Hayden for me. Yeah, I, I don't know. I'm not. I'm not. I'm keeping quiet when I'm involved in the game. And then Sunday, uh, I'm very lucky to have Lambeth All Stars against Kenningwell. Uh, Lambeth just seem to be ticking, clicking back into gear, uh, and Kenningwell probably not going to meet uh, Lambeth All Stars um, at the right time for them. It's going to be a real good game. As I said on social media, it just feels like one of those games. Just sit back and enjoy the game. Uh, well, I'm going to send a message to the Kenningwell and Lambeth players. Um, run them. Just not just. Attack versus attack, just go run them on the whole into the pitch. Yeah, do you know what? Just absolutely run them <laughs> into the ground. I'm a bit worried about that. I've got a game, uh, I'm sort of usually recover from um, Sunday football by about Tuesday lunchtime. Then I've got a game Tuesday, so I'll be sorted from that hopefully Wednesday night, Thursday morning. Uh, then I've got a Saturday game on a slope at Belvedere. Uh, and then I've got um, Lambeth All Stars in Kenningwell to look forward to. Uh, to be honest, I think that game on Sunday will be largely possession based. So it's, I think the tempo may be quite slow, actually. Um, it'll be lovely football. I doubt it'll go above your head at any yeah, point. Yeah, but that's the, that's the thing where in the middle of the park, I'm just going to be having to try and get out of the way of them all the time because they'll just be not playing it nice sideways balls and then they'll be looking to play 
people in. They'll play all. They'll they'll play into the box, and sometimes keeping your concentration yeah, is tough. Got him on your toes. And yeah. like throw it, throwing it step overs, left, right, and centre, letting that ball run through. <laughs> Yeah, mate, I wish you all the very best with your game on Sunday. Get that win back. Uh, I haven't missed out this week and I'll speak to you next week. Cheers, speak to you later. Well, that's it. The end of another show. Thank you to all of our contributors. Um, Gibbs, Roger, Graham and Jamie doing a fantastic job. Yet again, thank you to the predictors um, who this week were Mark Dolby, uh, Russell from uh, the Croydon Municipal, um, Hugo and Ryan for the South, um, the Southern Sunday, and John White for uh, the OBD SFL. Thank you very much to our guests, uh, Magpie Recruitment FC. Thank you to Francis and the lads. I really enjoyed their interview. Um, honest. Um, and praise and full of praise for the grassroots community um, in general. The, the lads um, did a great job, obviously, uh, on the back of that um, interview. Um, they got knocked out of the cup, so the treble isn't on. Um, you have to aim higher, so you can't uh, blame the guys for that. Um, but they'll be back to County Cup and league action uh, in the future. Hopefully, uh, they will win uh, win something this season. Um, they're a great Great guys. So the sponsors, thank you to the sponsors down to play app um, your player availability app freely available. Um, I believe or for a small charge, um, the down to play app is the best app out there. Our graphics designs and, and all that type of thing are done by at NJP graphic design. If you fancy uh, getting your, uh, your team's graphics done uh, for a low cost, it must be said compared to some of these um, companies that just dish out the same looking graphics for everybody at NJPGD uh, will do you a deal. Uh, get in touch. Uh, awards FC, go and speak to them for your um, all your awards needs to, as we reach the end of the season. You'll be thinking about that now. Uh, maybe don't go for the traditional um, awards everyone else seems to go for. Have a look at Awards FC's uh, catalogue. They really do some nice looking stuff, modern looking um, trophies. I really like them. Um, they provide our end of season team of the year awards. Um, go and check them out. Uh, Magpie Recruitment, our guest also are a football team and a sponsor. Magpie Recruitment um, is a recruitment agency um, and part of their um, whole company is a level equals um, company, which gives opportunities um, for non-biased um, employment screening to um, people with disabilities or people from um, different backgrounds, um, giving everyone a fair chance to be employed. Um, an admirable, um, an ad, an admirable um, idea by Magpie Recruitment, and I love it. Um, that's part of the reason that we're involved with the guys, um, top people, board and sports, um, one of the best youth setups in Southeast London, if not South London and London um, in the wider area. Um, Mark Dolby and all the family um, and coaches down there doing a fantastic job in growing their youth section um, and offering football to men, girls and boys um, all through and women all through um, South London. So well done to the club. Uh, Sports King TV, um, I'm sure they're going to be back soon creating content um, for football. Um, I know Duke is busy uh, building his his camera um, business and he's doing lots of photography and and filming for all types of events. We get in touch with Sports King TV um, if you want your sporting event filmed too. Uh, Skipper Sportswear, our sportswear brand of choice, 
our, they supplied our um, charity kit um, for us and also sponsored it as part of arithmetic accountants the same um, owner of both brands um, is is involved with the companies thank you to him uh, football uh, grassroots football at football um, grassroots GRF a uh, massive platform for um, grassroots football get in touch with them on Facebook uh, Twitter and any social media platform I'm sure you'll find those guys um, our charity sponsors and our kit sponsors are um, at NJP our front the front of kit sponsor i've talked about them already uh our back of kit is board and sports stop bullying campaign um we're grateful to have them on the back of our shirts our sleeve sponsors are black eagle athlete um we play them in a friendly in a charity friendly on the 16th of march at vcd half seven kickoff uh five pounds um a ticket please come along and support the event that will be in honor of mike strong um our annual event for mike strong happening uh, against Black Eagle Athlete FC uh, and the other sleeve sponsor, as I said earlier, Arithmetic Accountants. Get in touch with them for any accounting needs. Uh, next week, our guests will be Carl from uh, Greenwich Challenge Vets. Um, we're going to hear from a Westford team next week, um, a Vets team that I don't think could find a suitable league for them on a Sunday morning. They've joined Vet them. They've joined Open Age Football with Westford. Uh, I'll be interested to hear from Carl how that's gone for them uh, and how they see the future. Um, I look forward to my football this weekend. I hope everyone else will too. Um, I wish you all the best and I'll speak to you next week.